to the PulpMX.com show. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis and the OGK dub, Kenny Watson. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome to the Pulp MX Show. You're live on the air. We're live on the air in sunny Las Vegas, which is finally starting to cool off a little bit. Uh, once again, this is the Pulp MX Show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me, as usual, is my co-host and uh, and and going for the head host job, Kenny Watson. K-Dub, what's up? Wah, 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 wah. Uh, Mark Pellegrino, dude, we got to get him back, <laughs> yeah, right? He's, yeah, he's killed it. He you're, killed it. You're our lifeline to, to Mark, so yeah. make it happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to get Mark back on. Right on. Well, sure. hey, thanks uh, for everybody for listening, man. We got a jam packed show. We got some gate, great guests, Kenny. Yeah, we're uh, gonna gate good tonight. We're gonna <laughs> pick a good gate. Yeah, we are. Uh, Josh Hill. Travis Preston, Tony Alessi is going to call in. We're going to call him. And uh, first and foremost, off the bat, we got Grant Langston. Hey, did you hear uh, Josh Hill starting to train again? No. On his Twitter today. On his Twitter today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to read it from from his Twitter. Okay? This is from his Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. Josh Hill saying, uh, okay, here we go. People didn't know, but I'm already back to training. I'm running 30-minute motos on the chicks. It burns up to 200 calories a day. Nice, nice. He's back. So he said he's back. He's back training. The hillbilly is getting ready for Supercross. That's uh, good to hear. Good small to hear. steps. He's small good, steps. Good spirits, man. Good yeah, that's kid. good. And Grant Langston announced his retirement today, uh, Kenny. Yeah, uh, sad to see, but uh, at the same time, good to hear. Uh, GL is going to pack it in. He's had a great career. What do you mean it's good to hear? Well, I just didn't like him riding around in the back of the pack this summer. So, you know. I, I thought he did fine. I thought he was up there in Supercross. He was okay, yeah, until he I got hurt. He yeah, fine, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, let's uh, thank our sponsors when we go too far. Hey, here do you think that dirty crash in Daytona put him into retirement? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure he was thinking about that. That thing almost that. put me into retirement. I don't even race. I know. <laughs> I know. Good point. Uh, here's our sponsors, JGRMX.com. Same motor and suspension mods as Justin Brayton, Josh Grant, and Michael Byrne used in Supercross. Leading industry people over there, Kenny, they got shock dinos, fork dinos, motor work. Their, their amateur kid, Cooper Webb, is killing it right now. And Corey Gibbs let me know that this weekend, the privateer, Heath Harrison, who went this weekend, Heath Harrison went... Uh, oh, really? Uh, Heath Harrison, yeah, he killed it. He went 39-14 using JGR mods. We'll so, throw out the 39. Yeah, no doubt he uh, his, his motor or suspension didn't malfunction. I'm sure he just was a crash-induced 39. But Heath Harrison's using JGR MX mods. Maybe you guys should, too. Uh, X-Brand Goggles, the choice of Michael Lessie, Matt Gerke, Kyle Chisholm. Three out of the top four spots this past weekend in wow, Southwick. that's awesome. Uh, Mathis was there with the goggles on the neck. Hey, whatever happened? How did you pass out the goggles to the to the, uh, the Moto Concept guys? What happened there? Uh, not much. I didn't see the manager. I, I, did, I looked in the round. He wasn't there. I, I quickly dashed in the truck, uh, dropped the goggles off. I told the riders that I could see that I talked to, like, hey, if you need something, text me. I'll come, I'll come running, and I'll figure it out. But everything was good all weekend. So Awesome. Did you use roll-offs or tear-offs? Michael Lessie 
wore roll-offs, both oh. motos. Only oh. guy out of the 80 guys to wear roll-offs, I believe. And, uh, yeah, wore roll-offs. You know why? I tried to talk him out of it because sand and roll-offs aren't a good combo. Nope. But the last couple of weeks before this, he had been grabbing all his tear-offs off, you know, just in, in a panic. And I think he definitely didn't want to do that in the sand. So I couldn't talk him out of it, and uh, he used roll-offs, both motos. X-Brand goggle roll-offs. Did you, did you put uh, tear-offs on top of the roll-offs? I made one tear-off on top of the roll-off for the first turn, which Mike said worked stupendous. XBrandGoggles.com. Check them out on the web. XBrand.com, EKSBrand.com, or TheXBrand.com. Uh, this is the code for tonight's show. X, hold on, XPRO2010, 40% off. Click buy it now. Type in XPRO2010, and you will get 40% off a pair of X-Brand goggles. The goggle of choice of Josh Strang, Michael Essie, Moto Concepts, Yamaha, and many others. Uh, TREMX.com, the racer's edge. Home of your one-stop shop for everything moto. Free shipping, anything over $100. Type in the Pulp MX Show, all caps, when you go shopping online there, and you will get a discount. TREMX.com, Watson, these guys are close to your heart. Hey, all I have to say, TRE... Dot com. Period. Say no more. TREMX. You got it wrong. No. TRE. That's how I know. Oh, okay. I don't know about the MX.com yeah, yeah. crap. My grandma was been, been at my She was at my house for like four or five days. And she's so old school, she calls the computer the machine. Really? So uh, that was before the machine days. Yeah. TRE. My mom is, uh, is so old that she says uh, to me, Oh, Stephen, I went to www. Um, Pulp MX today, like, always says the WWW all the time. And it's like, I get it. There's no need to say WWW anymore. You don't even need to put WWW. No, exactly. The machines know. The machines know. Yeah, the machine knows. Well, what you should put, put my grandma and your mom in touch and they could talk about this. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's our sponsors JGRMX.com, X Brand Goggles, TREMX.com. One of our sponsors for trivia is Rockwell Watches. Look who's rocking Rockwell, RockwellTime.com. But you know what, Kenny? I am putting our listeners on probation. I am not giving out any more. Uh, $50 off Rockwell Watch gift certificates because I don't feel like the effort is being put in on the trivia answers. I'm not happy with the. Wah, wah, wah. I'm not happy with the the amount of uh, the amount of answers. Uh, the same guys are winning. The same guys are answering. So well, I no am gives, not. Obviously, no one gives a shit about our sponsors, but we do. So yeah, so we're gonna. We're everybody we're, better step it up, or else we're not gonna do that segment anymore. So f you guys. Um, yeah, you guys are gonna have to step it up. Hey, this show is available away. on iTunes now, Kenny. Um, iTunes which it always has been Stitcher.com for your smartphone. It'll be up tomorrow. The archive will be up tomorrow. You can listen to Josh Hill, Travis Preston, Grant Langston. And Tony Lessie uh, tomorrow. You know, one guest I'm looking forward to tonight is Preston. And I'm going to have one more better guest. I think we're going to do a little secret. Okay. I'm going to get a hold of someone to call in. Okay. All right. We can try that. We already got a jam packed show, though, Watson. I don't know if we can get all these guys in. No, but he's going to call when Preston's on. Okay. All right. Maybe because we could, we could skip um, one of your segments. Yeah, that's fine with me. I don't give a crap. Dude, everyone's so everyone's over it. Hey, that was Factory Phil I sound heard drop. That. Uh, Jenna Hayes last week. Uh, Kenny, let me share one email uh, that I got from the show. Uh, this is from Scott. Uh, his uh, his subject line was porn star. No, 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 no. Steve, do not ruin your career or your show. Stop now and apologize to your audience. Please do not do that again. <laughs> so Scott, not a fan of having Jenna Hayes on, uh, but I did get we got some positive emails. Uh, check mailbag on my uh, on my website pulpamex.com. You can see some of the positive ones, some of the negative ones. Kenny, we're a week out from having one of the leading porn stars on our show. Uh, what do you think of the show itself? 
Uh, I thought it was cool. I mean, it was different. You know what I mean? Just, you know, the show is, you know, it's about moto and it's about the industry and it's about racing and it's about different other things. And you know what? We tried to get her involved to go to a race, and that's the reason why she was here. Right. The reason why we're here is because there was more people in our chat room talking crap that we didn't have her, that we that was, that was fake. And then if you guys check it out, go to the YouTube. It's posted up on the YouTube site. It's up on, it's up on the po- website. If you want to check it out, check it out. If you don't, you don't. The beauty thing about what we do is if you don't ever like this show and you don't think we're doing the right thing, there's this little button in the top left-hand corner of your laptop. Punch it, and it will go away. That's the good thing about this. So, hey, if you didn't like it, I'm sorry. Some people did, some people didn't, but you can always shut us off and go away. So that's just the way I look at it. But I'm grateful for all our listeners anyways. And if you're not... Well said. Well said. What's the matter? You all right? No, I'm, I'm panicking right now. Why are you panicking? Because your computer went on standby? Yeah, because I hit the red button. I was tired of listening to myself. And you don't know how to, you don't know how to work it? No, I'm good. All right. Look let's in the, do it. Look let's the do monster it. Cooler, I, know, I got there, you. Okay. All right. So, yeah, let's not forget about our, our, uh, our fans out there. And, uh, and we're just, we tried something different last week. Some people liked it. Mrs. Kennard didn't listen to the show. She wasn't happy about it. Um, Did she know it was coming, though? Yeah, she knew it was coming. All right. Perfect. So she exercised her, her right to not listen. Uh, in there. No? Sorry, Kenny. Not in there? No. Okay, you got to go downstairs then. All right, go ahead. Okay. All right, Mrs. Kennard didn't listen. Uh, a few other people didn't listen, they told me. But uh, you know what? Hey, I thought Jenna was cool, and I, I know one person who did listen. Kyle Chisholm's girlfriend. Did you see her this weekend? Oh, yeah. How pumped was oh, she? Oh, she's very excited. Very happy. Good. I'm um, going to try to go to Motocross the Nations. I think they've been in touch, too. Perfect. So we, made, we might have made a love connection. We might have made a connection. <laughs> uh, Zach, thanks for Zach for coming, too, her boyfriend. Uh, um, she, he's a good dude, too. He seemed really cool. I, I tried to Google his resort here in Fiji that he works at, and it didn't come through. But, uh, man, would I love to go to that. But uh, tickets got to be so crazy. Um, you're going to have a chance to talk to Tony Alessi, Josh Hill, Travis Preston, or Grant Langston. Uh, 702-586-7857. Uh, you can call one of those guys anytime. We'll put you through. You can ask a question you've always wanted to ask. Uh, Watson, did you go to Southwick? I didn't see you there. I was at the beach. Um, <laughs> but not the, the, but the different beach. Different beach, not in Massachusetts. Uh, did you Correct. see the race? Did you watch the race? I'm not going to lie. No, I didn't. You did not. Uh, it was crazy. It was nuts. It seemed like every time you, t- you looked around, something was going haywire. Uh, Andrew Short had a terrible day. I heard that. Bike broke in first practice. Unable to get a good qualifying time. The track changes so much at Southwick that he went out for the second practice and couldn't put it together just due to the roughness of the track and didn't qualify. Luckily, just like Tim Ferry in last year's Glen Helen, he used a provisional, which I didn't even know really existed. I actually tweeted that it... Wait, how could he not qualify because the track was rough? Just the track had changed so much. The times were so crazy. Like the very first 450 practice of the privateers, all those dudes made it just about because smooth as glass. Canada's own Jeremy Medaglia had the third fastest time of the day. So, just wow. to give you an idea of how that goes. Wow. Uh, so, Shorty went out, didn't qualify, had to start 41st gate pick, first moto, running up there, up the, hit, hit the fence, hit a fence, got up, kept riding. What do you mean? He started behind someone? No, there was 45 gates on the, on the, on the gate. There's always more than 40, usually. Hmm. Uh, and then he ran out of gas on the last lap. Terrible. Brett Metcalf leading the entire race, five corners to go. Runs out of gas. 
How bum was he? Uh, you know what? He actually wasn't too bad. I interviewed him on Pulp MX, and he was actually said he took it as a positive that he could run that that long and that front and, and that hard in front of uh, Ryan Dungey. So that was pretty good. But Honda, man, they must have had a terrible day. Like that was definitely uh, talking to Dan Bentley from Honda. He could not remember Honda having a worse day. Ben Townley was blazing fast. Uh, I saw him go around a corner. After the start, um, wide, wide open. And uh, he was on it, definitely. And his bike, he took a rocket, his water pump cover, and he DNF'd. So it was uh, it was not a good day for Honda if you count Townley and Metcalf in there. The crazy thing is, is Shorty had a bigger tank. Metcalf had a bigger tank. And they still ran out of gas. What do you mean he had a bigger tank? Did they uh, heat them up and expand no, them? No. Metcalf had a bigger plastic one, aftermarket, and Shorty had a works aluminum one. How could Shorty run a works aluminum gas tank? Isn't that illegal? No. You can run a, a different fuel tank if it's heavier than your stock one. Well, that it holds sense. more fuel, so it's heavier. So a bad day for Andrew Short. Great day for Ryan Dungey. He takes advantage of Metcalf's miscue to go 1-1, clinch a championship. And, uh, you know... Um, Kenny, right now, Ryan Dungey's having a, a better season than Ricky Carmichael ever did uh, as, as a rookie. So, pretty amazing. Totally amazing on me. Uh, yeah, you know, Dungey, <laughs> that's amazing. He clinched it with two rounds to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. First time a championship's ever been clinched at Southwick, although that's not exactly saying much because usually it's been on earlier in the set schedule until a couple years ago. How was um, the turnout there, crowd? Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it was a nice day, too. Not too hot, you know, like uh, I'm sure some of the racers may disagree, but it was it was a really nice day. Uh, 250 class, uh, Tyler Rattray, to me, was the fastest guy. Um, Drake Kennard had him, I guess, a little covered in the first moto, but Rattray came from the back, both motos, charged hard, both motos, and was absolutely on fire, deserved to win. I thought he was going to catch Barsha in the second moto, but Rattray's 2-2 two -two makes him the winner, and his, you know he just had a baby, too, on early Saturday morning, so uh, a double congratulations to Tyler Rattray. What a day for him. So Tyler Rattray was at the race when his kid was born? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kind of nuts. We got guys like Wygan who just miss races for no reasons, like for kids. So, goes to show you who wants it more. Yeah. Uh, um, it was it was a that's it's a crazy day, Watson. It seemed like whenever you looked, Porcel was back there for a while. He fought through some adversity to come up and have a decent day, and he only lost three points to uh, Trey Kennard. After the first moto, it didn't look so good, but but Porcel managed to save it. Um, and Michael Lessi, second overall. Wow. He was on it. He was good. Both both motos. Um, you know, obviously with Metcalf and Townley and Short having their problems that benefited Mike, but uh, a second is a second. He he did well. Uh, Matt Gerke comes back from oh geez, I don't know five races, six races missed to grab the last spot on the podium. Chisholm goes four six for the last spot on the podium. How did he ride uh, for fourth? Um, Chisholm rode awesome, he rode great. He got a really shitty start in the, in the second moto and was forced to come up from the back and, and charged hard all moto. Uh, John Dowd was there, forty. Five-year-old John Dowd. Everyone in the pits is like, he's not beating me. He's not beating me, you know. And uh, and Dowdy, bike broke in the second moto in the first turn crash, so he he missed that first moto. He was about eighth behind way, and uh, he crashed and got up and got about fifteenth. So without the crashes, probably a top ten ride uh, each moto. You know, near the back of the top ten, but still top ten. Forty-five years old. Um, he didn't have the day he wanted, but uh, hey, whatever. Um, what do you think about John Dowd beating these kids, uh, some of these kids possibly? 
I mean, I mean that there, there, it's 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 understandable. But if John Dowd went to Redbud or he went to, you know, Paula or Glen Helen or any of those other tracks and beat him, I would be like, wow. Mm-hmm. But that's a track where he grew up on, raced there pretty much his whole career. Still races there probably every weekend, every other weekend. He knows that track like his backyard. Right. Um, you know, he knows how. You know. You know the, where the bumps are and where they're not. No matter which way you run the track, backwards, forwards. <laughs> uh, you know, doubt. Yeah. Doubt is he's always been good at Southwick. Always. Right, right, right. I mean, I I, I looked in the results and I seen Tony Larusso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean that guy must be in the close to like forty. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would think he's he's got to be around there. Um, yeah, no Pat Parton. Yeah. <laughs> Pat. I guarantee he was there, though. Yeah, probably. Probably. And Keith Johnson, it's a real shame Keith Johnson can't race because of his amateur status and keeping that. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. And Treadwell, same thing. I mean, how cool would it be to see Johnson and Treadwell out there? They would probably top 20 easy. Oh, yeah. Keith Johnson would definitely maybe top 10. Kind of sad that they, the only way they can sustain racing is by being amateurs. And uh, so they can't race this pro race. But I'd like to see him out there. Do you, uh, you want to see who's on the line here? Let's check it out. Has been. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? It's Steve. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Thanks for listening, man. What's going on tonight? I, I got a question. Hey, uh... Jenna Hayes? Jenna, Hayes, you... Jenna Hayes is in the house. No, I got a question for uh, for you, Steve. Hey, why don't you change the name of the show to Pulse Superbus? This guy, Kenny, doesn't even watch the races. Yeah, he didn't watch this weekend, but he's been good. I mean, he went to watch Shugel. He generally watches all the races. Uh, this weekend, Kenny has had a busy, busy weekend uh, with some charity things going on and wasn't able to watch it. But I, I like Kenny's knowledge of the Nationals. I have to admit, when we went into the season to the outdoors, I was like, oh, God, this guy's not going to know what's going on. I guarantee on. you, you could watch the race, and I guarantee you I know more than happened than you did. <laughs> there really? Go. Yeah, I, I really believe that. Let's ask me something. Well, I don't have to ask you. You ask me. I don't. I really don't give. Uh, I really what don't. did Wyndham get? Uh, I think Wyndham got fifth. You think? Yeah, Wyndham got fifth. And, right. and Kenny is right. Wyndham did get fifth. Good job, Kenny. So that's all I'm going to answer. I'm wrong. One question. I'm I wrong. You're the number one. Seven. Thanks. Okay. Take care. Yeah. Papa Max Show. You're on the air. Who's this? Starting it out real harsh. Well, I don't need people trying right. to call and talk shit on me. Like I don't no, know Kenny, what I'm talking I, about. No, Kenny, I said I'm, I'm being honest. Uh, hey, I uh, let me tell you a story. Dude, wait, was, wait, wait, wait. Your knowledge of the Outdoor Nationals has been above what I expected. So congratulations on that. You're on it. You've been watching them. You know what's going on. You're you're on the phone during the week with riders and managers and all this. So speaking of being on the phone, yep. uh, the reason why I asked about Chisholm is the first time I ever really had a conversation with that kid. He called me. Yeah, you know where he got he got your number. Probably from uh, you. Yeah, from me. Okay, so he calls me, and uh, we had a really good, really good talk, you know. And and uh, I, I really like that guy's enthusiasm when it comes to racing. And the, you know, he, I, I told him, I go, I, I followed your career a little bit, and I specifically remembering you at Southwick is where, where I noticed you first, the first time I've right. ever seen you. Right. And I think that you've always done good at Southwick, and I wish you good luck, and you know, I, I have a feeling you're going to go do really good this weekend, and I wish you the best. Mm-hmm. And dude, he was really like, I was really impressed when I got off the phone with him, and I told him, I said, hey, listen, I'm the type of guy, and, and Hart and Huntington is the type of team, if I, if 
I don't have anything for you, I'm going to call you back and go, hey, you know what? This isn't going to work out. I'm yeah, because sorry. you hate when dudes do that to you, as you've explained. Exactly. Right. Because that, you know in, in the motocross industry is when you don't get the phone call back is when you know you don't have it. And it's the funny thing is so many people call and call and call. If the dudes wanted you, they would call you back. But I call right. you back regardless. If you're a mechanic, a truck driver, right. or anybody, right. I don't care. And I'm totally, I'm going through this right now with some people where I'm trying to get a hold of them and they're not calling me back. And I'm getting very frustrated. <laughs> getting very, very angry. Frustrated. Very I'm angry. I'm ready. Like you were with that caller? I'm getting ready to call Gas Gas. Like you were with that caller? Yeah, well, that, I know who that caller is. Oh, you do? Yeah, and he's he's been on my nuts forever trying to tell me that I'm an idiot. So Who is it? Like a guy in the industry? The, uh, he was in the industry. Huh. Okay. He was in the industry. He oh. was in the industry, but he... I think I know who it is. He, he is a moto Did fanatic. he work for Chaparral? Yep. Okay. All right. I, I know yep. who he is. And he knows who he is. I love the guy to death, but uh, he's he's pretty gnarly. Please come home. I miss you. I do at that. Uh, uh, what's going on with Silly Season? What's, what's, let's change topics a little bit. What's happening? Uh, anything new with Hart Anything to report? I have nothing to report. <laughs> Fantastic. I'll tell you what. All right, well, we'll move on from there. People, people say, who are you talking to? And I say, I'm talking to everybody. Right. Everybody. But what I will say is uh, Hart and Huntington is not hiring anyone until I'm not showing my cards. You know what's so funny, though, is like you walk into pits. It's starting, it's starting now in the pits, as you know. And uh, there's so many things done. This is done. This is Nothing's done. Nothing is done. No. Finally, Honda just announced that Kennard was signed because it took literally that long for the paperwork to come through. So, I mean, Kennard's finally done, and he signed back in wherever, you know? It's all a big secret. So, I mean, nobody's really done. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Yo. Yo. Who's this? It's Button. What up, Button? How are you? What are you doing? Uh, we're just doing a little show, you know, talking about stuff. Josh Hill's going to be on later. What's that? Josh Hill's going to be on later. Nice, nice. Hey, That's Button, he, uh, did you get a sweat later, earlier today, how he started training? He's back doing 30-minute motos with the ladies. Who, who's that, Hilly? Yeah. Yeah, I know that ain't true. <laughs> wow. Wow, just calling him out. Uh, what's happening, Button? Not much, man. How was, how was the wick? It was good. It was good. It was weather, awesome, weather, man. We missed you there. <laughs> well, Watson, I know you wasn't there because I saw you. Yeah. Uh, weather was good. Track was good. Uh, like I was saying earlier, man, it just seemed like, like shit was happening every time you looked up. Uh, guys were running out of gas. Guys were crashing. Uh, guys were coming through the pack. Guys were going backwards after getting tired. Like it was an eventful motos. Every moto. I kind of ma- made a mistake on my, on my Twitter post that I did. I, I want to say it was maybe Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Because I said Tyler was going to go 1-1 for the win. I actually made a mistake. He he went 2-2 for the win. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the damn you, Button, you were off. Uh, good oh, good call on that. Good call. Yeah. You're so smart, he Paul was, I, I, you know, like <laughs> D, Hey, DV, DV hit me back on it. It was funny. He hit me back. And he's like, he's like, hey, you know, he's all CP's pretty pretty fast in, in the sand. Right. I go, Dude, I go, CP's fast everywhere, but I think my guy this weekend – going to have a little extra. Why did you think that? Just because of the birth of his child? I mean, was that what you No. Okay. No, I didn't okay. even know I didn't even know she was going to deliver. I just okay. dude, he's a bad dude in the sand and, and yeah. last year mm-hmm. uh, he uh, you know, he I think he won a moto, maybe won the second moto or something anyways, but uh, I mean, he rode really well, but you know, I think he had one moto off there or something like that, but I, I, he's I, a bad dude, man, and he's in shape and he's fit and 
Yeah, you know, no, if he, he uh, could get better starts, he he would be, you know, contending for moto wins every single moto. I think. Yeah, props to. I I said earlier I thought he was the fastest guy there. I, Trey was faster in the first moto, but again Tyler had to come through the pack. Second moto, coming through the pack again. I thought he was going to get Barsha, and, and kudos to Barsha for holding them off. But I mean, the guy was just an animal, and Purcell didn't didn't look anything special. And I finally heard this weekend a team manager Button and Watson tell me this weekend a big time. 450 manager told me, how is Porcel going to make it through a whole year when he's having troubles riding half the year? Physical-wise, physically-wise, you know? Um, so it's interesting. That's what that's what the talk is among those guys. You know, yeah, that's what, interesting. What is going on with Porcel? Like, just is he just being affected? I mean, we all know he's coming back from a gnarly injury, so... Yeah, I mean, he's got, you know, he, he he's got issues that there's a few people out there like myself can can relate to and understand that uh unless you've been down that road with, you know, injured nervous system and and spinal cord and all that stuff, I mean, you really you get a grasp on, so. Right. I don't know, he he's a bad dude no matter what. I'm I'm sure, you know, he'll figure out how to uh how to get through it and yeah. you know. Did you, we'll see. Hey, did you ever listen to that Ryan Sipes podcast that we spoke about last week? No, I didn't. Okay. I need to. In fact, when I when I, I jumped on your guys' website earlier and I actually saw it on there, so I actually need to click on it and listen to it. But yeah, there you go. I don't know. Who else is on tonight? Uh, Josh Hill, Tony Alessi, Travis Preston, and Langston's coming up real soon to uh, talk about his career. Um, GL hung it up, as you probably heard today. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a bummer. GL's a cool man. He is. He I is. like that guy. He's a good dude. And uh, so, yeah, we think uh, Preston should be good. He's always a good. And, and we're going to get an update on Hill, find out where he's at, talk about his crash. Did you ever see it? Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Gnarly. Yeah. Gnarly. And, it's gnarly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Hey, Watson, I'll, I'll jump off the phone because I know you guys got business and bills to pay and all this other stuff with your with your little thing here. Little, but, Watson, thing. how did you uh, how did you do at that tourney? About good as you did. Did you go out later? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do shit. Dude, I had so many donkeys at my table. It was unbelievable. Yep. Oh, well. It was for a good cause. Yeah. Are you, hey, you going to come play my tournament before, uh, Thursday night before Pala? Uh, no. Of course. No, I'm not. You're not? No, because I'm going to be with your guy, Zach. I'm going to be in doing some business in Chicago. Oh, so you're blowing me out. You're going to go get that contract signed. I'm trying to. I see how it works. <laughs> he's oh, still he's still got to figure out bikes and and yeah, Watson's got a lot of stuff going on. Him and Hart. I got to figure out. Dude, how to figure it out, that dude. deal that deal's already put together. Don't let him don't let him BS you. And, and, I get, I can spill the beans and tell you everything right now, but I'm not going to. Yeah, no, yeah, don't yeah, do that. Watson will be, off, Watson will be all bummed. I know he had a meeting on Friday with a major aftermarket company that. Perhaps if I said who it was, would spill the beans on what he's riding. But yeah, you'd probably get beat up if you did that. I know. Hey, what? Uh, but talking about silly season, Jimmy, you're an agent. Uh, everybody just waiting for the Porcel thing to drop right now. Because if you walk, no, around, walk I, don't, the pits, I don't. No. I don't really think so. I know everyone's moving. I mean, I, there was a lot going on here today, and for me, I mean, I only, I only have. Uh, for my guys, I only got two deals left to finish up, and then I'll be done. Right, right. I know. Yep. Uh, I know the. I, I saw a few agents and underneath some other awning, other team awnings this weekend. Not that that means anything, but you know, there's definitely yeah. there's definitely talks going on. The uh, it's interesting to hear people say what's done and what's not, though, when there probably yeah. isn't really that much. What's done. Ch- wait? What, is Chad getting close to doing whatever he's going to do? 
Yeah, that's an interesting situation, isn't it? All right, you don't have to talk about it because I, I, I kind of know, but I'm not talking about it. I saw, I no, saw, I mean, it's just it's interesting. I saw something, very interesting. I saw something this weekend that I probably wasn't supposed to see. But Did you see it was Reedy there this weekend? No, no, but I saw a photo yeah. of something that yeah. was going on in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> now you know people are on the chat room are probably like you dicks. You guys are all acting like it's a big. Was it a scene. black and white bike? So the bike was black. The picture was black and white, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, big changes. Hey, I think you know the funny thing here is like I think Kenny is going to be one of the guys that's going to have one of the really good teams next year. And that and that folks is is scary. Hey, and it, <laughs> we might be on. Yes. No, he's going to yes. have eight. Yes. Kenny's going to end up with legit riders yeah. on legit bikes with with good budget, and they're going to be able to go racing to to get up on the box. I mean, I know that's what he wants, and I mean, I'm sorry if I'm speaking for you, Watson, but no. I think that's what Kenny wants. I know it's what Kerry wants. I mean, they want to be, you know, they're, you know, no disrespect to any of the riders that they've had already. I mean, they want to be up front, you know, battling for yeah. wins and stuff like that. No, Kenny, you've been saying for a long time on this show that if you guys, this was the year three of the program, and you were step, it was always the plan to step it up and do something. Otherwise, you were going to look for a job because you guys were folding up. Exactly. You know what I mean? You've been saying that for a while. So I, until I see Ivan Tedesco on another color, though, I am holding everything I have. Well, you might, you that might see that. That IT is going to be on the heart and Huntington. That I can just see. I, I don't know. I, I don't know, he says. I don't think so. <laughs> Things are not. All good. I know is, Kenny, you need to post on on your guys' website the photo that you showed me on Friday night and you of you in hot sauce. Yeah, that oh, was not. Did I, I see put, it last week? Yeah, I might put that up on the poll. <laughs> because that is all time. <laughs> it yeah. is. I, I know. He was showing it last week. Um, I don't know <laughs> if Ivan would let you. See if he'll let you put oh, it he, up. He don't care. He doesn't care? Hell no. All right. Dude, that's, hey, that's all time, and the story behind it's even better, so. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, hey, I've taken up enough of your guys' time. Yeah. Love your work. Love your show. Thank you. Thanks, bud. Hey, Kenny, I texted you earlier, so holler at me tomorrow. All right, buddy. Bye. Later. See ya. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, this is Steve Cox. How are you doing? Wow, we've got celebrities calling wow, in tonight. Cox, Word up? nerd, what's up? Nothing, man. I'm not a celebrity, dude. I write about celebrities. All right. What's happening? Like, I write about Steve Mathis. <laughs> hey, we've been playing Madden, me and Mathis, um, online. You know, like, real nerds. Yeah. Which, you know, I admit to being a nerd right in my old login handle, whatever, but... Right. Um, Mathis loses a lot. I'm just going to put it that way. What do you think, Mathis? You want to talk about this? No, I don't. I got, I got screwed. I really... Hey, we're a, we're a motocross show, not a video game show, okay? But hey, me and, me and Mathis are both Steves, which is a very motocross name if you go around the pits. There's a lot of Steves around. Uh-huh. And uh, we're both in the motocross industry. Why can't we talk about uh, video games a little bit? That's What's cool. wrong with that? That's cool. We talk about porn stars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We talk about just about everything. Sometimes, some weeks, we barely talk about the race. Yeah, yeah. I hey, I, at the race, though, dude, how bad? Did, did anybody else, like, almost cry when Brett Metcalf ran out of gas? Like, yeah, I almost, no, like, teared up. I, I did not tear up, but... but I almost did. It, uh, it was a bad deal, for sure, for Meddy. I mean, the guy's never won a race in America, but come so close so much, you know? Dude, it's... He's so fast, and it's like, you know, there's always been that little something that little thing missing, whatever that is, 
Um, and then he had that thing this time, and then, you know, he didn't have gasoline, which is pretty necessary in a motorsport. Crazy, crazy that uh, uh, they had a bigger tank and they still ran out, and same with Shorty. Crazy that these teams. How did the light spikes not run out of gas, but the 450 did? Um, well, the light spikes had these big off road tanks on with, like, this big bulb on the top, like, you could totally smash your, your yeah, gonads on. No, Medi had a bigger one, too, though, right? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Ran, he ran that same tank in the second moto, but the first moto, it was that. It was a bigger tank. It was the aluminum one, like uh, like shorty, like, yeah, 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 and like like uh, Reardon ran last year on the team and and that sort of stuff. It, but it is more capacity, but it's a lot more. Uh, it's not as as big capacity as those two fifties are. Yeah. Um, but I think they thought they were all good because you know you're not supposed to be like I guess wide it's open just, everywhere all the time on a four fifty. But it's just really rare to see a factory team make a mistake like that. Well, make make a bigger what? tank. I'm going to make it I'm going to say this back in the back in the day. Yep. If you guys remember, the teams used to go there the week before, the week off, and test and ride the track and put a moto in to see how much gas you had mm-hmm. and work hard and, and get and develop the bike. Now everyone's thinking they have it so dialed. Well, I guess they don't. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. Metcalf did ride there the week before, and he, they thought they were good, but the problem was the week before the track was rougher. So because it's rougher, you're not as hard on the gas everywhere. Um and the first moto, it was relatively smooth in comparison to what it was the week before. So it, you know, you're just wide open more. You're you're pinning it harder everywhere. So that's that's. I think it's just you know, it was a I heavy guess, right wrist or whatever, however think, you want to put it, and it ran that sucker out of gas. Yeah, well, I think maybe uh, next year they're gonna have to take the NASCAR into effect, either uh, save on gas or pit stops, <laughs> pit stop, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Maybe actually said that uh, that he had had the thought in his head to. To like, you know, just because it was kind of close, I guess, when they tested it or whatever. But uh, I don't know how close or what. Um, but but he had the thought to like maybe strap a bottle, like a water bottle full of gas, behind the the, uh, the number plate just in case he ran out, so he could just put it in and finish the race or whatever. And he thought to himself, I'm not going to say anything to those guys because they know what they're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's kind of a bummer deal, you know. And, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, I was just, I don't know. I was, uh, you know, after seeing Dungey be so dominant, I, I have absolutely nothing against Ryan Dungey. I think he's a great guy and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, to see Metcalf, like, do that and hold him off that whole race and then stop like that, it was just like, no way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, Dungey's had a few things go his way, but when you're rolling, you're yeah. rolling, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at me right now. I'm rolling in life. Literally. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Like, yeah, literally, like, like to the bedroom and then to the bathroom and stuff. Whatever. Into the kitchen. What? Whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, Cox, we got it. We got it. You got all right. What hey, see you guys. Have a good show. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Before, well, you, before you go. What? Uh, where's Porcel going? Oh. What do you think? Dude, I, Let, that's so hard. I keep, I heard Honda. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I mean. Okay. I don't know that that's true because I've heard other, other things about Honda, too. They aren't consistent with that. So okay, what about? And I know that Kawasaki, like early on anyway, I know that Kawasaki, they wanted to keep Villapoto, and then they wanted to get either Porcel or Weimer, with Porcel being their first choice because outdoors he's so great. And um, you know, I mean, Weimer hasn't gotten anything. You know, so obviously that must still be open. That's uh, that's my prediction. Weimer to Cali, second spot. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's that's fair because um, I think that. Uh, um, I think, you know, I actually talked to Fisher this last weekend, and the comment he made was he wants to see 
riders who want to ride for him, not just want to ride for a factory team or want to get a salary or whatever, but, but specifically they want to ride Kawasaki. They want to ride for the factory Kawasaki team. Uh, and considering that Weimer and Villapoto are like good buddies, like Weimer rented one of Villapoto's houses for a long time and all that stuff, that, that works out nice. And obviously, you know, he gets along. I mean, Weimer's a, he's a guy that gets along with most people. So he gets along with the people at Cowie and everything. And, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like that's probably the case, especially since Porcel seems to be more after a dollar amount, which is, you know, hey, it's a business. I'm not faulting him for it, but it sounded like Kawasaki wanted somebody not after a dollar amount, but who wants to race for Kawasaki. Well, you know? I, I, I definitely know for sure that Ryan Villapoto, and, and he resigned, but he took a big pay cut from what he was making to oh, yeah. to go back to Cowie. So they don't have a lot. They're not paying anybody more than Ryan Villapoto. That's for sure. You know? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And uh, and the, on the monster side, from what I understand, and I could be wrong because I heard this about somebody else too, and I, I was wrong, but um, the uh, from what I understand, Villapoto actually has a multi-year deal with Monster, and they pay him pretty well. And then, um, so his his Monster deal like outlasted his Cowie deal. So if he would have gone to another team, it would have had to have been one that he could carry his Monster deal with him too. And that's kind of hard to find in the pits right now. All right, real quickly, where's Metcalf going and where's Short going? Oh man, I have no idea. Metcalf should. I mean, he's got to land somewhere. Um, Short. Short, short, short. I think is going to stay. I mean, I, I would, pre- I would predict he's going to stay at Honda. I think Honda knows what they have with him. I think they've got a solid rider who's also good with PR. I mean, great with PR, great with handling the press, great with handling fans. He's popular because of that stuff, um, and he's always there. He's always, you know, except for this last weekend, he's always right in the mix. So, you know, I don't know why you would let a guy like that go. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, but they've got Kennard, um, and and that's fine. And they could have two clear brows on the same team if they want. Yeah, uh, can you imagine Kennard and Short both there, both wearing fly gear and both saying hi to everybody in the pits? Yeah, dude, it'd be really annoying almost after a while, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'd be like, forget it. Like, yeah, we get it, we get it. <laughs> uh, funny story from Honda. Dan Bentley said that someone came up to him and said, "Hey guys, I heard I heard you resigned Millsaps." And the guy's like, and Dan's like, what? Yeah, yeah, I heard you re-signed him. And Dan's just like, when people are saying that we're re-signing Millsaps, you know it's crazy. You know that rumors are crazy. Maybe it was, maybe it was spelled wrong. They left the hyphen out and it was resigned. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Hey, Cox, we got to go. GL's coming on. All right, see you guys. And, uh, hey, give GL my best, man. He's uh, one of the best people we got in our sport. I hope he's super. Yeah, yeah, why don't you get your own radio show and say, say your best to GL that way. All right. Uh, All right. Steve Cox, there we go. Thank you for calling in, Cox. I appreciate it. I was just kidding with that comment. Let's get Grant Langston on the line, Kenny. Yeah, I think, you know, it's crazy, too, because... You know, like, for instance, Bentley at the races, someone saying that. Dan, I guarantee you, is clueless who they're talking about. Please enjoy the music yeah, while your party is reading. Jesus, Jesus, Jill. Uh, yeah, you're right. Dan doesn't know, and he admitted he doesn't know. But, yeah, he'll tell you he doesn't know. But there's no way Davey Millsaps is going back to, no. to Honda. Right. Where's he going to go? You guys? Right. I could see him at your team. I don't know. He's I a WMG guy, you know. So there's another guy that's a WMG guy that you know I'd love to have, but right. I, I don't know that. Like I said, Hi, Grant, uh, please leave me a message with your name and your phone number, and I'll so get back to doing you. Our show. I recently lost my phone. Uh, he recently so it lost may his be phone. a little while. Uh, thank you and goodbye. Yeah. At the tone, please record oh, your message. Leave a message Watson? When you no. have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options to leave a callback number. All right. What's a UPS uh, Yamaha? I'll text him. Who's a UPS Yamaha? 
I don't get it. Like someone put on the message board to explain. Put Medi on a UPS Yamaha. Anybody know what that means? I don't. I have no clue. Hey, uh, anybody? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I heard maybe Millsaps might be going either to JGR mm-hmm. or maybe L&M. I know. I know they've talked to him. I know. Uh, I know JGR's talked to him. JGR actually, Javon's being pretty cool about like he's looking at Millsaps and Metcalf and Short and Regal and. See, I think I, they, I think those guys need a, a, a more of a marquee guy. You know what I mean? They they I mean they're yeah. gonna, they're going to put all their marbles on Brayton and then pick up a guy like you know Regal. I mean, right? I, I, it's almost the same guy. They're almost the same rider, yeah. right? They, I would think that they would need a Metcalf. Right. I mean, they would. I mean, not a Metcalf, but they would need a guy like Millsaps you know, or you know someone as, at that level. As much as Davey gets bagged on, even by myself and by people, Jeez. the guy won a race last year. He won a Supercross race, and if you look at the points that he's gathered, he's got a lot of points. I mean, the guy. Dude, if you look at his. his his whole career, the guys won races. Yeah, I mean, I guess people just they want more. They see, they see. I him wouldn't even, I would not even, even, even have a second thought in my mind about him. But since that injury, mm-hmm. not in service. Please check the number and try your call and he again. Got divorced, Thank- uh, like I say, like I always say, there's a lot going on in life, and there's a lot that needs to come together. So, you know, to, to make a rider. So, I, I don't know. Oh, Josh Grant hurt himself this weekend too. I don't know yeah. if you knew that. What's up with that? Shoulder. Heard music sh- while you're part- bad? Heard a shoulder. I don't think so. I heard it was bad. You heard it was bad? Yeah. Really? I heard Hi, it was- this is Grant. Uh, Please leave me a message with your name. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Grant Langston. Hey, GL, we were just trying to call you back here. Uh, th- okay. Thank you for coming on the air. You're live on the Pulp MX Show right now. And, uh, right. You're with Mathis and Kenny Watson. And What's G- up, Kenny? What are you doing, buddy? And GL, you you hung it up today. You made the announcement that you were retiring. I guess talk about the decision behind that and how hard it was to make that decision. Oh, I mean, it was uh, extremely tough. Uh, I'd been thinking about it for several months, and uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe one of those uh, things that helped me start thinking about it was maybe Daytona. You know, when fam- when my own family said that. That scared them and things like that. You know, you start thinking about those things and, you know, a lot of other things that, that contributed to making that decision. Um, you know, old injuries that, that just keep bothering me over and over. I've had a bad knee and ankle for years, and it's like every time I put my foot out, you know, it's swollen and swollen, and I can't train after the race for a few days. And mm-hmm. those things weigh you down, man. I tell you what, it's so just emotionally draining more than anything because it's just frustrating. And, um, you know, to be honest, uh, with the economy, you know, there's not a lot of good rides. There's not a lot of money. And, you know, obviously for me this year, I didn't really have either of those. And my results weren't there. And it's not, it's, you know, for someone like me who's, who's raced for championships and that, it's not fun to come back and, and struggle. And, you know, I think you put that all together and it's, you think to yourself, you know, I, I love the sport, but why am I doing it? And, uh, and uh, I mean, it, it really was tough. And, and, and one of the other things, too, is, you know, people, people said, oh, you know, you could sort those issues out or there's a way to get around it or things will get better. And, and you know, I had the other issue, too, with, with my eye. Um, uh, I just don't think it's as good as, uh, as it needs to be. You know, I was, I was thinking about it, too, and talking with my family about it. 
you know, in Supercross, I struggled less than I did outdoors, which usually for me, I'm the other way around. And um, I, I think it's because I struggled to see a lot of that fine detail. And I was crashing more frequently outdoors than I've ever have. And you start thinking, why? And, you know, and, uh, you know, people say, oh, does your eyes bother you? And it's like, well, I guess if you've lost vision and you've gotten used to it, how would you know if it's, if it's bothering you or not? Right. And, um, you know, it starts playing with your head. And, and it is a, a fact that from the radiation treatment I had to get rid of that melanoma tumor, that I will lose vision in that eye at a much, much rapid rate. You know, um, they're, they're predicting that pretty much I'll be legally blind in the next 10 years in that eye. Um, from the treatment, but uh, obviously at the time it was <laughs> the treatment or, you know, or, you know, you could face the fact that it could spread and we could die. So uh, at that point in time, making the decision was a no-brainer, but on a professional level, it sucked to have to make that decision because you knew that it was going to definitely affect you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Hey, did your, uh, did your uh, family have a lot of uh, input? Like, did you talk to I know you and your dad are super good, tight, and, you know, your uh, Uncle Andrew and all those guys. Was it like a, yeah. a big family, like, intervention, sit down and say, hey, um, Grant, it's, it's, you know, we, we, we back you either way? Yeah. Well, I, I think I, I kind of sat down with, with, you know, almost everyone that was, was – you know, really close to me. I'd been around forever. Not not all at the same time. You know, I just sat down. I just spoke to people and told them how I was feeling. And, you know, I, I figured the best thing I could do was just be honest with them and tell them what I'm thinking and, and you know, what I'm, what's going through my mind. And, and, all. you know, there was just so much going on. I didn't even know how to, how to process it because, you know, people don't realize that, you know, they think motocross is always, a, you know, a glamour lifestyle, and I'll never dispute it wasn't a, a nice way to make a living. But I tell you what's really strange is now, you know, for someone like me, people, a lot of people don't know this, I don't have a, a high school diploma, and my whole life has been anything but normal. I've been doing an abnormal career, and now all of a sudden you've got to try and reprogram yourself to doing the opposite of everything you've done in your life. <laughs> which is have a schedule, you know, and, and live a, a different normal lifestyle. And it's, it's, I, I don't know how to explain it except for it's almost weird for someone like myself to try and figure out what, what do you do uh, with your life. Because um, you think, shoot, you know, I've only raced. That's all I really know how to do and it's all I really know and what I love is the industry. So I want to hope that, you know, I'll still remain involved as much as possible in the sport because I do love it. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to not ride. Um, and it doesn't mean I'll never, you know, line up on a start date ever again. Um, I don't want to have anyone misled like that. But, you know, as a professional racer, yes, I am going to walk away. And, um, you know, I think this closes one chapter. And like I said before, it was a really difficult decision because I don't feel like I really wholeheartedly want to quit racing. It's not like I want to quit. I almost feel like circumstances and just everything involved, it's the best decision. So that's what I think makes it harder. And uh, um, But at the end of the day, I think I still think it's the right decision. I'm going to stick with it. Do you have, like, uh, any, any plans, what you're thinking about doing in the future? Like, you, uh, I mean, I know, I, I personally think that you you're definitely could be an asset for a team or, you know, like, kind of like a like a Stanton or maybe even at the team manager level. I, I think, you know, with your knowledge, um, obviously you know how to win championships and you know what's going on. Um, like you said, you know, the, you, you don't have a high school diploma, but you have a motocross diploma. 
you know? Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I appreciate the comment, and, uh, you know, I do. I feel that I do have something that could bring a great value, whether it was... Um, I've had people talk to me about various things, whether it was team manager, um, coach, you know, um, rider manager, um, TV stuff, things like that. And, and you know, to be honest, uh, a lot of, you know, pretty much all of that stuff excites me because it's something that I know I could... Uh, I could bring something to the table with just like, like, like you said, Kenny, you know, being around the sport pretty much since the day I was born, because my dad used to race, I was at the track in diapers, and uh, that's, that's, that's what we've done, that's what we know, that's what our business is, that's what our family is gravitated to, so um, I would love to, like you said, have something where I can bring something to the table, because I know... I just got to keep myself uh, doing something that I enjoy and motivated. Because um, I'm not a lazy person. I'll, I, I mean, I work really hard if there's something that I can work towards. And I hope it's something like that. Uh, hey, you know, uh, that way I'll still, I'll still be around, get to see all my buddies. And, you know, and, and like I said, I love the sport. I really don't ever want to feel like I'm going to lose a part of me either, though. Do you, know what, do you know what Grant can be, Kenny? Yeah, I was there. I was at the... My uh, liaison. <laughs> he could e-liaison. be an e-liaison. No, I know what he could do. He, I seen him at the Trans World thing. I thought he did a good job hosting that. He could take my job or your job. Oh, for sure. Someone's already in the bathroom <laughs> saying, yeah, take Watts' job. He's dumb. He has a third grade education. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, no. that's, third grade's better than uh, no high school diploma. I got one of those, too, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, I don't, I, go ahead. What? I was gonna say I don't even know if a high school diploma is actually worth anything anymore nowadays. Anyway, I know people that have degrees that are unemployed. So, tenth hey, on that. If, if uh, everybody listening out there, if you want to call in and talk to Langston, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven, seven zero two five eight six pulp. Call in, ask him about all all of his titles. Uh, ask him about the two thousand and seven title when he ran down Tim Ferry near the end of the season to uh, to capture that <laughs> title. Um, and ruin your year. Well, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you were uh, devastated. Hey, uh, what have you been up to these last two weeks? I saw your bike at Southwick. Was that your bike in the back of a truck? What, what, ha- what's been going on with you lately? Yeah, actually, um, what happened was um, <laughs> uh, one of my friends picked up my uh, bike out of the um, the Rock River. People were kind enough uh, oh, okay. to let me pick up from their rig and use the tools. And they actually had Yamaha uh, spares on there that were for Yamaha teams and riders. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just made things real simplified. And I had a friend, he grabbed my bike, and I actually was in Long Island last weekend. It was the first time I've ridden since uh, Redbird. Um, I, I, I rode a little bit right before I left just to make next year ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, I struggled. I mean, I was tired and out of breath, and my knee was still a little bit sore. But I, I did this uh, uh, autism charity event in Long Island. And uh, he was returning the bike back, which is probably why you saw it. So, uh, okay. Yeah. It was that a- was actually my bike, but it was a lot easier just to, to have that bike at the event than trying to borrow someone else's bike or ship a bike out, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's, so, take, let's take a call here, Gio. Sure. Papa Mexico, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, my name is Slim Jim. Hey, Slim Jim, what's going on? You're on the line with uh, Grant Langston. What's, uh, what's your question? Uh, I want to know about how he chased down a uh, uh, ferry last season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to hear that. But no, Grant. You yeah, I'm gonna say, Steve, plug your ears. You certainly <laughs> caught fire near the end of that season, like I've never seen before. And I think some of it had to do with some bike changes you made, huh? Yeah, uh, that definitely helped um, during the season. 
It's it's hard, it's hard to pinpoint it, but it's like I think it's like anything in life. Sometimes you just need that one little spark to get the ball rolling. And uh, I was I was definitely frustrated. You know, um, the 2007 Yamaha, I just could never get it to do what I wanted it to do. And then when the 2008 came out, they had that different chassis, which was a little looser in the front. And I have to have feeling in the front end, otherwise I can't ride a bike. So. For me, that was it was probably a very small change on paper, but to me, it was a pretty good size change, mm-hmm. and I think that's what got the ball rolling. And my confidence, I think, was was high. And then, you know, when I kind of got a sniff that that title was available, I remember at Washougal, I remember at that point thinking, man, I'm still a long ways out. Um, I was still a thing about sixth place in the points, and I just kept think. I thought to myself, hey, I, I, I almost won today. I know I can win. I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, if I maybe if I put the pressure on these guys, they'll start crumbling. And and you know, you were there, Steve. You saw short, short. You know, had his opportunities. He blew it. I think to me, you know, whether you call it bad luck or whatever, you know, no, you however know, you look at it. No, um, I mean, Red Dog starts went away as soon as he after Washugo, he was in the lead. In the points lead, or maybe not in the lead, but maybe Stewart was still leading at that point, but he was going to be in yeah. the lead. Uh, all of a sudden, his starts went away, and i got to think it was more mental than anything, you know? Well, and I think for me it was mental as well, and I think that's at least somewhere where I have been pretty good in my career is rising to pressure because I tell you what, my starts were better, my lap times were better. I didn't tip over. I didn't make mistakes. It was like mentally I was so dialed in because I knew what the end prize was, and mm-hmm. that was, you know, the, arguably the biggest championship in racing, a yeah. lot of the motocross racing, and um, I wanted it. And I knew, you know, these things aren't easy to come by. Opportunities sometimes are once in a lifetime, and I did. I mean, I, I, I did the little dumb things. I, I made sure I tried to go to bed on time because, you know, I think even though it probably doesn't make much of a difference. Um, mentally, you think, okay, I've done everything. I, you almost feel like you deserve to win when right, you've done right. everything right. And and my dad even said that's just a lot of the game. It's just if you feel you deserve it, or you 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 put in more effort than anyone else, so you deserve it more than they do. He goes, luck falls your way. You know, good things happen to good people, and you don't get lucky by sitting around. You know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah. And um, man, I, I maybe that's the kind of motivation I need all the time because sometimes I, I wonder to myself why can't I always repeat that, that kind of riding performances and uh, <laughs> I wish I knew because I'm feeling like I'm giving 110% but you know you look at paper sometimes at lap times you're like well I'm just slower <laughs> what's the problem <laughs> right. so, no 07 was great I mean it was a Cinderella ending uh, you know my career was either it seemed like you know, highs or lows. It was there was no middle road. It's true. Uh, it was, it true. was pretty much a roller coaster. But, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like that old saying: you got to have the lows to appreciate the high, and vice versa. And uh, um, uh, that's why I think, for me, I think my career was very unique and and and, and interesting to say the least. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Slim Jim, uh, do you have any other questions, or is that it? Uh, no, that's it. Langston, you're the fucking man. Yeah, Slim Jim. <laughs> Thanks, Slim Jim. Take it easy, buddy. Yeah, Slim Jim, way to ask about fairy crumbling, jerk. Uh, hey, you two can talk to Grant Langston, 702-586-7857. Call in and ask GL that question you've always wanted to get. GL, we had a question in the chat room um, from Grandma Watson uh, say, saying, uh, did you have a problem with the rear shock fading on the new 2010 Yamaha 450? Yeah. Um, I don't know because... Early in the year, you would have thought that I was crazy because everything that I complained about, 
everyone else looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and two weeks into the season, everything that I had complained about, everyone else was complaining about the exact same thing. So mm-hmm. Only in um, outdoors, Grant? I've been in Supercross, did it go away too? I had problems uh, from the get-go. And, yeah, I did. And, and I don't know why, but I felt it more than anyone. I complained more than anyone about it. Um, some people felt it less. Uh, and this is a lot to do with the setup, your riding style, right. you know, things like that. I have short legs, so I hang my rear end off the back a lot. So that might put more weight and emphasis on the rear shock because my shock sometimes was just harder than everyone else's. So I did have that issue, and I, we even had the issue with, with the clutch wasn't giving a good release. In mm-hmm. Supercross, it seemed like when the bike became too powerful and the dirt was too sticky that, you know, everyone was slipping and the clutch was sort of engaging, disengaging. I swear, I, I said that, and everyone said I was crazy, and then two weeks later, everyone was at the test track yeah, buying no, out um, a few different things. So, um, But the thing with the rear shock, I I don't know if anyone's hit the nail on the head because I've been a little bit out of the loop during the outdoors, you know, because I haven't right. raced too many. So I don't know. And that's the one thing that I do think is a bit of a bummer is I think that bike has the potential to be an incredible bike. I think people just don't know enough about it yet, you know, whether it's the average man on the street or even the factories. I think there's room for improvement. I think they can fix one or two of these little things, and I think that bike would be... It's an awesome bike, don't get me wrong. It's yeah. a great bike. But... Like you said, there are one or two minor things. That happens sometimes on new bikes. Um, I mean, it's a lot better. Usually on something that comes out new, there's a recall. I mean, ask Apple or any of those kind of companies how many times they recall things back. So I think Yamaha did a good job there. Um, I know. Uh, when they brought that bike out. But, yeah, there are a couple of things that, that need to be sorted out. I'm sure they'll fix it. I know. Uh, the clutch definitely uh, burned, and the JGR guys struggled with it. Brooks, Brooks said they struggled with it getting out of the line, off the line. And the, he, yeah. they fixed it, and he wouldn't tell me what they did. But when Josh Grant rode their bike, he loved it or something. So whatever L&M did works. But it is a common thing. Ellen, as, uh, as far as outdoors goes, I haven't looked too much at Valley bikes, but I know JGR's got a uh, titanium sheet there around the shock um, to protect yeah. the heat. I don't know if it works or not or whatever, but... Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, everyone has their own opinion on if that exhaust is creating more heat. I have to imagine that if your rear shock is surrounded by a pipe that's about a 1,000 degrees, it's got to make a difference. And um, I've always thought maybe they need to try and, you know, where the air box used to be, mm-hmm. maybe have some sort of air scoops that suck air in and pull it straight towards the shock and push the heat out from the exhaust. Sure. I think there's, there's, there's a couple options. You can push, keep the heat away from the shock. You can scoop air in past the shock. I think, um, you're, uh, I think you're, you're, uh, you're building a case for a job for yourself, GL, at Yamaha. <laughs> yeah. How about, how I'll about tell you what, I, 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 if there's one thing I can pat myself on the back for is I, I think over the years I've become a really good test rider and and have had some good ideas. And I think that was one of the reasons. I mean, I'd like to feel that I had a part in Yamaha's new bike, you know, based off things that we talked about mm-hmm. way back then. I, You know, I even remember my dad saying to, to one of the Japanese um, technicians when they were out, he said, hey, have you guys ever thought about putting the airbox in the front so you get direct cool air? And the guy, like, smiled almost like saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just wait. Yeah. And next thing you know, they came out with the airbox up front. So, um, you know, I know a lot of these things have been in the works for years and years, and that's what people don't realize. This 2010 bike was pretty much decided 95%, probably, I think, by the end of 07. Yeah, usually um, it was a three-year, three-year leg time. You know, 
It's crazy. Um, you know, I knew, I, you know, we had heard, and it was top secret, but we knew about this bike and the changes, and uh, there were even some leaked drawings, you know, about a year before its release, or if not more than that. So uh, it had been around a while, and they put their due diligence in. I think that's why, why the bike's good. The rear shock issue is is, is a, a bit of an issue. Um, I think people have gotten, you know, each team has done their own different little way to, to, to help manage that. And then the, with the clutch, um, I think the simplest thing you can do is you can take up a little arm, you know, that comes out of the casing, and you just shorten it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives a different, it makes it a little stiffer, but it gives it a different sort of leverage. And that seems to solve 99% of everyone's problems. So well, anyone how, who's how, how listening, is... you might have had that issue, shorten up that little uh yeah, a little, 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 little aluminum arm. Or... Yeah, it's just yeah, the actuating arm. You can take out as little as a millimeter or two, and it makes a yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, GL, let me ask you a question. How was your experience on with uh, riding for Josh? Josh, I mean, uh, sorry, Jason Lawrence. How how is that? How is that? The little time that you were around that team during Supercross, did uh, you know? I I I look like it was okay from the outside looking in. Yeah, I mean. You know, they did things on a skeleton stuff. I mean, obviously, coming from, from a factory team, I could, you know, probably say a lot of things that needed improving. But at the end of the day, I think with the core people they had and the limited amount of money and resources they had, I think the guys in the team did their best. You know, my mechanic master, he worked hard. You know, the team manager, dang. Like, a lot of those guys were ran off their feet because they were doing, you know, more than one person's job, and they, they tried their best. Jason really didn't have much involvement at all. Um, which, I mean, I'm sure most people, you know, know that he's not a very hands-on guy. Um, for he and I, you know, it was just, we mainly just talked at the races. Uh, he was, I don't know, I think ever since he came out of uh, jail, I don't think um, he ever quite seemed his normal self. He just seemed like he was never really that happy and walking around, and I kind of got that vibe. And um, so, you know, when, when he didn't want to do outdoors and things like that, it didn't shock me because I kind of knew it was coming, but it's different. I mean, I think a lot of people want to hear me, you know, bash on everyone there, but, you know, there were some good people there, and um, at the end of the day, anyone that gives you any sort of an opportunity, um, I think you can only just uh, say thank you for that, you know, even if it wasn't the greatest opportunity ever or, or, or the best the best one ever. Yeah, um, at the time, they still, you know, helped out and... Uh, uh, it was definitely a different experience. I wanted to come back and race no matter what. I was adamant that I wanted to race. And uh, and they helped you out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, a lot of people don't know the type of guy Grant Langston is off the track and, and a racer. I'll, I'm going to give you guys a story. And this year at Indianapolis, uh, a guy on my team on Chris uh, on Heart and Honey, Chris Blows, had his best ride of his life in the 450 class, probably ever, where he finished sixth. And him and Grant had a battle. I mm-hmm. think Grant maybe got seventh behind him. Yeah. And they were pitted right next to us. We were pitted inside. And I get back, and the kid just has the biggest smile on his face. Right. And he go, looks at me, and the kid just goes, I am so happy. I am so happy. You know, and, you know, he was sitting there, and Grant walked up to him, 
like no more than uh, being off the bike five minutes and walk up to him and congratulate him and said, man, oh, that's you cool. rode awesome. And he wa- he walked away and he told me, he looked at me, he goes, that's why that guy was my favorite rider because he, yeah. has, <laughs> he has class. He right. goes, there's no, no, I don't, I can't even tell, like I know Ivan's one of my good friends. There ain't no way Ivan's going to walk up to some guy no. and say, there's hey, no way Tim Ferry is either. And good job. You know what I mean? And right there, right. I, I'll take my hat off to you because dude, you're a gentleman, you're a racer and you know, you're going to give credit where credit's due just like the the, the, the team, you know, right. riding for Jason. Well, right. I, 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 I appreciate that. I mean, you know, and, and sometimes I think, you know, I know people appreciate those things, and I know just me being me, I appreciate, you know, when people are, you know, have congratulated you or, or, or anything. You know, I remember in 2001 when my wheel broke and Brown won the championship, and I was distraught. My dad said, uh, hey, uh, you know what you need to do. And it was so hard for me to walk up in amongst them spraying champagne and high-fiving each other to go up and shake the guy's hand. But, you know, I think it was great advice from my dad, and I always feel like, Especially, you know, yeah. um, you got to give credit where credit's due, you know. Um, if you do something wrong, I think, you know, same thing. You tell someone, hey, that's incorrect, or, you know, sort it out. You'll be straight up. But when right. someone does something right, don't be scared to say, hey, you know what, that was a good job. Yeah, I, uh, especially that summer, considering you and Brownie and everyone had so many run-ins, I was on that team then. That couldn't, yeah, yeah, that yeah, couldn't have been easy. Yeah, that couldn't have been easy. Um, just for the record, too, I was the first guy to spot your wheel coming apart. So just for the record. But anyways. Uh, well, that's good to know. <laughs> Kelly Smith didn't qualify yeah. that day. And I'm like, hey, guys, I think there's something wrong with Langston's rear wheel. Check it out when he goes by the mechanics area. And he goes by the mechanics area and just radio silence. <laughs> Everybody knew that, that thing was coming apart. Um, oh, I knew. And also, too, getting back to the j thing, I don't think Dang really likes me because of things that I've written and stuff. But I like Dang. Yeah. I think he's a good dude. Yeah, I think he's a good dude. Dang's also caught up sometimes in the middle of, of, of situations. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Lawrence and 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 Stratkovic have been under scrutiny for whatever reasons in the past, but everyone has a different opinion and whatever. And so, be it, you know, I think for him too, uh, you know, any anyone that you want on your team, you want to believe that that guy's going to fight for you to the end. And I'm sure he's lost friends through other situations, but at the end of the day, what I admired about him was he would do go to the end of the earth for his guys, you know, his riders or whatever. And I, I really respect that because I think in racing, that's so much about, you know, being involved. I mean, whether you're Mitch Payton, uh, Mitch was like that, you know, and, and I think some people get a lot of recognition for it and some people don't. I even tell people, I said, you know, as much as was amazing to ride for, uh, you know, sometimes I feel bad because I think Bones doesn't get the credit he deserves. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking it away from Mitch, but I'm just saying Bones is a huge part of that organization. When I rode there, you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many days I spent with Bones and how many good days there were, you know, just every day making progress, getting better, and going yeah. to the start line going, there is no way anyone's going to beat me because I have the best bike and i got to believe I'm the best guy out here. So, yeah. you know, and that was the kind of mentality I had when I showed up to Anaheim and that, on, on that team. And, you know, it shows. Um, so, I mean, you know, and, and, and like you said, you know, maybe you and Dang don't get along, but, you know, if I was if, if I was to ride again and he was my team manager somewhere, I, I, I could honestly tell you I'd be pretty happy with that. Right. I would, you know, yeah. he would be on, you know, you know, on a handful of, you know, on a small list of people because it's tough. 
don't know people how it is to work with them. Right. And I've worked with people where, you know, to be honest, when you work with them, you want to strangle them. When you don't work together, you can be good friends. Right. And, uh, and other times it's actually the other way around. You, you work better with people because you, you butt heads, but you actually, because you butt heads, you actually make progress because you're always trying to prove each other wrong type thing. Um, and it's just weird. It's just chemistry and how people click. But it's, um, uh, it's funny. I always thought that me being around on, like, many teams now too and, and being out of the mechanic end of it I think when you came over in 2001 looking back on it KTM was not prepared to have you there I think management at that time dropped the ball on many many things and that championship could have turned out differently had we run a better program I, I truly believe that and, and I agree to a little bit of an extent that they went from a smaller, a small operation, if you want to call it that, to full factory Austria coming in, Red Bull putting all the money in, and you know, like you said, it was like overnight mm. things things changed, and you know, maybe you might know this better, Steve, but in 2001 they ran out of factory wheels and ended up buying aftermarket wheels, and that was the batch of wheels that were breaking every five minutes. So, like you said, yeah. If things were managed correctly, I almost feel that that could or should have never happened. But you know, yeah, they, everyone learns from that. And you know what? I got it. I got to win for me and for them two years later. And uh, you know, it kind of helped erase that old memory a little bit. You know, just yeah. uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's take some calls. Go let's take some calls. Fans are waiting. Pulp MX Show. You're on the air. Who's this? Gentlemen, Nash, calling in from the beach. Hey, Nash, what's going on? A regular caller here. Uh, you have Langston on the line. What's your question? Uh, Grant, how are you? Good to hear from you. Thanks for joining the show. Good. Thank you. How you doing? Uh, I'm very well. I'm on a little family vacation. I'm sure you can appreciate that. Uh, I was just curious, when you were riding that KTM that you're referencing, uh, two questions. Did you ever feel in the depths of your soul, I mean, not at the time, but when you look back on it, that that bike was as well-equipped and as fast as Brownie's 125. And uh, and what did it feel like when that wheel was coming apart? I mean, I'm not trying to make you relive something horrible, but everybody, <laughs> yeah. grimaces, everybody grimaces for you that day. I don't think there was a yeah. person out there that felt bad for you. Well, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I, I understand why you ask, because people ask. They, they they go, like, what does it feel like? Like, we've never been there. I guess it would be like if you got a phone call and you just won the lottery. And, and yeah. The only yeah. way you could ever find out is if you asked someone who had one, because you would never really know. But um, the KTM 125 from that year, do I believe it was as fast as Brownie's bike? I do, because um, – Back then, I, I firmly believe that, and, and I think you could probably even have Mitch admit this, but the mm -hmm. Kawasaki 125 was slow as 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 hell. I mean, it was like riding a sofa. And the like KTM, a moped. Yeah, and then coming from the GPs, the KTM was, the KTM factory bike was um, undisputedly the fastest bike. So, you know, when I came from GPs and they made all these promises, I, I honestly, one of the main reasons I signed with KTM is I had an offer that the, the ride that Brown got was after I declined an offer from Mitch. And the reason wow. I did that was it was a, it was just I wanted to stay with KTM because I honestly felt at that point in time. And let me, let me, just, jump, were, let me just jump in here. You, you signing with KTM and spurning Mitch caused 
Pro Circuit to go away as the pipe sponsor. There was that much hard feelings that oh, we, yeah. we went from F Pro Circuit Pipes in 2000 to FMF in 2001 because of Langston not signing with Mitch. There was some wow. hard feelings there. Catastrophic. Um, wow. You know, and, and the reason I signed with K-Team is, one, they had first right of refusal. The, the, the offer from Pro Circuit Kawasaki and Red Bull KTM was the same. Basically, I got an offer from Kawasaki and KTM matched it. So I was obliged to stay. But we all know nowadays with contracts, if anyone needs to get out of something, there's a way. But I, I felt that I was going to be at an advantage being on a KTM. Um, looking back, do I think that was necessarily the case? Uh, maybe not. You know, I realized through the hard way what maybe what, what, what Kawasaki lack in raw horsepower, Mitch Payton's work ethic and great handling and no errors, mm. you know, makes up some of that. So, you know, looking back, and, and, and you know what? I ended up signing for Mitch a few years later. Um, mm -hmm. um, you know, a few years down the road, I kind of felt like things had changed between KTM and I. Um, as, as simply put it before, I just said, you know, I felt like the honeymoon was over and it was time for me. I wanted to move on. I, I felt I needed to 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 just say thank you and, and move on. And the uh, first person I called was, was Mitch. And uh, he said, come down to my office right now. And uh, it was great, you know. And I had to laugh. Many people might get a kick out of this. When I was in Europe, um, I didn't even have a cell phone because I was still a kid to call the States. So I, I wrote on a letter and faxed it to Mitch's office, <laughs> thanking him. After I'd spoken to him on the phone, we borrowed a friend's phone, called Kawasaki, Bruce Stearns from them, said thank you, but we were in a fair KTM. Then I sent Mitch a fax, and that was in, it was in about September, October of 2000, I think October. And, uh, and then when I went and saw him four years later in 04, he pulled it out of his top drawer and he goes, I know I'm a bit of a girl, but look at this. And he had kept the fact for four years. Because <laughs> at the bottom, and he had it underlined and it said, I hope one day to have the opportunity to work with you. And he had it underlined. That's so funny. when I came in, he showed it to me and he goes, all right, now you have to sign with me. <laughs> I said, all right. Thanks. Classic. Thanks, Nash. All right, see you guys. All right, see you. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Chris. Hey, Chris, what's going on? You're on the line with Grant Langston. Uh, you got a question? Oh, yeah. First, I just want to give a shout-out to my uh, friend, Sinjin Lloyd. Uh, he's my boyfriend. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. You waited all that time to say that? Idiot. Yeah, I don't even know what that meant. Was that supposed to be funny? Yeah. I'm all, I'm all for people calling in and being funny, but, uh, you know. See what we deal funny. with, GL? Yeah, do you see how that works? Well, I think with this economy, people are taking, like, these $10 bets now, and that's uh -huh. what happens. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Hey, do you, have a, do you have a favorite bike of all the ones you've ridden, one that just really worked well for you out of all those? Yeah. Uh, My 2000 World Championship 125 KTM, um, you know, it was all handmade. It, I mean, it, the horsepower was ridiculous. I've got the stock traits just looking back at people, you know, when I was clicking third and fourth at some of the GTs. Right. Um, you know, in the deep sand, which obviously being in Europe, we had a lot of those races. Um, I really believe if you weren't on the KTM, um, you were just, you know, you're wasting your time. There yeah. were some events, KTMs were coming in top five, top six positions. Yeah. People forget. And I remember... Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. I remember passing Brownie. He was riding for the Caterpillar Honda team over mm -hmm. there. And I remember he was hanging off the back down the sand whoop section. 
just getting everything he had and was qualifying and he was on a fast lap and I went by him like and I remember thinking wow I was wide open he was wide open but I was probably going about five miles an hour faster <laughs> than he was and I was using less energy but you know I mean that bike I mean it turned it handled I mean we had if we had any minor minor issue or anything that could be improved if I just mentioned it to them they went to work I mean they weren't scared to throw money at it and I don't know there was just something about that bike you know even when I came to the States I didn't think you and I had this conversation maybe Mathis that I even said you know with the production rule in the, in the US I came here thinking oh the kid team was going to be so much better than the Cowie like um, I forget the gentleman's name he just called in earlier but yeah. you know I was thinking oh the KTM's going to smoke the Cowie and then we got here and I'm going well with the production rule you know with a stock KTM modified it's not as good as my GP bike and the Cowie bikes and the GPs they didn't have a very good program and Mitch's Cowies over here were running great so the gap horsepower-wise wasn't as big and you know ultimately and I do think that they had a bike that handled better and they you know they had fewer mechanical issues and things like that which which obviously was was what helped uh, the end result, but um, yeah, that 2000 KTM. I mean, it it it, it was fast. It turned. Uh, it looked trick. I mean, the brake calipers were like you know machined. They were probably brilliant. Of, you know, brilliant yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it, every little trick part. I mean, they were buying stuff that supplied things to F1 teams. I mean, I don't care what it is. If you're buying anything that supplies F1 teams, you feel cool anyway. <laughs> you know, and that bike was just unreal. And I I don't think I've ever had anything that I could. Uh, say that I could ride as hard as that thing and uh, just felt so good all the time. I think a big advantage KTM had 125-wise uh, was the shock moved off to the side because there was no linkage. You had a direct shot from the air boot into the carburetor, yep. into the cases, and I think the airflow in that bike, the bike just sucked air. It had a 40-millimeter carb, which was really big for a 125. Yeah. And with no bog. <laughs> with, with, with no bog. And the thing, yeah. just, the thing was just set up for horsepower. Um, you know, Hey, Grant, I'm curious. What did you take of James Stewart coming back, um, not doing that well, and then going back into hiding the um, the letter he wrote and uh, and the subsequent sort of PR fallout from that. What's your take on all that? As a guy who's um, not going to Disney nations, whose country can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I did. I, to be honest, I, I didn't really keep up on all the gossip. I didn't read the letter. I heard there was a letter. I don't know really what it said, and, and, and the media spiel and whatever. And I don't. I mean, I think whether you read it or not, I don't think it really matters that much. Um, I, and, and, I, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, because mm -hmm. um, he's going to have his reasons why he's not racing. But right. you know, there's, there's multiple ways to look at it. You know, I've I've had people ask me my opinion, and I've had people tell me what they think. Some people said, "Ah, oh, you know, he came back expecting to win, and then when he realized he couldn't win, he's bowing out." That could be true. Um, I didn't read the article. I don't know if he just if he's still having issues with his wrist. You don't really know. And and you know, I guess this is maybe a good test of character to see who James Stewart is. You know, when the going gets tough, will the tough get going? You know, that kind of scenario. Or you know, uh, is, was that just uh, an excuse because you know he doesn't want to go outdoors or he doesn't want to lose? You know, James has a puff. You know, he has one of those records where every every race he finishes. If he doesn't crash, he wins, you know, and, and I don't know. I don't know if those are the certain things that cross his mind or, 
Then he just went there and he went, you know what? I can't believe I thought I was ready. I mean, I've had right. some of those times where I'm like, oh, I know I can race this weekend. I, I mean, I might get tired, but I'll be all right. You get there, track price is rough, it's 20 degrees warmer, you're going 20% harder because you're on race pace, and you're going, wait a minute, what was I thinking? So <laughs> it's hard for me to tell. What, uh, what, 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 what did he say was the reason? Well, uh, I mean, he talked about his wrist being a problem. Myself, uh, I believe, in speaking to some people that over there, that I mean, I think he was told, "Come back, you'll be on the Motocross Nations team. You can ride yourself on or off the team. You have three races to do that." And you know, the Wednesday before the race, the, the Nations team was announced, and I think that that was a body blow to him, and the motivation was gone. Add, add in, yeah. add in the fact that it was probably tougher than he thought, and. And he said, "You know what? Screw it. I'm out. That's what I. That's what and, I believe." And you know, at the end of the day, um, gosh, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of people want to hate, but if you're making good money and you didn't have to be out there getting roosted with rocks, with your tongue right. hanging out, and getting beat by someone that you know probably burns him up that he's getting beat by. Do you think, would you almost blame the guy if he was just saying, you know, making well, a reason why he didn't want to be there? And also, I, you know, he was riding for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people say, oh, man, you know, real motocrosses do this. Real, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's very critical on motocrosses about who's a man and who's not. Dude, I watch these other sports like football and baseball and these guys holding out of training camps and things like that. And I'm just thinking, imagine if motocrosses behave <laughs> half as bad as some of these other guys. Yeah. But everyone wants to hate and, and and our sport was built around the men of motocross. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, if you look at it from the outside, it's very easy to say, you know, James wants the glamour life, you know, indoor, supercross, no rocks, no dust, TV shows, things like that. I haven't had a chance to sit down and go, hey, James, you know, what I, what do you feel? I mean, what's your thoughts? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Well, Where do you see the future? You yeah. know, and I think it's tough, and I think, what you said about the donation thing, I, I mean, I didn't know, or I guess I don't know, that I, I was never really aware that he was that adamant on riding for his team because I don't know this, but I'd heard a couple of years ago he had the option and sort of respectfully declined and said it was because he didn't do the outdoors. Yeah. So no, I, think he, I don't know he, what to believe anymore, you know? Yeah, he really wanted to come back for that team. That's what I believe. Um, but how many of us would take uh, a full year's salary and only ride for or only race for six months? Uh, Kenny, you... You, oh wait, Kenny does that already. I do right that. Now. I yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. part time. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I, I would. I wouldn't hate if I could do that too. Maybe you know, maybe things would be a little bit different. I remember when Jeremy did that. I was you know young, younger then, you know, and I was think I was in Europe, and I I was like, I don't get it. Why doesn't he want to race outdoors? Like why? Then when I came here and I saw how big Supercross and the, and the kind of money that was there, and mm-hmm. I thought to myself. Why would you want to do outdoors? You can go party the whole summer. Like, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Any normal person would want to have it the same way. I mean, how many people do you know if they have to work Monday to Friday and you go, oh, if you would like to come and give me a hand on the weekend, free, <laughs> yeah, exactly. do you want to come help me? How many people are going to go, yeah, I'll help you out? You know, and, and, and that's the same thing. You know, James didn't have to be there. I think it was a choice he made. And I think you're right. Um, you know, I think that uh, maybe the donation thing... I, if, if, like you said, if he really wanted to ride for his country and he came back to a race and was expecting to be given a fair shot and found out two days before the event that basically we're not considering you, I'd be... I'd be pretty bent out of shape, too. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, I, I put James, my nose out of joint big time. Yeah, if I was and that's James. because, at the end of the day, races have to have 
I, 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 what the best way to try. You, you got to be a little bit angry. You got to be feisty. You know, right. off the track, I'm one of the probably the most mellow, nice guys. I, I can have someone cut me off and flip me off, and I just laugh. You know, hey, my I, wife's I, leaning over, trying to hit the the horn and hanging out the window, and I'm like, <laughs> I always go, hey, you know, no worry, no point getting stressed about it. But you cut me off on the motocross track, yeah, I want to rip your head off. But <laughs> I think those are things you need, and I think maybe James. If that was the case, if I was in James' shoes and I wanted to ride for my country and I was told I was going to be given a chance and I came back from injury and I felt like they just pretty much stuck it to me, I can't say that I wouldn't be in the same position, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, He doesn't have to be out there and he's got nothing to prove, really. Um, you know, why not get healthy and come back next year? Next year, when Amaheim rolls around, he has something to prove. And... Um, I have a good one about James. I think James, and this is coming somewhere, that uh, he still might ride the donations for another country. He might try to get some citizenship in a different country to come back and kick our ass. Well, you see, there was a rule at FIM because I remember there were some South Africans that had British passports that went through this. Paul Cooper, Rob Herring, those guys. When South Africa was going through apartheid and we weren't allowed to race internationally, there were South Africans that because their parents had dual citizenship, uh, they just went got British passports. And then the FIM had a rule that once you've ridden for one country, you cannot switch. And someone told me that... um, Wilson rode for Canada last year. Is he that did. true? Yep, he did. So where's the FIM sticking to the rules if, if Wilson is riding for Scotland now? Because yeah. I remember this was a big topic in the 90s, early 90s, mid-90s, where people were, you know, utilizing their dual citizenships wherever they could, you know. That's you got a good Wilson, question. he could probably ride for three countries if he wanted to. That's a good um, question for your buddy. I could get, I could get, uh, I mean, I actually just started my citizenship process in the States. So, you know, if I got my A and a G, could I ride for the U.S. next year? I, I wouldn't even ask. I wouldn't even feel right if they asked me. Um, right. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, where would he get citizenship to? Think about to it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I mean, here we go with that. Watson's, Watson's trying to recruit him. Um, uh, all right, Langston. Hey, well, thank you for coming on the show, man, and uh, and it's been a joy. Thank always, you guys. always a good time to talk to you. And, I was just uh, I was just kidding about the whole Bubba thing. He he's proud. He's a proud American, and he ain't gonna race for nobody else but for cool us. Cool if he raced for Canada. Well, I would hope not. I mean, Did you hear what just, just, just said? He said it would be cool I mean, if he rode for Canada. <laughs> it would be. Canada sucks as those nations. We never send our best team. You guys suck anyway, so don't worry. About Whatever. <laughs> our, hey, don't uh, worry. Our, our country can't even uh, can't even do anything for their own riders. So. Yeah. That, that's disappointing. Well, thanks, GL. Good luck in your retirement. I'm sure we'll see you around the races. And, I hope so. Thanks, Dave Arm. Thank you guys for the nice comments and all the people that called in. Uh, it's been it's been really uh, overwhelming. How I don't know. I guess just I, I think being a foreigner and and just getting treated so well over the years. It's, it's been an honor, and it's been great, and, and uh, I, I hope it's not the last that anyone sees of me, whether they like me or not. <laughs> right on, Gio. Right well, you know, you. you got another uh, home away from home up here. We always we always have room for you over at the Hard Rock, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that, boys, All and right. I'll be there. See yeah, didn't you tell a story about GL a couple? Yeah, couple. he got a little. He got a little gnarly at Millsap's bachelor party. Right? Did you ever hear any fallback from that story? Oh yeah. Oh, you did? Oh yeah. 
the people that they weren't happy, right? No, no, it, it was it was quite expensive wow. for him. Who knew the Zulu warrior could? <laughs> yeah, he got a little nuts. He got a little warrior on, yeah, on, on everybody. Little, he got a little. Uh, thank you for listening to the Pop Mech Show. We're gonna have Tony Lessie on here very shortly. Uh, you can call in if you want to talk to Kenny or I right now. 702-586-7857. We got a little bit of time before we call Tony. Uh, um, I asked Tony to come on the show tonight. Um, later this, yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be cool because um, I don't know. I just thought it would be good. They had a good weekend, and you know we can maybe wrap a little bit about the that deal and see how the, see how everything's going there. Um, I don't think he really wants to get into any controversial topics tonight, well, Kenny. Good, I'm going to start then. <laughs> You're going to go right to it? Yep. Uh, all right. Well, fantastic. I tried to get Brooks and Stewart to come on the show, FYI, but uh, um, they declined. I thought I, I thought they should come on. I, I think James is going to – my honest opinion is James is going to go into a hole, go for a hole, and we're not going to hear from him until Anaheim because that's how he rolls. And uh, I think he should come out and talk about his Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. I, I text Preston. Yeah. I mean, I text Sorby and said, hey, would you like to come on the show tonight? We're uh-huh. going to have Preston on so you guys can talk. Yeah. He said, I don't got time for that tonight. It's my birthday, and I'm going out in Miami, and we're getting ready. And I go, well, why are you cool guy, cool, cool guying me? You should, like, just give me five minutes. Yeah. And he goes, no, we're going out. And I'm all, hey, is James with you? And he just put laugh out loud. Like, he didn't say yes, he didn't say no. Right. Well, I mean, he's So maybe they're problem. busy, dude. I mean, James Stewart has a lot of stuff going on in his life, dude. TV shows and... I know everything. Yeah. No, absolutely. Maybe maybe they are. Maybe they are busy. It's it's Sorby's birthday. Yeah. It's a, it's a, big, it's a big holiday. You know we're going to have to uh, ask Preston about Sorby. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> that is funny. You know, I feel like we sh- we shafted Fact V Phil last week. We need to get him back dude, on. Dude, you did. You did. You cut no. him off because you wanted to talk to Jenna Hayes. No. No, Kenny, you sped up the, the Phil Lawrence segment. Dude, wait a minute. I didn't sped nothing up. You said, let's call Phil Lawrence. And I'm dude, like, well, you, you, he wasn't even ready for the call. You're in front of the board, dude, not me. Remember, yeah, but, this is your show. Remember, you do everything. Yeah, but, how, how did I speed anything up, dude? You said, let's call dude, Phil you're Lawrence. you're an idiot. Answer the call. Come on. Pulp and Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Asman. Hey, what's up, hey, Asman? How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Hey, I noticed on the uh, telecast you're talking about Stewart right now that they kind of stubbed him in. There was no mention on the uh, of anything at Southwick on the on the TV anyway about Stewart, you know, uh, dying out at the last minute or anything. Well, uh, hey, whatever, yeah, he's out. I mean, I don't know if they should mention yeah. it. Right, but I mean, you think there's hard feelings between uh, MX Sports or the or the the, the no. towers to be here on the TV and and Stewart? No. no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. All right. Then the other thing that caught my eye is the uh, post-race press conference with uh, Michael Estes. Yep. And uh, you know he was, you know, I mean he, he was obviously very emotional. Is is well, I guess I'm gonna have my answer when Tony Tony comes on. But I mean, is he still in the game there, or uh, what's going on? What do you mean emotional? Was he crying? He wasn't crying, but I mean, you know, he was talking about you know the changing his program up and having some issues at home, and uh, you know, I'm just kind of reading between the lines on, on what was said, you know, and it definitely came from him, and he was, you know, this guy thought he was very heartfelt talking about that. So what's the, what's the deal with Tony Alessio? Obviously, he's coming on. We'll hear yeah, directly well, from let, him, but what do you know? Uh, I, I don't. Let's ask him. I don't okay, know. Yeah, I don't know anything else, but just listen to the show. We'll we'll bring that up for you, okay, buddy? And you can certainly call in and ask Tony too. Well, yeah, I plan to, but it's hard to get through to you guys now. You're uh, doing big yeah, time. our lines are so hey, are so. Hasman, I thought you were going to call and ask me about the the deal with Paris Hilton this weekend. It's tough to raise. 
radar, man. I'm in, you know, I'm in MILF territory here in Monmouth County. All right. Paris, All right. Yeah. We'll just go check it out. I was riding shotgun when she got busted. Uh, just uh, keep your nose clean, man. Thanks. It's hard. Pulpa hey. Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, is it me? Oh, hey, it's my wife. Hi, my name is Angie. I have a question for Kenny. Yeah, go ahead, Angie. Call her. <laughs> the question is, uh, what is the thought that goes through your head when you get a text from your co-host's wife, who you know is on a road trip, asking for help with directions, and you decide to not answer back the text? Yeah, Kenny, she was lost, and I was flying. Wait, can I ask you a question? What a dick you are. I, I the, My deal is... Your friend, who's my friend, was with you that knows the way to San Jose. Sa okay. they're not, they're not going they, to San they were going to Santa Barbara. No. It's very easy. It's very well, easy. They're chicks, dude. They're and chicks. And you have a new car with, with GPS. It's very easy. That's the answer. No, the, the answer this is, is you answer the text because no, it's very easy to no, get to Santa Barbara with your no, no, my friend, no. with your this friend. Is, this is why I did not answer it. Where I was at, I had hardly any phone service all day yesterday. Okay, I got home. When I got to the airport, it came on, and it was like four hours late. So I figured, hey, you know what? They probably got there. You were My somewhere bad. where there was but no phone service. No, okay. I, I, was, I, was, I had no cell phone service where I was at. So I apologize. Well, I, I apologize. That's your answer, but... The reason that the part two of my uh, call is to thank Alan Brown, who did answer the phone when I called him. Yes, And yes, who texted you. me later in the day to see if I made it okay. And so thank you to Alan Brown. And followed up with a, with a, with a text, Kenny. Alan Brown. Sorry, I guess I'm on the chopping block. And I see how my picture's down, down off the refrigerator with Susan's car. Picture's down off the fridge. And we took your glasses, the Fox ones, and we've been wearing them the whole trip. So oh, those, getting them those, back. Glo those glasses you got at Washougal. For somebody or for yourself? Oh, yeah. Where are those? <laughs> They're in Santa Barbara right now. Uh-uh. Well, They're with the Rockwell watch that you took from our house. Okay. Well, tell Susan happy birthday. She could have them. Since you, since you didn't give her the shirts I gave you to give her, so it's all good. Oh, good job. You know what? Whatever. All right. All right there, Pookie. Okay. Hey, Big thanks. fan, guys. Hey, honey. honey Love when, the show. Honey, when are you coming home? I'm coming home Wednesday. That's bullshit. Stay until Friday. Have fun. Kenny, we need to go out and get really? some ladies. Hey? Say that I have a hard enough time by myself. Yeah, Kenny, we need to party. Right on. We need to party on this. Let's go. All right. Taking their call. All right. Bye. Later. Love you. Love you. Bye. I know you love me. Love you. Bye. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, Pat's here. Uh -huh. Hey, Watson. Yo. We're going to see a, a, um, a tape leak with you? The what? A tape, man. A tape. I don't understand what you're asking well, me. Has been honestly, dude. I love the fact that you're a super fan of the show, but sometimes mm -hmm. I don't understand what you're talking about. A a Paris lot. Hilton tape, man. You're riding shotgun with Paris Hilton. When are we going to see the tape? Oh, okay. Oh, dude, all you got to go is YouTube. She got busted in Vegas, and right. she she That's, had some. Who cares? She's got busted, man. Are you, are, are, did you get the I, goods? No, or no, what? no. I did not get the goods. I was with okay. them, and it didn't work out. She went to jail. I didn't go to jail, and That's good. My, my dreams were crushed. All right, thanks, Hasbin. We're getting on Tony on the line. All right, thanks, okay. Hasbin. I like Hasbin. I love Hasbin's but questions. sometimes, man. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Fat Cuz. How are you, man? Hey, what's going on? How are you? Good, good. Mathis, real quick, i got to ask you a question. The, the, the where is the famous? How about the famous Canadian Jason Fournette? Where's he at? Kenny. 
I no. got you, dude. No, you, you don't. You're still jacked up, Kenny. You're still jacked up, Kenny. Fernet's at an LBZ show right now. Okay, sorry, caller. I'm just trying to stop Kenny from dis- disconnecting the entire show. Uh, Fernet is my bu- good buddy, Jason Fernet, longtime privateer. He is, uh, I'm trying to get him on a podcast. We've been missing calls. The problem is, he works in a gas oil pipe company up in northern Alberta, like way up there. And he's, wow. it's three weeks on, one week off. Three, the three weeks, he's pretty much working 24 hours a day, you know, so he's not really available too much. And uh, and then he has a week off in, in the good town of Red Deer. I speak to him every now and then, but like I said, I'm working on getting him on this show or just doing a podcast with him. So I tell you what, probably one of the coolest privateers I've ever seriously met in my life in the last 20 years of following the sport. Uh, I agree, man. The guy, I still get dues at the races uh, saying to me, hey, how's Fernet? What's Fernet up to? Like, like like factory riders and, and long-time industry people, he he made a mark with pretty much anybody who he ever met. Yeah, him and Birdwell were my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, great guy. So I was just kind of curious where he's at. I miss old Fernet, and uh, if there's a ladies' man on tour, he was it. Yeah, he was. He was definitely a ladies' tour. I got to admit, I got a lot of uh, seconds off of him. So it was you good married one. <laughs> you married one. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, <you laughs> jerk. All right, thanks, man. Thanks, see ya. All right, see ya. Good question about that. Awesome. Fernet, I missed the guy. Awesome. Yeah, Fernet's uh, a lot of people didn't know that kid. He, was, he wasn't the fastest guy on the track, but he was definitely one of the coolest guys on the track. He, call- was, he was the type of guy that he would be pulling over four corners before when he was getting lapped. You know what I mean? Um, he, would, he would never. Danny Hartwig always remembers him because he wanted to wear a mask for opening ceremonies and be the bad guy. He asked them all the time if you could be the bad guy he out there. He could be the villain. Calling Tony Lessie right now. Uh, Going to see what's going on with with, with Tony. Hello. Tony, hey, you're live on the air of the Pulp MX show. This is Mathis, and I got Kenny Watson, your uh, Simi Valley uh, longtime friend, with me as well. Right on. Right arm, dude. Right hey, arm. Hey, what? Hey, congratulations, Tony, on a, on a, your Mike's finish. Uh, I know it's been a long time coming. Second overall this weekend. I guess talk about Southwick and how it, how it went for you. Um, Southwick was great, you know. Southwick uh, was, um, you know, it was just a really, the track was good. It was, you know, it was rough. And um, I just think everything really went good that day, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, lines were coming together good. The track was rough. Um, I thought it was a good day, overall good day. Yeah, for sure. How frustrating has it been for, I mean, we all know you, you have a, 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 a heavy influence in Mike's program. How frustrating has it been for you to, um, this summer. I mean, it, it, let's face it, Mike. Uh, Mike's been struggling a little bit out there. How frustrating has it been? Have you guys, you know, given it up or you know what I mean? Like, how, how was it? This had to have been just a huge relief for you. Well, I mean, it, it just you know, I mean, Mike is going to ride as, as fast as he's capable of riding on any given day. You know, he's never going to hold back. I mean, if you get a, a one, a five, a ten, or a fifteen, that's that's the best. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the best because he's uh, you know, he's always going to give you everything that he can give you that he's capable of. So, yeah, just on any given day, it just depends on what the situation is. So. Things uh, were working pretty good, and so it looked a lot better this week. Hey, Tony, how silly season working out for you guys? Uh, I don't know. We don't. I'm not sure what you're asking me. Okay, let me let me start over. Do you have a contract with KTM next year? Absolutely, the KTM contract is a two year contract with Perfect. KTM. Perfect. Then you don't have a silly season. Then you're, you you have a home. I didn't know that. Um, yes, I, that's what I was asking. Hey, you guys have been uh, been working hard on the uh, on the on the machine and uh, with Mike. How's Mike physically wise? You know, I interviewed him sometime around 
Mount Morris or whatever, and he thought he may have overexerted himself at the USGP. Um, How is he feeling physically uh, this this year? Well, I think that we checked him, uh, I don't know, maybe shortly after that, and all of his stats were 6% higher than um, than last season. So I think that his physical is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back on things, is there something, I mean, we're, we're two rounds to the end of the season. Was there something you guys would have done differently uh, as far as Mike's preparation? Like, was a trip to Europe a bad idea? Was doing the GP a bad idea? Like, what would you have done differently had you had a chance to uh, uh, attack this outdoor season again? You know, I don't, I don't think there's any issues that are, that are doing things one way or doing things the other way. You know, I think that all the things that we had done this season were, you know, like items that were required. So we, you know, didn't like you know have an, an option to do something a different way or the same way. It was this is the way we're doing it, and that's how it was. It wasn't like um, it wasn't like we were on our own team or had our own team and could do what we want. Mm-hmm. We were just following the program that was um, that we had for us. That was laid out for you guys beforehand. Is Mike planning on doing Supercross in 2011? Um, I know that we're starting off with the Australian Supercross, mm-hmm. uh, which will start uh, right around October 16th, I believe it is. Um, so we're going to get there and see, see the direction it ends up going. Oh, okay. So not, not 100% committed, but how did those Australian deals come together? Did they approach you guys? Did you approach them? Um, what, uh, how'd that all boil up? Come well, together? I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but we were supposed to go to Australia, Australia last year. Oh, you were? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, we were supposed to go last year, and um, things didn't didn't pan out. We didn't have uh, the ride in place in time, and it was just um, just never really could could make it happen, you know. And right. so, uh, so um, obviously, we had a good opportunity there. And when uh, we signed the deal and put our deal together at KTM, it was part of the thing that we were able to um, get in there. So, right. Um, see how it works. I think. Hey Tony, do you, do you think next year, um, before you guys, uh, if you guys do ride uh, Supercross in the states here, if you guys did ride a 350 indoors and that was the, the the bike that Mike felt comfortable on, if if you had the opportunity to ride a 350 or a 450 outdoors, do you think would would that be an option for you guys, or are you going to stay on the same bike indoor and outdoor? Um, I think it's I think it's their option. Okay. So I I think it's up to them to decide because uh, at the end of the day I think they're you know they're writing the check and so it's going to be about what they want to write a check for you know right. what they want to get their money. Yeah, I uh, I shook Layton the motor builder's hand as well as rookie and uh, it seemed like the whole team definitely had a sigh of relief you know what i mean it, it they everybody's been battling yourself included the team included battling to uh to figure out what's going on and make that bike better and better and uh good for those guys i think they were genuinely really happy to get a second overall on the day did you get that feeling yeah i think any team that uh gets on the podium is going to be yeah. going to be happy you know what, what uh how much gas did you have after the race uh over a court Oh, okay. So you guys were good. Uh, crazy yeah. race, huh? We did that because on uh, the Tuesday before the race, mm-hmm. we, um, we or actually two weeks before the race, after Unadilla, we actually had an opportunity to go to um, Southwick, and we were the only guys, because my staff and all those guys were there as well, but we were the only guys that did a moto. So we did an entire moto on that Tuesday, and uh, we checked the fuel, and it was a quart that was left. 
No, and none of the other guys did an entire moto. They did, you know, four laps or six laps mm-hmm. or whatever at a time. Yeah. Yeah, what That's are- what I was saying before the show, Tony. I just could not understand how those teams had, had that, how that happened. I mean, I was going back referencing to the past years when I was a manager and when we would go there to go testing, we would do a moto or we would do a race or whatever we would do, but we would do the time that the bike needed to be out there. I don't care if it was rough, smooth, whatever. You're still on that track for, you know, 35 minutes. So. Exactly. That was the first thing. That was the first thing that, um, well, Varner was with me on Tuesday when we were up there at the Southwick. We were right. And that was the very first thing we did as soon as the moto was over with. We checked fuel and there was a court left. Wow. And uh, the track was rough and then I knew we were good. Yeah, well, that's a good call on your guys' side. I know that uh, I'm not trying to take anything away from you or you know point fingers at anybody on the, on the other teams, but hey, I, I, that's I, I think um, it's it's unacceptable in my eyes. Uh-huh. I mean, if I was a team manager and that happened, I would be very very. Are you going to tell Peter North, aka Eric Kehoe, that? <laughs> if he, yeah, I'll tell him. I, I know. Care. I'm just kidding. I would just say if you're gonna you're gonna go there with that kind of a program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's unacceptable, right? You know that's why. Yeah, I the look first at it. things that came to um came to light for us during that um the model that we did at mm-hmm. Southwick is one we learned that the bike needed more octane um, because uh, it was detonating obviously because it's you know it's working uh, hard, getting hot, yeah, yeah, work working harder, and then uh, we also what else we noticed two more things. What were they? Filter um, was. As much, you know, it sucks some dirt in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think they came up with a little, like, uh, a little wire, you know, that went inside of the and pulled cage. It yeah. pulled, pulled, pulled it off, the right? Filter out a little bit. And uh, that kept it from sucking dirt. And what else was there? There was something else. I don't recall what it was at the moment. But I know right. there was three things that came to light, you know, about that. You know, so... You know what's funny is uh, is you know Mike's not having the season that a lot of us thought he would, and and he's struggling a little bit. He's uh, he's currently fourth in the points though, which yeah, I mean whatever you want to say, fourth is fourth, and uh, you know this thing could turn out with a not a bad overall finish on the year. You know, being fourth overall in points is is actually very good. I mean, if you look at that and you look at our, you know, who's the top four guys over the last five years, you'll be surprised to see the big names that are, you know, in the top five. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a tough class this year. Everybody's really fast. Everybody's very fit. Everybody's bikes are good. You know, it's uh right. not it's, it's not easy out there this year. And to uh, to be in fourth place right now is uh, is a positive thing for Mike, and I think hey, he's doing good. Hey Tony, I know I know the way that your program operates, and I know that you like to get to a lot of the tracks before the race gets there. Any preparation for this weekend coming up? Have you guys rode that bike at that track up those hills? And what what's, uh, what's your feeling going into this week? Well, I mean, I think Steel City is, uh, is a place that we have not brought the bike to. Um, and obviously, if we're talking about, um, you know, it's going to be sticky. You know, that's the one thing that comes to my mind right away. I think that the ruts are going to be deep. And it's going to be a sticky, deep, you know, track, you know. And, you know, I don't know. that uh, It could go either way for us. It's just, um, it's. I know one thing that I'm, I am 
I didn't see that the weather was going to be uh, not hot, you know, and I know that all the bikes run a lot better when it's just not hot outside. So I'm looking forward to that a little bit. I think the bike's yeah. going to be, you know, maybe faster than usual. Yeah, you know? it's kind of like a Volkswagen. <laughs> That's why I always like. I always uh, love my bug when I drive from when I drive out to the beach. You had a Volkswagen bug? No, dude, I had a Squareback, '72 Squareback. Uh, it was sick. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you want to talk to Tony Alessi. Hey Tony, you know what else? I'm going to tell you, I think Michael is going to do very well there because I remember after the whole T-shirt incident, remember? I mean, a lot of people don't know that, the old T-shirt thing, whose idea that was that I told you yeah, that you guys should. Kenny Watson's idea. <laughs> <laughs> kind of backfired, but the, that weekend didn't go so good. But a lot of people don't remember the next weekend on a full privateer Honda pitting out of a van in a trailer at the bottom of the hill next to the starting gate who came out there and was on the podium. I yeah, think, and, it did, I, and we didn't just get on the podium the easy way. It wasn't like Mike got a whole shot and was no, running the front. No, he came from the back. If you, if you recall, him and Chad Reed and a few more guys all piled it up in the uh, second corner, you know, and um, and I, I think the one guy called it, if I'm trying to remember who did it, but uh, one guy that was riding to Keith Kim at that time. Oh, Joaquin um, Rodriguez. Yeah, Joaquin Rodriguez. Yeah. And I came across and... Like, 10 of us went down there. And so Mike came from, like, outside the top 30 and came all the way back uh, in to finish, I think, fourth in that moto. Hey, do you Which, remember the guy that he passed to get on the podium? And yeah. it, it was Kyle Lewis. And Kyle, Kyle Lewis, Lewis was not happy. Was <laughs> yeah. not happy that Mike and Alessi... And if you remember right, Kyle Lewis whole shot that second moto, if I'm not mistaken. You're correct. Yeah, You're 100% yeah. correct. Uh, 702-586-7857. Call in. Tony, we got a question for you on the line. Here, uh, Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? It's Steve again. Hey, Steve, what's happening? Hey, no much. Hey, Tony, uh, great ride uh, with Mike this weekend. Um, got a question for uh, what's what's Jeff's status? What's he doing? I mean, is he, I see he's racing again. What's can you give us an update on what he's doing? Good question. Hey, yeah, sure. Basically, what's going on with Jeff Alessi is um, he's he uh, when he finished the Supercross season, um, he didn't have a program for outdoors. So uh, it took us a little bit of time to um, to get him equipment, to get him a program, and uh, I was able to get him back um, training and riding. But it's just been a slow process. So he is back riding again, and um, you should see him at the next uh, two events, which will be Steel City and Pella. I spoke to Jeff uh, on Saturday, Friday morning, and uh, I told him basically, "What are you doing, dude? You can ride better than that." Because uh, you know he's been struggling, and uh, he said he had the wrong suspension on his bike or whatever. But um, yeah, he needs to get back, needs to find his way again, because he's a better rider than not scoring points at a national. Well, you know what's crazy? This caller right here, Steve. When Mike and Jeff were kids, Steve worked at the Racers Edge, and Steve used to tell me that Jeff is going to be the guy. Because Jeff is bigger, right. and he's going to be the better Supercross guy. Mike's going to be the outdoor guys, and Jeff is going to be the animal. And a lot of people don't know, but Jeff Alessi can be that guy if he wants to be. If you get that kid out and you let him get going on a good day, Jeff Alessi could ride with the best of them. And he ain't, he's not afraid to bang bars. He's not afraid yeah, I'm to a bang big, bars. I'm a big fan of Jeff. Mike, too, but Jeff, right. Jeff more so. So yeah. one an update. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, what do you do with Jeff, Tony? Are you just uh, shaking your head at him? I mean, what uh, what's what do you, what do you do with him? Well, like I said, I mean, speed wise, the guy can show up, and he hadn't rode for four months, and um, he could show up.
to our track, and we have motos at our track, you know, with mm -hmm. uh, a group of guys, you know, between, you know, Brock Tickle and, you know, a group of guys. There'll be like 10 pro riders out there, and we, we just kind of go out there and, and hammer out motos. And, you know, we do qualifying in the morning. We do just like the race. And, you know, Jeff can come off the couch and qualify second, you know, right off the bat. I mean, the guy's got speed, you know, and his corner speed is amazing. And, uh, and um, actually, we, his first couple of little local races we took him to on the way back, he started out at that uh, Portland International Raceway. They had 78 pros there, and Jeff got second. Bobby Bonds won. And then uh, a few weeks later, we took him to Airway Heights, and uh, they had a, a, what they called the Privateer National there. Really nice track, and uh, he was second in the 450 class and fourth even the small bike class. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's all there. You know, um, national-wise, he just doesn't have the fitness right now to do 35-minute motos. Right. You know? And so you're only seeing probably, um, you know, his level, if it was a 10, he's probably riding at a 3 or a 4 right now so that he can make it through. How's his, how's his, how's Jeffrey's focus on racing? I know he, he gets uh, distracted with the ladies sometimes. Well, I mean, Jeff has an ongoing girlfriend right now that's uh, Amber, and I, I don't think that that's too much of a problem anymore. I think it's, that he's got that part settled down. Um, I think just right now his problem is just lack of fitness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to get it back in the middle of the season. Let's take this call here. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello, this is Davey from Belgium. Hey, Davey from Belgium. Thank you for calling in. Wow, worldwide audience here. Uh, you, got yeah. a, you got a question for Tony Alessi? Well, I, I, uh, I didn't know who was on right now, so I, I just had a question in general. Maybe Tony can answer also to this. Sure, okay. Um, with the, the, I'm, I'm talking about next year with the series of the, the Grand Prix changing a little bit and starting later. Do you, do you think that there will be people who are interested in Supercross following by, by the Grand Prix? Because if, if you look at this stuff financially, and, and I guess that's what riders do sometimes, um, I think there's more money in the GPs than in the outdoors, or am I wrong? Uh, hey, um, yeah, Who is this on the line? What is your name? Dave. Davey. Dave from Belgium. Dave yeah. from Belgium. What time is it right now over there? 4.53. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, as far as the GPs go, I think that uh, the riders that you'll see at the GPs are the riders that the, that the teams um, tell them to go to the GPs. Uh, does that make any sense? I don't think it's yeah, going to be. I don't believe that it's going to be a hundred percent up to the riders. I think it's going to be up to the teams that they ride for. Because at the end of the day, um, those teams pay the riders' salary, and they want the riders to compete in the series that they're paying for. So, um, a race like that, you know, if they were to go to and get hurt or whatever, I think that it would jeopardize what their, you know, what their what their goals are. You know, and. Uh, People don't like to pay money to a rider that gets hurt at a race outside of the here the series that they're that they're that they're competing in. Yeah, Davey, so, I, I don't see it happening. I, I know that that's their goal. Last I heard, though, they were, they were going to change that GP calendar back to starting in April. Um, like they took away the, the three US GPs or whatever. So I don't. I, I heard it was going to go back to the way it was. I don't see that happening. I know they want to, but realistically. 
I, I don't know. I only I only think thought it would could happen because of the money. The the big GP teams. I'm not talking about top the tenth place, but the, you know the first mm-hmm. five guys. Yeah. They earn a lot of money and probably more money than what you can make with an outdoor only uh, contract. So maybe you can see some things like uh, the French team in the US, Le Top. Right. They they might have some riders over there and then switch them over to the GPs. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a possibility. I know Blake Orton. I heard from a pretty reliable source has an offer for from a GP team um, next year. I talked to, do... to his dad. I talked to his dad in the airport. He's not riding. He's... He, I heard he. Gee, that he got the offer from KTM, and I asked him. Yeah, and, and they're not going. They're not going to Europe. They're not going to Europe. Yeah, I just don't think people want to go. And good question though, Davey. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Bye. Bye. That's the kind of audience we have, Tony, worldwide. I'm just thinking about four o'clock in the morning. That guy's dedicated, Dude, you know. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't listen to Kenny at four o'clock in the morning. Hey, Tony, <laughs> or he's been up all night. If you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Hey, hey, hey oh. Tony, check this out. You know what I just heard? Uh, one of our one of our old buddies is going to be. Uh, he's going to be racing in the California Penal League for about ten years. Oh, who would that be? Uh, one ninety seven out of Simi Valley, Yamaha. Oh, is that Mark? Yeah. Mark? Yeah. Oh wow, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But uh, sucks. I went. I went back. I went back to see me this weekend. Had a it was a surprise birthday party for one of my friends, and just bumped into a bunch of old people, Terry Cook and Sean Crane, and just a bunch of my old buddies. It was cool catching up with them all, man. But it's that's like uh, we moved out of there for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, I, we moved out of there so we could ride motorcycles, you know? You right. couldn't ride in the hills no more. Let's take, uh, let's, take no. a, let's take another call. Let's go, Tony. You got another question here, buddy. Papa Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hasbin. Hasbin, what's going on? Do you have Tony hey. Leslie on the hey, line? Hey, Tony, how you doing? Hey, I'm all right. Thanks a lot for calling. Okay, I got, I got a question for you. Um, I, was, I was listening to the press, post-race press conference, and uh, Mike was you know, giving me a pretty emotional uh, uh, diatribe on what's going on, you know, with some change up his program and some, some family-like things. And I was speculating, you know, from reading between the lines that you're no longer there, and I guess you are. But uh, what I want to ask you is, uh, do you have do you have any regrets on that uh, show that was shown last year on Fuel with the, uh, you know, the kayaking uh, uh, training situation and all that? And it kind of betrayed you in a bad light. you think that that's going to uh, affect you at all? Well, I can tell you this. Um, our website used to have, um, you know, before the show, um, the numbers were 215,000. Right. And after the show, they were closer to 700,000. So I, I think as far as um, the show goes, I think it, it bought us a huge amount of publicity, and, and uh, I think it, it really increased our fan base quite a bit. So I think overall the the, uh, the show, I think we got a lot of people's attention. I mean, people that don't even, that are not even involved in motocross, stopped right. to watch the show. Because I think that they, they saw passion, you know, and I think they saw um, intensity, and I think that those kinds of things are not something that are that are fake, you know. Those things they grab people's attention, and right? Right, and that's the problem with TV. I mean, creative editing could make anything look, uh, you know, one way or the other. So. so I think overall, I mean, I don't, I don't think that I think I don't think it hurt us at all. I think in fact it it, it helped our our um, publicity. It helped the sport. It helped more people want to watch and get involved and know about it and learn about it. And so, uh, 
Oh, I mean, overall, I think it was. I think it was good. I think it was awesome. I think it's all about the universe catching up with people. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, and, uh, Tony. How much? How much ongoing development is going on with the with the KTM right now with the three hundred and fifty uh, bike that you're riding? Uh, I'm not sure what you're asking. Well, I mean, is it is it a weekly, you know, update every week? I mean, you know, obviously this week you made uh, yeah, huge strides. How, you know, how much, mechanically are you? Yeah, how much testing? How much, how much testing are you doing, Tony? I guess Hasbin wants to know how many yeah. new setups do you come up with and that sort of thing. Thanks, Hasbin, for the good question. Um, I set the um, the setting that we had raced this that Mike that had raced this week. I think the setting was a um, a sand setting from from Caroli from one of the the sand races at the GP. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, hey, you know what, Tony? Like I said, like I was saying before, I really, 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 really think that, you know, like I, when I interviewed Mike at uh, Washougal, I really think that uh, Mike's one of those guys, once the ball gets rolling, he, he's going to be okay. And I think, you know, with two, this is a sad thing in motocross. You could suck all year long, and you could come out and go 1-1 in the last race, and you're good as your last race. Yeah, you know that's my theory in it, and it, it sucks. I mean, the kid's in fourth. He goes out and gets two two more finishes on the box, or maybe even wins the race. He's golden. You know, he's he's the guy. He's the championship contender once again. So yeah, Mike is only going to ride as fast as he's capable of riding. You know, what I'm saying his oh, yeah, his goal this season, his his number one goal this season was to to finish the season. You know, what I'm saying to finish and make points at every race and complete the season. And uh, so far, you know, with Ten races in and two to go. I think he's he's done a very good job of that. He's gotten points in every moto of every race, and um, he's rode within his you know within his ability from the beginning to the end. Hey, is KTM giving Mike product? Like, are they, does he have a practice bike at home now, or what, what's the deal? Is he practicing during the week, or do they ha- do you guys have a bike? Because I remember um, at the beginning of the year, and it didn't come from you either. It came from the guys at KTM that they used to hold on to the bike and they would bring it back and oh. forth for him to ride. So is he, know, does he have a Motorcycle to ride. When you're dealing with when you're dealing with a new motorcycle and a prototype, they have to have a lot of control over the bike. You know what I'm saying? Because there's not a lot of you know there's not a lot of parts. There's just not a lot of anything. Understandable. For it, totally you know? understandable. And, totally. Understandable. And um, obviously, after the production run was made and uh, the motorcycles went to the dealerships, then there was more motorcycles available and more parts. And so um, to answer that is yes, we have a practice bike now, and and Mike is able to you know. Do what he wants. So you got you got what you need. You got plenty of bikes. You got parts. You could change stuff. You could do whatever you want. You guys could do a little development if you guys wanted to. I don't know if the factory will dig that, but you know you got to do what you got to do. Um, again, to answer your question, we have our own bike. We're able to ride where we need to ride. And, all right, all right, all right. I got, I got it. I got it, Tony. <laughs> yeah, you didn't good. answer. You didn't answer my fucking question either, you douchebag. But it's good. <laughs> Fuck well, it, Tony. I, mean, I don't know what you want I, me to I say. Know, I know, I know. I don't expect you to say anything, dude. I know. I didn't. Watson, expect you can't swear at the guests. Dude, you can't dude, swear. Tony at the, can swear at me. You, me you this can't guy go swear at the guests on the show, Kenny. Hey Tony, what do I? Can you hook me up? I need to get a dumpster too at this job site. Can you help me out? <laughs> yeah, I can. I can get. I can get that done for you. I believe. Yeah. That was my guy right here, dude. Hey, uh, I needed my garbage guy. Tony, we're gonna we're gonna let you go. We got a next guest coming on the, on the line. So uh, thank you for coming on, though. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking the calls. All right, and you know I gotta apologize at the beginning of this thing for sounding a little groggy. It's like you know it was like about ten forty five our time. And I was kind of I was sleeping to be honest. With you. <laughs> Sorry, man. So uh, <laughs> so the early if the early questions, you know. If I sounded a little bit like right. Macy, I was still a little. 
Okay. Well, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, try to get you on earlier next time. Hey, Tony. Right. Good luck no this problem. Weekend, but we're, we're in Florida, so we go to bed early around here. You know. So. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, man. All right. See you later. See you, Tony. Uh, Tony Lessing, that was the guest there. You want to take these calls or probably for Tony? Yeah, but yeah, let's, let's talk. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Really? Papa Mech. He's having a problem. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Yeah, it has been. I wanted to ask Tony if he could hook Watson up with a girl. If there's one girl left and the other one gets arrested, I figured he could help him out, but you, you hung up on me. Yeah, we're done with him. And uh, we're done with Watson. Or, I mean, we're just, sorry, Watson. We're done with uh, has been. You want to go to commercial and then get uh, Josh Hill on here? Or do you want to go to Josh Hill? Kenny, let's do Josh Hill. You right make now. the call. Yeah, let's do Josh. Because it is your show. Josh Hill's awesome. He's training. He's pumping chicks. It's awesome. Hill's my guy, dude. If, if people don't know, man. Hill's a good kid. He made a really bad, stupid decision to try to get upside down. Try to get Did, upside down. It didn't work out too well for him. Classic. Hill's classic. You know, as classic as my friend Terry Cook. That guy's classic. Who? My friend Terry. He's a moto head. He, we had a talk. He's going to get 15th. He got 15th at Mammoth in the Vet Intermediate. He's going to get top five. Next so, I told Josh he'll be calling at 8 o'clock. It's the mailbox belonging to. It's 8.03. Uh, it's, it's Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Chris. Hey, Chris. What's happening? Uh, not a lot. How are you? Good. Thank you for listening to the show. You got a question? Yeah, I got a question. Actually, it was for Tony, but I can ask uh, Josh a question as well. Josh, um, we don't have Josh. We don't have Josh on the line yet. You want to? You want to go right. on hold? Yeah, wait. I can wait. I can stand by. Okay, we're gonna put you on hold. Do you want to ask me, dude? Sure. On, dude. I'll, I'll make you want to ask Kenny a question? I'll make it up for you. <laughs> I don't think. Kenny, yeah, that's probably what would happen. I'll, I'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Our listeners know you already, Kenny. Oh uh, God, Chris, come on, guy. Was that Chris? Was that his name? I don't know. That hey, before so. we uh, before we get a hold, of, listen to this, Kenny. I meant to play this yet last week. Here's an intro that a listener made for us uh, for our show. Uh, we have a Swiss. Score helps us out with a lot of audio stuff, but it's cool that a listener took the time to uh, to make this. So, uh, are you ready? <laughs> Someone's going to bash me. I no, no, no. It's good. Let's listen to it. Kenny Watson and the other guy show. I have documentation. Open Max with C. Mathis as your host. The third second border sideways, and we're ready to go. Got Kenny Watson on the mic, switching all kinds of things. This is the best mode. I got my glow stick out. <laughs> what do we do, Kenny? Sit back and enjoy. What do you think? A little awesome. bass heavy. That was little bass awesome. heavy. But Dude, they uh, need to play that at the pool. They should play that like at a rave or something. Yeah, the thing was sick. All right, let's try Josh Hill again. This show comes comes apart at the seams when uh, things like this doesn't doesn't work. You know, we need yeah. to get a screener. Maybe next year, Kenny. Are you coming back to this show next year? I I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, if if you come back and we can get a sponsor, we we can get a, a screener. If we, if, you know, if we have enough money, but uh, um, I don't know. I don't think so. You're not coming back though. No. <laughs> Why not? Do I gotta get Paul? Paul's coming back. Paul told me he misses the show. Did you talk to him for real? No, but he told me he was gonna go do the show. Uh... The mailbox belonging to. Hill's not uh, not answering. Which... All right, let's do a commercial. Yeah, let's go to commercial. We'll try to figure this out. Uh, I'll you... text Hill because I have that inside line for him. Uh, I just texted him, but maybe a text from Watson will mean better, mean more. 
Thank you for listening to the Pulp and Mech Show. We'll be back uh, after this uh, brief announcement. are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business and the product has been race proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Mike Alessi, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance Eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com. Hey, Kenny, right now I want to talk about one of the sponsors, uh, the new sponsors of the Pulp MX show, a guy who's come on board recently. That would be the Racer's Edge, uh, otherwise on the web as TREMX.com, a uh, Simi Valley mail order powerhouse. And uh, you actually go back with these guys. Yeah, we go back a long ways. These are the original Racer's Edge. I mean, I go over the all over the country, and I've seen the Racer's Edge on you know people's box trucks and other stores, but this is the one and only Racer's Edge. Um, throughout the years, they've helped out riders like Kyle Lewis, Brian Deegan, Brian Swing, Billy Payne, Paul Curry, Tyler Evans, Casey Johnson, Scott Cheek, Phil Lawrence, Mike and Jeff Alessi, Kerry Hart, Ronnie Feist, Sink Mars, wow. Timmy Wiegand, and the list goes on. And the cool thing is... All it takes is a phone call or email, order something, and you're on their team. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. You had a small Simi Valley powerhouse shop that uh, stepped up and helped us out. And uh, you can check them out at TREMX.com. Remember, anything over 100 bucks is free shipping. So uh, keep that in mind as well. It's your one-stop moto shop for everything that you need. And... If you, pulp, if you type in Pulp MX Show, all caps, you will get an extra discount on your order, Kenny. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Well, hit them up. These guys will take care of you. And when they say it's going to be there, it's there. No BS. There you go. Right from Kenny Watson. Support them. TREMX.com.
You got your hair slicked back and your sunglasses on, Kenny. Uh, welcome back to the Pulp MX Show. Thank you for listening. We're still trying to locate Josh Hill and get him on the uh, on the phone. Uh, uh, Maybe he's taking a shower because it probably takes him like an He's hour in a wheelchair right now. Yeah, I know. He's yeah. jacked. Yeah, he's jacked up. Um, and also, maybe he's watching Trailer Park Boys. I know he's a big fan. I don't know what he's doing. Hey, what are the chances Sorby calls in even anyways when we get Travis Preston on or no? No I, chance. I doubt it. No. He he's he's in Miami? It? It's 11 o'clock where he's at, and he's up in the mix. Sorby. in the club. Not calling in. Uh-uh. No, definitely not. Um, what do you think of that intro, Kenny? Do you like that? I dig that. Yeah? I think it's it's cool. Should we make, the, make it the new one? I think what I'm going to have to do is download it to my iPod so I can put it in my car. <laughs> so when I had the ladies in the car, I could say, yeah, check out my show. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of Tony Alessi's interview? Tony's awesome. He's always good. He's he gets uh he, he gets a little uh overwhelmed sometimes. Check a out who's little calling overwhelmed in. sometimes. Pop MX show, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh this is Chris. I was holding a bit ago. Oh yeah, you have been trying to call back. Yeah. I left a message actually, uh, about Matt Gurkey and how like no one gives him any love and the kid's oh. like a hard worker and I don't know, I was wondering if I could shed some light on yeah, Matt Gerke did pretty well this weekend. Uh, hey, we got Josh here. Uh, Josh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Hey, it's Josh. Yeah. I left a message, actually. Uh, uh, you got Josh Hill. He's right here. Like a hard worker. I don't know. His radio's jacked up. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Davey again from Belgium. Hey, Davey from Belgium. Thanks for calling in. What's up? Well, I, I had one more question, but it wasn't really for Josh. I, I, I'm on the, in the car on the Autobahn in Germany, so I don't know who's on. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, uh, we, we have nobody on right now, just me and Kenny. Oh, that's good. Um, here's the question. We hey, how fast are you going right now? We Supercross every year from Belgium with, with some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually go to Houston to, uh, because we have some friends over there. Yeah, you've emailed me uh, a bunch of times, man. Thank you for the emails. It's uh, always interesting. Hey, uh, you know what's more up. important right now? If you look down at your speedometer and tell me how fast you're going on the Autobahn. I just stopped at a McDonald's cafe because I was hungry. Let's get something straight, dude. There's no such thing as a McDonald's cafe. There's there. Well, yeah, I've I'll always seen. I've always seen Burger Kings in Germany. Everywhere, every rest stop is a Burger King. So I don't know. I think yeah. you're lying, David. No, no, no. It's, uh, I'll send you a picture, bud. It's true. All right. What do you got for us, bud? Well, I was just curious. curious. One one year, I think two years ago, we had the this brilliant idea when we went to this uh, autograph signing uh, and dealer show to take some Belgian chocolate for James Stewart, and we gave him the Belgian chocolate. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, do you think he ate it or he, he just Hell threw no. it away right no. after the signing? Guaranteed, he did not eat it. Yeah, guaranteed, he threw it away. Let I me know. tell you a reason why I know these guys do not eat food or do anything. A lot of these guys back in the day when they went to Europe or uh, you know if you ever notice like uh, when you watch a supercross watch the opening ceremonies or when you go to an autograph session watch the guys are always wearing gloves because a couple of the guys had an incident where people spit in their hands or you know wipe their nose and then they shake the guy's hand and it's like a joke so these guys don't know you know what I mean it could be you know you could give them ex- German x lax you know what I mean or Belgium x lax yeah like I'm okay. sure your intention was would good. you guys eat it yeah, I would. I'd be all over it. Sorry. Okay, we'll, we'll bring some for you guys next time. Then. Sorry if I just gave myself away. Actually, Davey here wrote me an email. He was in Vegas, I guess a while ago now, but at some point you were in Vegas, weren't you, Davey? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this year we added three days of Vegas to our uh, Houston uh, Supercross trip. Hey, how about this, dude? How about you come and you bring your old lady and you come over to my house and make me a Belgian waffle? <laughs> I think she would have to make it because my, my version wouldn't be as good. Yeah, that's what, fine. What you should do is go to Hart and Huntington, walk in, say that you're from Belgium, and Kenny Watson said that you can have any shirts, any hats you want in that sh- in that store for free. Yeah, uh, we, we were thinking next year to, to get all like, get the same tattoo or something like that. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, you can get a cheeseburger tattoo. That's it. Yeah, yeah, good idea. All right, yeah. thanks, Davey. Davey, take care, buddy. Hey, be, thank careful. You. be careful. Be careful. But I'm going to give Josh Hill one more try, and then we're going to move on to our next guest. Uh, maybe Josh Hill just doesn't want to come on tonight. Maybe he um, has some different feelings. Um, you know, he, he was... Yeah, uh, James Stewart is really going to eat some chocolate. Yeah, Someone there's zero like, chance of that, Kenny. You called it. Yeah. I mean, Davey's a good guy and all. I'm sure he meant well. Yeah, but Stewart don't know. No, exactly. Um, uh, hopefully nobody tuned in tonight to listen to just Josh Hill. Otherwise, you may be disappointed, and you'll have to move on to another show. Who knows? Maybe he's busy. Like you said, Kenny, maybe he's, he's, stuck, in, he's stuck in the shower. Yeah, maybe. A mailbox belonging to... All right, Josh Hill, not answering the phone. He, okay, I'm going to give him a, t- a text he, uh, to tell him pretty much I would just sucks. like to say that he confirmed at 6.14 p.m. that he will be on the air at 8 o'clock. So, just just for the record, I did have some sort of follow-up to this uh, call, and actually, it's all... I have documentation. ...saved in my phone right now that I that Josh Hill said he was coming on the show. So, hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, appreciate it again. Um, we had, uh, we had good, we've had been having good numbers, Kenny, for listeners. Um, although Jenna Hayes retweeted that to her 50,000 followers that she was going to be on our show... Yeah. We had no extra listeners. We had regular listeners. That's awesome. <laughs> it is? <laughs> not really. Let's talk about you not coming back next year to the Pulp MX show. Do we have to call it the Kenny MX show? Would you come back then? No. What I, are your contractual demands? I, I, I cannot commit to something unless I can give it 100%. And I can't. I don't know if I can give it 100% next year. You don't year. know if you can give it 100%? No, because uh, Mondays they're starting a new uh, thing over at the pool. Uh-huh. And they they've been doing it, but I think we might sponsor the Mondays, and it's going to be called Recovery. Uh huh. And K Dub might it's be rehab on Sunday and Recovery on Sunday. Right. So that's that's where we're at. So we'll see what happens. Paul Pomex Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, what's going on? It's Mike. Hey, Mike. What's happening? Not much. I had a question for Kenny. Uh, okay. Kenny Kenny's not going to be here next year, so you so may as well get this out. Everyone might hey, as well is, get there. Is there any footage of uh, Gigan and Palmer boxing? No, I wish there was. I wish okay. there was. That was that was a that was a funny deal because Deegan uh, pretty much handled it because Sean was wasted. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The, you know what? But check this out. Sean's we, a bigger dude though than Deegan. Yeah, right. Deegan's not. Deegan is. You know, he lost a kidney and he, he's 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 not that big of a guy anymore. But you know what? Brian, he's trains, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right. I mean, we're pretty much too over, you know, over being fighters and all this crap. But yeah. the bottom line is, um, Palmer. Getting back to Sean Palmer, there's a documentary that's being made right now on his life story that's amazing. I've seen a teaser on it. Documentation. And I think all these people that know who Sean Palmer is and that followed his career, you know, when he was when USA Today came out and said the greatest athlete of all time, you Appar- know. Apparently, and, Soberhouse didn't want him, huh? Uh, it's not called Soberhouse. Oh. Huh. Okay. 
Okay, sorry. It's called Celebrity Rehab. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, get your facts straight before you start talking sorry. shit to me. Anyways, yeah, so that's the deal. I, I, believe me. Can't uh, wait till you're gone. We're trying, to, we're trying to set up a, a boxing match here, um, do a celebrity boxing match during the Vegas Supercross, and have like full grudge matches, like maybe Deegan and another guy. And I'd like to box you. Yeah, awesome. Coy like Coy Gibbs and right. you know, and Mitch Payton and put Coy in a wheelchair. It'll be kinda it'll be kinda oh. cool. Like Ellis Mania type of shit. It'll right. be awesome. Right on. All right. Any other questions? No, that's all. All right, thanks man. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Hey, we gotta uh, are you gonna get Jason Ellis on the show? You said you could. Before I leave I will. Before, Before you leave. Okay, all right. Pulp and Mech show, you're on the air. Who's this? How's it going? It's Nick from Bakersfield. Nick Bakersfield, what's Fucking up? Bako boy. Yeah, let's Bako yeah, boy. Crummy, crummy. All about it. <laughs> yeah, crummy. Uh, crummy said Watson knows me too well. I'm not calling into that show. Probably a good idea. <laughs> Probably a great idea. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. No, I was just calling. I was actually calling to jo- uh, talk to Josh Hill or yeah. ask him a question, but uh, wow. no Josh Hill. So no Josh Hill. But I heard I heard Watson saying that. Uh, it was a stupid mistake and everything else. So I was kind of wondering what Kenny felt on the whole deal, you know, what he really felt and his decision to go and do that. I mean, I feel I feel Josh Hill's pain. Compound fractured my leg in that same exact backyard in 2003. So been carted out of that backyard and know how it, and know how it feels. So, you know, just wanted to see what his Josh Hill's take on it was, but that's not going to happen. So right. Kenny thought, said he felt like it was a stupid mistake. So we could have. I just kind of want to hear from him. We could have Jimmy Button on if Button calls in. I mean, Button's not going to admit it anyways, though. No, I, you know, you got to understand the kid's twenty years old. Yeah. And you're going to tell him that he can't do something on a motorcycle when he's been doing it his whole life, and he sees he's around, you know, Potter and Twitch, and you know, he takes them to the track and he does their, you know, he goes out and rides and shows those guys what he can do, and they want to take him home and they're convincing him that he can do it he can do it he can do it and once he he does it he thinks that he can do it and you know i just think that if he was my rider um i would i would not even have put him in speed and style without a contract without a without yeah, a contract that's my own personal feeling it's but, easy um, to say that but but you know on the other end it's like i'll i'll use this for an example if you ever jumped off of a rock like go to a cliff dive and you're so high up and you're so scared you're at the edge i never have i get scared shitless yeah because you're a sissy but if you get up there and you're like on the edge and you're like god god i gotta do it and you right. can't do it and then you leave and then all night you're just sitting there going man i gotta do it right. i gotta do it that's the same exact way or just using it like for a normal guy like me, there's like a little double jump at a track, and you're not doing it. You're going up and hitting the brakes, and you're rolling it. You're right. rolling it. You're you're thinking, I have to do this. I have to do this. And that's probably what was going through his head. And he just oh. wanted to do it more than to do it for the contest. I think he wanted to do it for himself to do it. You know oh. what I mean? Yeah. And and no, you I, can't you can't hate the kid for that. He's a kid, and and I hope that he could come back better and stronger than ever. You know, I shot him a text right after it happened. You know, and I said, hey, you know, you're a winner, dude. You win races. Winners don't give up. You know. And yeah, no, I feel, I feel you. That's I mean, I like I said, you know, I I was carted out of that backyard, and I know that situation. I I you know felt it from those guys. I've been a you know I've acquaintances with friends of. Brian Deegan and I ended up down there and in kind of the same situation you get down there you go for something maybe you shouldn't be doing at that moment in time but it's like you want to do it for yourself but it's just a lot more on the line for him so you know I wonder where you have to make that decision when you're like you said 20 years old and you're the fa- one of the fastest yeah. guys in the world top 10 fastest guys in the world and you got to make that decision it's a lot different 
it's, you know, for somebody else. But yeah. I mean, I know that feeling. I know that feeling of you want to do it. You want to do it yeah. for yourself. Like I said, that I've been there in that in that place and, and felt that. So. This was this was Kenny's text to Josh Hill. I know everything. That's that's what he that's what he said. <laughs> hey, thanks thanks for calling in, man. Hey, hey, no problem. Hey, thanks for supporting the show. Tell Ray I said hi. Yep. Yeah, I will for sure. All right, take care. All right, thanks. Hey, Kenny, are you ready for it? Let's do it. Are you ready? So sick. Dude. I got my uh, sticks out. Uh, Pacifiers, anybody? Documentation. Paul Max with Steve Mathis as your host. The 32nd border sideways and we're ready to go. Got Kenny Watson on the mic spitting all kinds of things. This is the best mode across your in the world, don't you think? Paul Max. What do we do, Kenny? That's so awesome. And enjoy. Dude, that's so funny. Factory <laughs> Phil over and over. Hey, let's get Charles Preston on. Hey, uh, what? Did I hear that that Reed might ride Aprilia? Did you? I heard Reed on a really? red bike. The only thing with that lie, Kenny, is that it's a twin-cylinder bike. It's illegal in AMA racing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a red bike. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Because, you know, I come I'm really this. sorry to bust you like that. Hey, everybody, this is, uh, let's count down to Kenny's end of Kenny's career here. This is uh, How many more shows? I think we only got about 10 more shows left before Kenny Watson bids us to do. So this is number 10. So if anything... Going on, Kenny Moore shows and Kenny Watson. I'll, is I'll work as a consultant. You know, I'll, I'll help you get sponsors because I know you ain't gonna be able to get any without me. I don't know if, if we're gonna do this show for real. We gotta get money. We, yeah, we might go off the air. We, we can't. Might. We need money next year. Yeah, I gotta make. We gotta make something from this, don't we? Uh, something. You do. I don't because I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I do. Not you. You're done. This is Travis Preston. We're calling everybody. I don't want to do it for free. That's a lot of work. Don't, it's late there, dude. He was okay with it. He said he would wait forever for us, quote unquote. Uh, uh hello. <laughs> uh, whatever, dude. Travis Preston, you're on the air, Paul Bomek show. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is Steve Mathis, and I'm with uh, your old team manager, Kenny Watson. So there's no warm up or anything. You guys just call and we just go. We just go. We have no screener. We discussed that earlier. The gate drops, Preston, and the bullshit stops. Man, th- th- now now I'm nervous. Fast by Ferracci, baby. Um, hey, it's eleven thirty. Uh, where you're at, right? No, actually, I'm I'm in California. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. It's eight thirty. Who cares? We're not doing. We're not, you're not busy. Um, where you yeah. at in the high desert? Yes, sir. How's it to be home, buddy? Uh, it's it's good. I actually leave uh, tomorrow morning. Oh, so it's hey, not that good. Somebody in our chat room said, "Why is Preston on the show? He doesn't race anymore." And that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they didn't want you on the show, but we're Kenny and I are not going to stand for that, and we're glad you came on the show. And if well, anybody thanks. wants to call in and talk, to we had Langston on the show. He doesn't race no more. He quit. Yeah, we had it's too. And, and Josh Hill's not racing either right now. So we just yeah. got. And Tony Leslie doesn't race. Dude, Josh. Hey, the, the thing is, <laughs> we have Tra- a whole show of non-racers. Travis Preston could come out in in top ten at no problem. Hey, Preston, did you hear that Ferry retired? Uh, I thought he was already retired. Dude, that's Mathis's guy. He's trying to make a funny dude. 
Whatever, dude. Hey, if you want to call in and talk to Travis Preston about what it was like to race James Stewart and get taken out by him in the same race, 702-586-7857. Call in, and uh, you can talk to one or, of the Or you can call and talk to the guy that straight up beat James Stewart for a title. 2002 125 West champion. That's right. Travis Preston. So you guys on the message boards that want to talk shit on this guy? And Pick another guy to talk he won on. a race on a Husky, Supercross, on yep. a Husqvarna. Yep. That's simply inc- – what does that rank in all your career achievements, Preston? You know, um, I don't know if it's the win necessarily because, like, four people fell. Um, but you were faster than the whoops, dude, that night. You were faster than <laughs> the whoops. I think just the whole year, just a straight year of racing that bike, which, you know, Ferracci did build good motors, but mm-hmm. the suspension was terrible. Right. So I think just the fact that I made it a whole year was quite a, uh, a accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I mean, how much was your win bonus from Husky? It must have been huge. They must have given you guys one million dollars because they never thought you'd win on that bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your win bonus was probably like thirty grand or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't a million dollars. And a bottle of a uh, bottle of wine from. From Farachi and or, some cheese and crackers at the next. What about race. one of the free escorts uh, services from Geraldo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Preston, what are you doing nowadays? What's going on? Uh, well, actually, right now I am kind of depressed. Why? Did your wife leave I, you? I, <laughs> no, I, you know, I actually I was just kind of starting to actually miss racing a little bit. Really. Wow. Yeah. The KTM then, the KTM ruined you so much that it took you a year and a half to start missing racing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, dude, you could have came back my way a couple times, and you just shut me down. You blew it, Preston, by not signing with Watson two years ago. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I blew it a couple times, actually. <laughs> so, Hey, but Trav, uh, do you remember when it all really mattered when you signed with me? It all started. I brought Yuli uh, to you. We had the box yeah. van. You guys just doing your thing. Probably one of the funnest years you've ever had racing. Guaranteed. Now, now, Kenny, that is a straight-up fact. That year was one of the funnest years racing because you gave us a credit card and a box van, and we just went racing. Me and Sean parked wherever we wanted to park. We left the track when we wanted to leave. Dude, these guys we would pull out. out. These guys would be out of here before the 250 gate would drop for the second <laughs> moto. They were out. <laughs> they were out. They were out. If he was on the box, there was trouble. Travis would be going, man, i got to go to the podium. And Sean's like, yeah, but it's my birthday tomorrow. We're having the big party at the house. Yeah. Sean's like, all right, we got to go then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. on the show one time, Sean, I talked about the girl. Do you remember the girl that I recruited for you to clean your helmets for? Do you remember that girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he told she started driving to like this to Redbud and all these other races. Just to meet the guys. Just to just to watch that she was a helmet cleaner. It was awesome. Hey, and you know what, Kenny? You always bring that up every time I see you. <laughs> That's all I got for you, bud. I wish hey, I could no, have said I introduced you Kenny, to your wife, but Kenny, I didn't. were you at the races for these guys managing their one-bike operation? Yeah, I was there. I was there. Preston, was he there? Uh, I don't know if he was there for everyone, but I, I tell you what, if, if there was a problem, Kenny solved it. <laughs> like that's, vanilla ice. That's what, Yeah, that's what my Twitter says, making shit happen. Yep. Um... Uh, let's take some calls. The lines are lit up. Dude, we're lit up for you, TP. I want to get into some other stuff, but we got calls on hold. So, you're more famous than t- Tony Leslie tonight. Oh shit! <laughs> Popo Mexico, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Greg. Hey, Greg. Uh, what's happening? You got a question for Preston? 
Oh, hell yeah, I got a question for Preston. Oh. I always wanted to know, just straight out, how pissed was he when Stewart pulled out in front of him when he's midair in Canada and he goes over and grabs him by the helmet? Did you just want to just like just go total MMA on him right then and there? You see how pissed, pissed he was. <laughs> yeah, I... Well, you know, the thing that really pissed me off was I think that same day he landed on Ivan Tedesco and broke Ivan's hand. Yes. Yes, he did. And then so that night, you know, I I was already pissed about that. And then, you know, that night I come over the finish line and there he is doing another stupid move. So, yeah, I, I was definitely upset. Have you guys ever went to dinner after that and talked? Uh. I, I, you know what? I've talked to his dad. His dad seems really nice, um, but I've never talked to James. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole time I wrote for Cowley, right. and I've never, I've never said one word to him. Uh, did you get fined by Gallagher for that? For like t- t- touching his helmet or something? Did that? I don't. Did that happen? No, no, no. Well, just Gall- Gall- Gallagher finds like everybody. He's jerking his helmet all over the place. He just kind of reached down to get his attention. I mean, well, he what if, what if, towards him and then probably told him what he thought of Well, him. Greg, what if James had a neck injury and Travis potentially made that worse by grabbing his Fox helmet back and forth? Yeah, after he <laughs> rode everywhere and then comes to the finish line and then dramatically falls over right in front of everyone. Yeah. yeah. I, I was yeah, just curious exactly. what he's been doing. All right, Greg. Thanks, man. Uh, all right. All right, Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey. Hey. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, how are you, man? You got a question for Travis Preston? No, I'm actually sorry that Josh Hill didn't get on. That's too bad. I but I saw I saw he looked like he lost a ton of weight. Yeah, I think uh, DMXS must have uh, got him before we can. He dumped us. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to be on. But we got Travis Preston, who, I mean. Yeah, cool. I like Travis. Travis, what are you doing now that you're not racing? Uh, I'm living in North Carolina doing um, motorcycle school. Oh, that's, so, so you must be, that's got to be keeping you busy. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty good. Do you, have any, uh, do you have any thoughts of coming back and racing ever again, Travis? Are you going to come out of retirement? Uh, I would like to race uh, some amateur races, but as far as professional goes, no. You lost your number, so that would be a tough, tough comeback. Who took it? Yeah. Um, I don't well, know. nobody took it yet. Yeah. Uh, next year, somebody can take it. Yeah, we just Brayton's looking at it. Brayton's looking at it. He said that oh, that would be a cool number. So. Dude, I think you yeah. should come back with Paula or and just score some points so you can still hold on to your number. <laughs> It'd be tough to hold Eight. on for for thirty minutes. Come on. For twentieth. Yeah, John point? Dowd's forty-five years old. He just hung on for a fifteenth. Yeah, but he's probably riding. I, I haven't ridden in two months. Oh, so those motocross schools aren't going so well? <laughs> well, the schools are going so well, I, I don't have time to ride that much. Well, yeah, but you're riding during the school. Hey, TP, do, yeah. do, do you work with that kid down there, the the JGR kid that's supposed to be like the best thing since sliced bread? Cooper Webb? Oh, no, no, no. I don't work with him. How's the, how's the research and development job going with the JGR oils? Jaja oils are great. Okay. Yeah, that's what Ed told yeah. me. I got a question for you, Steve. Where, where, where did you see the crash that the Hills crash at? I saw the Josh Hills crash on uh, Don Maeda's uh, computer uh, riding at sunrise, maybe two, three weeks ago. It's going to be in the new Trans World uh, Kickstart video. Don saving it for the world, but uh, it's ugly. 
Uh, I bet it is. So it's going to be on Transworld? Yeah, it'll be on their video. You probably just spend twenty four ninety five to see the crash, but uh, it's probably worth oh. it. Um, Hill should get some royalties. It's, it's ugly. Heck yeah, he should. Yeah, I feel, I feel for the kid. I really do. But <laughs> all right, guys, I'll let you go. Thanks hey, a thanks, lot. man. We'll try to get Hill on. You can call back. Um, that guy was just really just wanted to talk to Hill, Preston. He didn't have much for you. Yeah. Um, and so are, are you guys tell me that, that Hill dissed you? Yeah, Hill was supposed to be on the show. He confirmed at 6.15 that he was ready for the call, and then he he hasn't been on. Um, he, he wasn't answering, so he he's out. Oh, that's messed up. Hey, uh, um, President, can you believe uh, Kenny Watson here? Um, I, I'm sure you don't follow the Internet. I know you don't follow the Internet, <laughs> and I know you never listen to this show or anything, but can you believe Kenny Watson and, you know, just sort of his uh, his persona and the fans he has now that he's been doing this show for, for three months? Well, yeah, I mean, because I've known Kenny for a couple years now, and right. um, as far as I'm concerned, you guys don't need to have guests on. Um, just you and Kenny, I think, is just uh, enough for the show. Dude, I think back in the day, Trav, when we were doing our thing, remember Justin, your old mechanic, that put the crank in backwards, and you're all, something's wrong with my bike. Something's wrong with my bike. And that's something I had to go get Sean for you in Supercross. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think if we had a reality TV show during that time of Triple X, would have been the hottest. That would have been the best. That, that We would have been, you wouldn't even have to worry about racing anymore. We would have so much money. Yeah. You know, Kenny, that is so true. If, if you could have filmed what me and Sean did, you know, for that whole year, the, how much fun we had, right. uh, yeah. And I think that's, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but Travis went from that little team out of a box truck, having a good time, what racing is all about, uh-huh. to the next year moving to... What, the next year he went to Factory Connection? No, he went to Husky, right? Oh, Husky. That's right, Husky. Yep. No, 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 no. Uh, I went to that D Marini team. That's oh right, yeah, right, D Marini. Right. Forgot about that. Who's your mechanic? Uh, Eddie Staub. Oh I'll god! Wow. <laughs> did Staub show up? Did, hey, did Staub show up for every race? Uh, Staub did show up for every race. Was he there every race mentally? Um, no, but he did give 100%. <laughs> he did, and that's important. I would yeah. like to, and I've, I've voted this idea out. Can you imagine making a Moto Triple X alumni t-shirt and all the names that would be on that thing? Riders awesome. and mechanics? I told I told those guys what they need to do is do a best of, the best of Moto Triple X, and go back yeah. and, and not do riding footage, maybe do a little bit with the guys, but go back and do a documentary about where they were then and what they're doing now. Right, right. And I think that would kill it. But Kurt's yeah. too busy. Kurt's too busy making like fishing videos now or something. How to catch a like a, a, a catch a whale? Dude, that is a good idea, Kenny. I'm really surprised it came from you. <laughs> well, who do you whose idea do you think was Moto Triple X in the first place? Jordan's? Yeah, I do. Jordan told me. Wasn't <laughs> yeah, Jordan didn't know anyone but how to play the drums, and I was his his connection into the scene. You think Jordan knew Travis Preston, who Travis Preston was, or who he knew Brian Deegan was, or Brian Swink, or anybody? No. no, no, I don't. Dude, Jordan was funny, huh, dude? When he would like give away CDs and stand on the bumper and like get the crowd going. That guy loved yeah. it. And Preston, he did. And Preston's just sitting there going, "What the hell did I sign up for?" But think of all like 
I mean, one year at Factory Yamaha, myself, Dave Dye, and Gothic J, all we're Factory Yamaha guys, and we all worked at Moto Triple X, which is incredible. Yeah. We all didn't get paid on time, got paid shitty, and you well, know. that wasn't my deal because no, that was that was. But I'm just saying, it's just there. and then Preston and Ferry, of course, I didn't mention him. Swink, Deegan, help me out, Phil Lawrence, what Paul about Curry, Paul Curry, no. Mike Metzger, the bank robber. The bank robber, James Eichel. <laughs> He's in jail, right? Yeah. Oh, man. He's in jail for bank robbery. He, this is how smart he was. He went and robbed the bank in his hometown where he grew up going to the supermarket. <laughs> and the bank was in the supermarket, the supermarket that he got his groceries from, you know, once a week. He thought he had a great idea that he was going to go rob that bank at the grocery store. Like, no one's going to know who he was. Oh, that's not good. Uh, 702-586-7857. If you want to call in and talk to Travis Preston about his many, many, many race accomplishments. Uh, Travis, do you wish you would have worked harder when you were on Chaparral Yamaha? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> now, now, why would you bring that up? I mean, you just kind of went straight. Uh, well, I was trying to – I got your careers down on paper here, and we already talked about Husky. Uh, okay. we, we talked Husky. We talked Factory Connection. Kind of want to go through your, your, your deal here. Um, yeah. Let's take a call. Papa Mexico, you're on the air. Who's this? This has been. Has been. Hey, what Travis. Time? Yes. Hey, were you were you down at JGR when uh, when Jason Lawrence was down there uh, when it, with his uh, riding situation a couple months ago? Yes, I was. Yeah. How, so how did that, is, how did that is, go? Is Julie the voice of reason there? Is he is he the calm one now, or what? What, what was going on there with that? You know, I, I was actually I, I never met the guy. I never talked to him until I saw him uh, at the track and at the shop. And to me, he was he looked totally normal, nice. Um, he seemed like a really funny guy. I think he is pretty and then, funny. Yeah, yeah, and then right. and then and then like I would watch him ride at the track, and I thought he was riding really good. He was putting in motos, and he seemed to be doing good. Well, what happened? Why did he get sent home? Did it go up in smoke? Uh, you know, I actually that's that's kind of right when I left to go to uh, a couple races. So I don't know the whole story on that. But yeah, something went down that they weren't happy with. I just don't know exactly what. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm a uh, I'm Jersey local guy. I'm, you know. Hey, uh, how much do you miss that uh, Farachi's test track over by the turnpike exit there? Oh, that track was terrible. No wonder your suspension never worked. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know why? Because that track had no bumps on it. Yeah, no kidding. This is, so the testing went well. The testing went great. Bikes worked fantastic. They were yeah, great on the quarter, quarter mile track, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The motor ran good, and the, and the track had no bumps. The bike was great. All right. Thanks, Hasman. All right. Take care. Hey, uh, Travis, that's our caller, uh, regular caller. He's called, a, in, he's called in four times tonight. Let me correct you. Five. <laughs> five times tonight. It's the only guy that ever calls. Yeah, he, he calls. He'll probably call back again. We love Hasman, though. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of show that we run around here. Hey, a couple times we've uh, we've got some cold calls from uh, from a guy named Eric Sorby who used to race, and yes. he's mentioned on the air that uh, you know when are we going to have Travis Preston on? He would like to talk to Travis Preston, um, and, and you know we we maybe I'm not going to say we didn't try to line that up tonight. But, hey, Trav, who 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 are you more mad at, Stewart in Canada or? Uh, Sorby, in where were you in Dallas or Houston? Atlanta, I think. No, was uh, it? Where was that yeah, race? Uh, Atlanta, oh eight. Who were you more mad at after the race? Sorby, for sure. 
Really? Did you want to yeah. kill? Did, that was, that was, I was, did you want to go after him and kill him? Yeah. See, that's my problem. Like, I get so mad, Watson. Like, I think I could kill him. And, <laughs> I know that. Like, I like I really got nervous. You know, because right. I don't get mad, and then it kind of all builds up. And I was pretty mad that night, but you know, I'm fine now. Um. I know I forgot to tell you this, but last time we did a podcast together, you mentioned Sorby and called him a potato. Um, you oh, I did. You compared him to a potato, and uh, that didn't go over well. Uh, I, it didn't. No. I call. I, I love Sorby. I mean, I love you too. But I, I called Sorby a baked potato. He got mad. <laughs> you know, actually, after watching him on Bubba's show, I'm actually kind of a fan now. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, as as long as I don't have to race them, I'm fine with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys could hang now, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that whole skit was pretty funny. How they did it with when they were hiring the intern, when he had them all in the jacuzzi and stuff. That I, I got a kick out of that. But that, that's yeah, sure, it's made for TV, and they do a good job at it for sure. Yeah, and you know he comes up with some weird stuff, and uh, you know he's definitely a. Uh, Entertaining to watch. There's another Triple X alumni too, Eric Sorby. Uh, hey, um, Watson's been on the show busting you and Yulikowski, you know, when you're not listening, of course. So give us a Watson memory. Give me your best Watson story that would maybe make him blush or would make him look like an idiot. Um, he probably doesn't have one because I was professional back then. <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, the only thing that disappointed me about Watson was Utopia. Oh, did he f you over? No, it's you know he left to go to something better, and then I ended up not getting paid. Kenny, by Utopia. Kenny. So how's that my fault? <laughs> you got paid the first year though really well. You know what? Actually, I did, and then I ended up taking the court, and actually just got paid like six months ago. Oh, nice. You know what? That's yeah. very rare for a rider to take somebody to court because in our industry, that happens more than a fair share, and the riders just go, ah, fuck it, forget it. Well, actually, uh, I tried to get in contact with Langston because I know they owed him money, and he didn't want to do it. And uh, so I just did it myself. I mean, it took a while, but I finally got all my money. Right, yeah. yeah just to let you know, dude, I, I told you that I was leaving. I said, this is a sinking ship. They're not doing <laughs> what I want to do. They're screwing over my people, and, I can, and I'm about to get screwed over, too. So at this point in time, I'm done bailing water. Buckets are cracked. I gotta go. Is that exactly what you said? I'm done bailing water. <laughs> pretty much. I pretty much said I gotta go. I think every work. man for himself. And and I go. I, I really hope you know. And he, dude, his lawyer called me. Your your guy called me, and I told him go do what you gotta do because I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I apologize. Yeah. I apologize for that. But at least we had one good year together, bud. Yeah, we did. I know, Watson, the, the guys at Utopia are like, why are you dishing out these deals to Ivan Tedesco and Travis Preston? Are, are they going to win next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to win two fifty Supercrosses. Yeah, they were stoked because, I, I mean, I had a pretty strong team. I had uh, Travis, uh -huh. I had Ivan, and I had uh, Nathan. And yeah, Nathan, that's right. Nathan, Nathan was... Was Nathan, Nathan a KTM then? Yeah, Nathan yeah. was winning races. And, you know, this is the deal. We had sample straps, and I had to take silicone and silicone the straps so they wouldn't slide down the helmet. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the good ones are coming. Well, yeah. still City, I had to explain, well, maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Hey, uh, um, I, not to 
I mean, I brought up the Chaparral question, and that was obviously a, a home run. But how how much do you regret getting? I mean. I guess that's a dumb question. But, man, you came out of that year, that Supercross season, with a couple of thirds, and then you went and got hurt. Um, is that a turning point in your career? Was that one of the one of the things you wish you could do over? Uh, I don't know what year you're talking about. I don't know either. 07? Factory Connection? 07, no, there was no turning point as far as riding goes. That, that was the best I was. Um, as far as in shape and training, and I felt good. I, I, I loved my bike. It was um, a bunch of bad kind of decisions on my part as far as teams and then, you know, Factory Connection telling me that they have a spot for me and then waiting and waiting and waiting and then them losing a sponsor and then, you know, I yeah. had no ride. Yeah, and then you were forced to go to KTM. Yeah, and then there was no ride for 08. And then actually in 08, I had another opportunity in 09 to ride for that Moto Concepts team. Oh, you did? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, I, I flew up there, met with that guy, and that guy was telling me, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to have a semi and all this. And I'm thinking, you know, it, it, I, I just, you know, you hear people talking and, yeah. you know, no one, no one ever actually does it. And I got to <laughs> say, this guy, the Moto Concepts guy, actually did it. Yeah, and you were like, whatever, clown, later. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the guy wanted to sign me for two years. So, you know, I, oh. you know, I, I, I missed that deal, too. Preston, what are you doing? Kenny, yeah. Kenny, were you his agent? Were you advising him back then? No, I was talking to him, too. He told me the same thing. I don't want to ride for a first-year team. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. I got this right. deal. But, uh, hey, at the end of the day, Travis Preston and Kenny Watson were still friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think he would have agreed to do this show if if, if you guys weren't friends. Yeah, he might have. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Preston, what do you want to what do you want to plug while you're here about your motocross schools or websites or anything? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I have a website, Travis Preston MX. Okay. Um, I have all my my school inf information there. Um, if they want to sign up for anything. Do you travel? They can to, go to that. Do you, do you travel? Yeah. So yeah. You, you yep. Traveling motocross school. Are you doing any in New Jersey? Uh, actually, I am going to go to New Jersey before English Town. Oh man! Wow, that sounds yep. like a good time right there. Where are you yep. staying? Are you staying at Queenie's? Uh, I'll probably stay at Death House. Yeah, that's a good time right there. Um, <laughs> hey, how 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 great are those guys at JGR? How much do you talk to them? How much do you deal with them? Um, they're good good people out there, and that except for Coy, everybody else is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny how I start going in there once a week. Uh -huh. um, to kind of to help them out with some things, and it's pretty funny when you get into the shop and spend you know eight hours with those guys, every, you know, uh -huh. all day. It's uh, it's, it's pretty interesting all the stuff they start talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know they have this show. They play this show every now and then, and some podcast shows, and talk mad shit on on whoever's on the phone. So they're probably gonna do that with us right now. Exactly. Yeah, this show will be playing through the shop tomorrow. Right, right. Well, hey, Preston, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Okay. It's, yeah, not a problem. It was cool to uh, to get people to hear what you're up to these days and make sure everybody knows you're still alive and you're well, teaching motocross yeah. skills. Hey, whatever happened to the dream of being a cop? Uh, actually, I was doing that for quite a while, and then when I was in North Carolina, like probably two months ago, they called me to come back and do another inter uh, interview, but I was just too busy doing the school. Dude, that would have been classic if you got 
to be a, a, Cal, a California Highway Patrol and you pulled up on Eric Sorby? <laughs> and you seen him? Oh, hey, watch what do I, 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 I'd go by the test tracks and I'd pull over riders, I'd pull over team managers and mechanics all day. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. What about Fat Kid? Just, you just roused him on. Oh, Fat Kid would have a taillight, a taillight problem. Frankie would be that bad uh, cop with breaking out the lens. <laughs> you, got a, hey. you got a broken line here. <laughs> hey, Fat Kid would be getting towed going to jail for sure. <laughs> hey, do you keep in contact with Frank? Yeah, I just talked to him last week. Yeah. Good, yeah. good dude. Yeah. He was finally at the races this week because Burner was back. Yeah, so. he was because I talked to Ivan and I'm like, because uh, Ivan came up here two weeks ago and we went to see a concert uh-huh. and uh, I'm all bring Frankie. He's like, oh, he has to go to the race. And I'm like, what do you mean? He told me when you started riding, he's your guy. Yeah. He goes, oh well, I was wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, Frankie was talking about Honda in the morning of the on Friday, and he was like. That place makes you crazy. It's good to have all those parts, and everybody over there is cool, but you start to go crazy. You go crazy when you're over there. I'm cool over here. I was crazy when I was there. <laughs> I don't know what he meant. I have no idea. You know what he meant, Trav. <laughs> hey, before we go, let's take this call. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Justin from Georgia. Justin from Georgia. Uh, what's going on, man? Thank you for listening. Do you got a question, or do you want to say anything to Kenny before he leaves for the, forever? You can probably give, uh, you can give a shit. Well, right now I got something for Travis. No, he's got nothing go. for Kenny. What do you got? I, I want to know how uh, Bunny the Donkey's doing. Oh, you know what? That's a good question. I actually just fed her about two hours ago, and she's doing great. So you guys are still taking care of her, even though you're out in uh, North Carolina? Yeah, uh, we actually have her boarded at, at a friend's house, and then my wife's back in California now, so so my wife's taking care of her. Sweet, got 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 to take care of those that take care of you. There hey, you let go. me ask you a question, dude. <laughs> you didn't have a question for me. You rather ask Travis Preston about his donkey than talk to me. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel well, really I hear, good. I hear I hear you on the show every week, so you yeah. know we're getting your stories. Right, so you just gotta get something for Travis. I like the donkey question. I was gonna ask it, but Preston and I spoke about talking about this donkey, and I was told <laughs> to refrain from you speaking about it. So I really wanted to ask it. So thank you, caller, for asking him because I was worried. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Yeah, you, you didn't like me talking about Bunny each and every week in uh, my column. And I don't think you really like those pants that they made up for you that said doing it for Bunny. Well, you know, it's it's okay if you do it every now and then. But if you just do it over and over, it just, you know, you kind of wear it out. Good point, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of tricks, though, in my in my. Now, huh? You you uh, said something about Kenny leaving. Where where where's Kenny going? Well, the Kenny said earlier he broke the news maybe an hour ago that he's not doing this show next year. He's too busy, and uh, so we're gonna have we have now. And being how this is the end of the year, you know we maybe have maybe ten shows left, fifteen shows left. So it's basically a Kenny countdown to farewell. Oh, that's disappointing, Kenny. Yeah, you know what's even more disappointing is, like, people in the motocross chat rooms don't get it. Like, they don't really know that, like, they really don't think that I know who Cooper Webb is. Like, I, I just play, who's that guy? Just to play, like, that part. Right. I mean, that's like, you know, being a baseball player, not who, who Robert, Roger Clemens Kenny, this show has been the most successful thing you've ever done in your life. True. <laughs> Okay. But if you if you follow my path, anytime success starts coming my way, yeah. I screw it up. 
So before I screw this up, I'd rather just bounce. Yeah, I know. I saw what you did with Swink. Swink's career. <laughs> well, I, I kind of helped Travis. Metzger. Curry. Yeah, yep. Those, those guys. Utopia. Eichel. Dude, let's get something straight. Eichel dude. went to robbing banks. He, Kenny fucked him up so much. Hey, let me get something straight. I had nothing to do with Utopia. I was an employee there. It was my idea to start the goggle thing with my with a partner, Jim Hartman. I did, had nothing to do with paying money. I was a salary guy. I seen it coming. They used me. So people say that I burn people. I haven't burned anybody. I've been in this industry. Uh, You're burning for, the show at the end of the year for a couple of years. And I'm not. You could say you hate me. I'm an idiot. I'm I a, hate you. That's fine. But I don't burn people. I'm a man of my word, and I live up to it. And if you don't like it, you know what I'm going to say, people. Suck it. For all of us here at News Center 4. Hey, Trav, do you want to hear our new intro? You stay classy, San Diego. Yeah. Listen to this. Listen to this. Uh, uh, we got this sent in to us. You ready? Yeah, you ready I'm ready. To, you ready to get your ears fucking blown off? Are you Listen ready to, to get your glow sticks out? Do it. Huh? Kenny Watson and the other guy show. Documentation. Paul Max with C-Mac, this as your host. Oh, there you go. Second border sideways, are we ready to go? Got Kenny Watson on the mic, switching all kinds of things. Hey, how's that? I'm not surprised we're with that new sound effect. Kenny still wants to leave. Documentation. You're surprised that he wants to leave? I know. Somebody made the effort to make that. You guys are getting everything together with that. Dude, how is that, TP? <laughs> exactly. Remember those after parties we used to go to? I remember flashbacks. With grocers parties? Grocers. <laughs> Where you could party yeah. party with the Supercross stars? Yeah, party with Jamie oh, Grosser, the that. guy that didn't even make the night show. Well, he had lots of time to get set up Yeah, because he, he yeah. didn't make it out of practice. I think one time he beat Travis. Hey, I made fun of Grosser in a column once, and he wrote me a very Watson. nasty email. He's never beat he you. Yeah, he's never made the main. So uh, there's no He's way never made the night show unless there was only uh, 30 guys there. <laughs> hey, Preston, are you going to be in Steel City this weekend? Uh, no. Are you going to be in Paula? They're doing a farewell lap of champions for Ferry. So. Oh, really? Yeah, to honor him and his career. So just FYI, maybe you can get a flight out. Now, did, did did you have to call somebody to set that up for him? Uh, no, no, they actually contacted him. I didn't get that. You didn't get that memo, dude. You didn't get the lap of champions either. That's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no one told me nothing. Uh, actually, talking to Ferry this weekend, he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. No one has contacted me. They put out a press release. I don't know if they're paying for my flight. I guess I'm paying my own flight there to be honored. I'm not sure. Dude, he should bust out the old UFO gear. Yeah. And do that. Yeah. Okay, no one paying him. And he should put the Scott boots on. He won't put those boots on. <laughs> uh, hey, Watson, real, real quick, how long have you been in the motorcycle industry? I've been in the motorcycle industry for 14 years. Wow. It's pretty long, huh? I, yeah. I remember the first time I met you or had anything to do with you, I was at Loretta Lynn's, and you were with, uh, you came over for Grandpa Riley's pancakes. That old man loved you. Oh, Dave, that guy was nice. That Payne family, too, was Bill and shit. They were real nice people. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, uh, Shailene and I were uh, dating there for a little bit. She moved out to Vegas, and she was living with me for about six months. And then she cheated on him. And then things – she didn't – I don't know if you call it cheating, but – She said she, she shacked up with a BMX guy in his basement. Well, that was her ex-boyfriend. Then she came in here, and she wasn't sure, and she went back and never came back. But, uh, yeah, I was around, man. Uh, 
I was around. I've been around that family for quite a bit, and the the whole deal is that uh, that that grandpa man. He dude, they they open their doors up to anyone. Anybody. Yeah. But I remember he yep. used to love you. He used to tell, tell Billy Boy, go get Travis. We're going to eat the pancakes. <laughs> hey, this is. Yeah, he this, was a nice guy. This is Kenny on the show a while back talking about uh, his, uh, his, his long lost love. Please come home. I miss you. That was Kenny on was, the show. That was me telling Shailene to come back. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and, then, and then she was shacked up. Hey, he, he came to my house and he drove her truck. And she has MX Chick license plates. And, uh, and, and then he was parked outside, and then he had, so he was driving a truck that said MX Chick. That was awesome. Travis probably wow. seen those license plates. Remember that yellow truck that she used to have? Oh, I do remember that Chevy, that yeah. lifted yellow Chevy. And it had those plates, MX Chick. She still has it on there, dude. Wow. Um, yeah, so anyway, so that was, that, was, that was a real sad part of our show. Kenny was despondent. He couldn't speak much. Wow. Um, all right, Preston, we're going to let you go. Okay, thanks for calling. Trav, wish you the best of luck with everything, bud. If you, yeah. need, if you need anything on my side, you know where to get a hold of me. Hey, right, I was going to say, I appreciate it. If, if you guys ever come out to Vegas, let me know. We'll take care of you guys. Cabana, Cabana 34. Because I, know, I, right, I, know, what a, I know what a party situation you and your lady, how raging you guys do it. Yeah, they do it. I heard. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're crazy. Yeah, psycho. Leave the donkey at home, though. All right. Thanks, bud. All right, Trav. Take care, Okay, guys. Bye. Travis Preston, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Good guy. Glad to have him on the show. Uh, He'll never listen to himself or look on the Internet ever. Um, He told me one time that uh, he just just never looks at the Internet, Kenny. He doesn't care about the sport that way. You know what? The only time I ever look at the Internet is when I'm over here looking at the board. Well, people just bash me, dude. I love it. What kind of bike does Scuba Web ride? Honda. Good job. What did Kevin Windham get at Southwick? Fifth. So I would say to all those people, they can suck it because you've come through for flying it's, colors. Hey, you know what? The thing is... Hey, we can call Hill. He texts me, but we're already at three-hour mark. Let's call Hill. Let's call Hill. Okay, we're going to skip Kenny's Corner and yeah, skip, skip, Kenny's corner skip and X-Brand that. goggle tear-off? Yeah. It's all bullshit? Let's call Hill, yeah. Well, the X-Brand tear-off now, but Kenny's Corner is kind of lame. <laughs> I'm over it. You don't want to do it anymore? Well, Dude, I'm getting ready. I'm ready. You, you always say you're going to run out of stories. I will never run out of stories. Um, well, Kenny, your, it's your farewell shows coming up. We should probably do a whole bunch to get, to get you know. Did you hear what he said? He goes, I dropped my phone. I was eating dinner. Yeah. Sorry I didn't hear it. Yeah. Didn't mean to fuck you. Hello? Josh Hill. You guys still doing TV? No. Or uh, radio, I mean. Yeah, we're still doing hey, Hill, radio. Hill, Hill. Check, check. This is this is good. This is our new intro, bro. You got to hear it. Are you ready for this? You're gonna dig it. It reminded yep. me of your intro for Supercross. Yeah. This is what we got for All our right. show. Check it out. Check it out, kid. Kenny Watson and the other guy show. I have documentation. Paul Max with C. Mathis as your host. The third second border sideways and we're ready to go. Got Kenny Watson on the mic switching all kinds of things. This is the best mode across show in the world, don't you think? Paul Max. I have documentation. Come to your life from the greatest strip. What do we do, Kenny? <laughs> Sit back and enjoy. What do you think, Hill? So you guys are for real now. Well, yeah, somebody <laughs> made us an intro. I Hill, mean, Hill, I hey, you, guys you, were, gonna, you guys are for real now. I thought you were going to say, oh, that was sick. 
<laughs> we have glow sick like hey, I want to throw up. Kenny has a pacifier in and I have my glow sticks out right now. <laughs> That's what's going on right now. Hey, yeah. thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. We had some calls for you, um, but but you weren't around earlier, and you apologize for that, of course. Um, yeah, so if people want to uh, just got up to eat eat dinner, and like I'm in this beanbag thing, so it's really comfortable. My <laughs> so I know it falls out of my pocket, and I got this. I don't know. I just totally forgot. So yeah, well, if people want to call back in for Hill. 702-586-7857. We're going to go long tonight on the show just to, to talk to Josh Hill. Um, so you should feel very honored. We're going to top the three-hour mark for the first time ever. Um, Kenny's actually going to be leaving the show soon. He announced it tonight. He's on a farewell tour, uh, final ten shows or so. So uh, How come? Uh, I don't know. I, he said we weren't paying him enough, or start I don't know. I'm starting my own show, bud. He's going to start his own show. Uh, yeah, that one will kill yours. Yeah, well, the fu- it'll kill mine if he ever figures out how to work the computer to get on live the first time. <laughs> but that I, I have my odds against that. Hey, uh, we all know what happened. Uh, terrible crash for you practicing for the X Games. Uh, long road ahead of you. How's it going? How's your spirits? How's the recovery coming? Well, actually, it's not that bad. I mean, like, I've got, like, a bunch of nerve pain because I did some nerve damage, but, like, I'm actually allowed to, like, I'm, I could, like, I'm going to start walking probably in the next couple of days. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. they, like, hobbling because, like, I have, like, this one foot that's not moving, but I can still put pressure on it, and I might be able to walk on it. So it's just, like, I just got to start getting movement and stuff back in this one foot, and uh, a couple of, couple, like, little things worked out in therapy but i should be i mean like it's looking really good for me oh it's cool not that bad it's not like i don't know like i kind of like read some larry brooks or like i'm like maybe not gonna walk again or some shit like that but i think it'll be good like i think i mean right. you know, like i mean like there's a chance i might have a hard time mm-hmm. like but, i mean i'll be able to like walk and like get around but there may be like a chance that my foot isn't very like doesn't really get a whole lot of movement back in it. Like so that's that's you, like that's you gonna the have like thing a, I have going on. Are you gonna have like a Gosler like foot? Like a Justin Homan thing. Oh really? So maybe I'll just have to get better backflips and be freestyle like Justin Homan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so so but that that's that's worst case scenario. Like things are looking like pretty yeah. good. I mean like it's looking good for me to I mean I mean like I'm thinking worst case for me I might have to miss like worst case I might have to miss supercross is like my thing yeah yeah like that's yeah. worst case scenario right right I worst think case. I like but, I, but I'm guessing by I mean if I'm not on a bike by January I would be completely surprised oh cool good yeah that does I mean, go against I mean I think I'll be yeah. I mean it's just whether or not I'll, like I, I need to be on a bike by October yeah to be in you know that I mean that's that's what I need to be on a bike. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. How's how's uh, be on a bike? How's your negotiations you know, going, dude? You got some teams still talking to you? Are people still like? Yeah, I haven't I haven't really talked to anybody because I've just been so like you know I just want to make sure I can ride again before I start talking. You know before I'm like right. You know before I'm getting serious into it. I mean if if people are wanting to talk to me, I mean I know I'll be able to, but it's just a, a matter of when. I don't want to start selling myself extremely hard on supercross until i'm walking again you know mm-hmm. uh you know, cause it's all nerve pain so the nerve pain i mean i think i'll be i think i'll be racing supercross i mean that's that's my thinking right now so um, i think i'll be it, it's just it's just like i could be good tomorrow i could be walking fine in the next month or in the next 
week. You know, I could, it doesn't matter. Or next two months or next week. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it's just kind of a, it's just nerve pain. Right. Whatever these nerves decide to like turn back on fully, and I'll be good. Um, what do you remember from your crash? Do you do you? Uh, I remember the whole thing. The whole I thing? Didn't get knocked Dude, out or anything. how much did it hurt? I did it. Uh, I was in so much shock. Oh, I mean, I like bet. it was pretty gnarly, though. I mean, I. Uh, hey, did like, you talk to God that day? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh God, Dude, I, uh, that was it. Was gnarly, like I. I so I like practiced flips in the foam pit all day. Got them. Felt like I was dialed. Like I felt like I was dialed the day before that. And then got, I landed the first one. I over jumped the jump a little bit, and I think I was just had way too much stuff on my mind after I landed the second one. Like how I was going to do it. I just kind of bonered out and pulled back too early. Well, honestly, know? yeah, honestly, I saw the crash, um, and uh, I, I thought, I mean, it's so easy to be like second guess it, you know what I mean? But it looked yeah. to me like you bailed too early. Like you still might have had that thing, you know? No, nah, I'm pretty sure I would have ended really hard, and, it, and yeah. uh, it, I was kind of over jumping it, and the mm-hmm. ground there is super hard, and I wasn't feeling like endoing it at the bottom of the ramp. You right, know? right, okay, all right, just yeah. Getting impaled by my bike too, that would have sucked. Yeah, I mean, six on one, half dozen on the other. Yeah, stay, yeah, stay on. I, I really get, don't think yeah. I would run that thing around. Like, I really don't think so. Okay, it, right. it, like the feeling it had, because like it's only going to slow the rotation from that point. Because I messed up, I pulled back too early. Like you have to pull back, like right as you're taking off, and just get that thing just to like. I don't know. It just spins it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. Like it's a, it's a different feeling. Like you have to do it. The first time you do it, you feel it. Like like you can't pull back until you're like coming off the ramp. And I just I just jump. I don't know. I just had way too much stuff. I think I just like I should have really just watched some more video, relaxed and right and calmed down some more before I did the next one. I think. Yeah. How soon after your first one did it you pretty, do? It was probably only like five ten minutes after my first one that I went for my second. Oh okay. I think I really needed to just calm down and take a look at video and stuff before I went for the next. But, you know, it's just... Right. Hey, Josh, check it out. I was like... some Someone called in earlier when we were supposed to have you, and they asked me, like, what what I thought of you doing that. Well, you, know, what, what, you know, what were you thinking? Like, what did I think you were thinking? And the best way that I could describe it was, you know, like me going to, a, like, a local track and wanting to jump this double jump that I had never jumped before. And I, I go up to it, and I skid up to it, and I don't jump it. Or I go to, like, a, a cliff that I want to jump off this rock, and I go and I stand on the edge and I'm like, fuck, I got to do this. I got to do it. And then I leave and I don't do it and I go home and it's just eating at me. I go, I don't think it was more anything that he just wanted to do it. It was like a a goal that he wanted to do. That's something... It's he's, he's a competitor. He wants to do something, and he's gonna, you know. That's it. Does it's not about getting prepared to go do, you know. I, I, you know, I personally don't think if it was speed and style, if you weren't even gonna do speed and style, if you were gonna do a backflip, you were gonna try to do a backflip no matter what. At some certain. Well, that time. was that was my whole thing. Like I wanted to do a backflip, not knowing if I was gonna get a backflip at seventy-five feet. Like I was like I went into it. So I'm gonna go backflip and. You know, if I can only get a backflip off a super kicker, at least I, you know, at least I gave it, at least I tried, and I knew in my mind if I can do a backflip or not. Exactly. And uh, that was my thing. Like I just really wanted to do, wanted to learn it. And like X Games was getting close, and I had my flips pretty like into the foam pit. I felt confident. Like I didn't even think about like I mean I obviously thought way before I started thinking about a backflip. You know, yeah, I thought yeah. about the consequences. You know, you know the consequences of a backflip when you're. Yeah. You know, ten. You know, when you're when I'm when I was 13 years old, and I watched Metzger do the, that gnarly one at X Games. 
You know, like I've known the consequences of a backflip. You know, it's just something I wanted to do. Yeah, and, uh, but so, you know, I felt so conf- you know confident on it that I didn't even think I was really going to crash. Like, and, that, and, and that, especially the way I crashed, like that wasn't how I. I mean, I way would have thought I would have, you know. My foot would have came off or something, you know, on the landing, got a little sketchy or something. Like, not like, I really thought I had it dialed. And I did so many perfect ones into the foam pit. Yeah, I think Kenny really captured it there. You're just, you're a pro racer who, I mean, this may sound corny, but it's true. You put your life on the line every Saturday night, racing, doing incredible things. And like Kenny said, you just were like, yeah, a backflip, I can do it. You know what I mean? Well, uh, that's that's really that easy. Did you ever talk to? Well, and have, and you guys got to realize, like, and too, like I did so many into a foam pit, and you got to think about it, like yeah, there, a foam pit, it, you're hitting the exact same ramp, mm-hmm. and you like, do it so many times into it that like, like like how many? You know, it's basically like okay, well, I'm gonna get rid of this foam pit, and I'm gonna put a dirt landing here, and I'm gonna do the exact same thing. Right? Like how many did you do into a foam pit? Like are we talking? A I dump? did like twenty. I mean, oh, I okay. did, yeah, yeah. probably did like fifty total flips into the foam pit from like the super kicker. And stuff, or, and sometimes yeah, it's maybe easier. a little less than that, but like right. that's about how many flips I did. You know, like I felt pretty confident. Right. Like, sometimes it wasn't it's like I just winged it and decided, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, told told my team, hey guys, it's not, you know, I'm, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you know, wrote a will or anything. Like I, I just really thought I had this dial. Yeah. Sometimes it's you easier know, flipping into a foam pit than it is. I mean, it's easier flipping into the dirt than it is a foam pit because you get a pretty good. You know, you get racked pretty good jumping into those things sometimes. Into a foam pit? Oh, yeah. It, it sucks jumping into foam pits. Like, you get, like I blew out my nose one time jumping into uh, jumping into one, just jumping into it straight at 70 feet. Warming up, I, like, blew my, like, just smashed my face in the bars. Like, <laughs> it's just, just imagine, like, you just, if you frame a really soft jump is all it really feels like. Like, that's the feeling you get. Like, that's as soft as it is. Not like it's not like super cushy like you think like you're jumping into just you know right. a bunch of marshmallows and you feel all happy like it doesn't feel like that. Let's uh, let's take a call here for you, uh, Hilly. Pulp and Mech Show, you're on the air with Josh Hill. Who's uh, this? Not like super cushy. Pete. Hey Pete, turn your radio down a little bit, Pete, or your computer. Computer down. With that. Turn the machine down. Yeah, I just shut it off. Sorry about that. Oh no problem. You got a question for Hill? I do. I hope you're getting better, Hill. I've uh, been watching your updates and whatnot. I just want to know, was, was your team upset with you for trying to do that? Like, I know Larry Brooks was upset with, with Bubba trying to do that, and he stopped them. And, you know, w- were they upset that you had tried to attempt something like that, being under contract and all your other obligations? I mean, Larry wasn't, like, overexcited that I was doing a backflip, but he knew I was doing it, and he wasn't, like, he didn't stop me. I mean, yeah. I mean, he knew, he knew I was jumping into foam pits. You know, I actually didn't yeah. tell him. I didn't even I didn't tell him for sure I was going to jump the dirt because the day I jumped the dirt, I really didn't know. I was just, you know, I went out there, and there was a foam pit, and I, I kind of just started feeling it, and I was like, you know, this is time to do it to dirt. I felt really confident, and my first flip was perfect. You know, it kind of had like a mind. Hey, where were you at earlier in the day? Were you, hey, Josh, were you at like, were you at a practice track or something? Because I think, I mean, maybe it was Ivan told me that, or someone told me that you were at the track and you go, hey, I'm going to leave right now. I'm going to go flip to dirt. 
Well, yeah, that was uh, I. I ride every morning. I was riding Supercross every morning, getting ready for X Games, and then I go try to find a place to ride a freestyle. At so night. you talked to Ivan? So, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I, I, I talked to Ivan. I was all, well, dude. I'm gonna. I, I was telling him all, I've done so many to the foam pit. I think today I might try to go to dirt if I'm feeling good in the foam pit. Yeah, oh, and right. I was all. And I, it was funny because I drove out of there, and I remember telling Ivan and uh, Johnny O'Mara, I was all, I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I was all because I was gonna come back and ride them all. Hopefully, like joking around like right, uh, right. <laughs> like you know hey, oh, this man. happens pete thanks for the question man <laughs> yeah hey hope you get better uh, better quick thanks man i really appreciate it all right we got another question here Pulp MX show you're on the air with josh hill who's this hello that might have been Brooks calling. I'm not sure. Hey Josh, you got a lot of uh, a lot of your fans and people supporting you on your you know recovery and stuff. Yeah, I got quite a few. I mean, I mean, people are calling me all the time, and you know, I mean, mainly just you know, you have to really look for outside you know support when you got like your friends. And I think my mom came to, after Loretta's. My mom came, and she's been hanging out with me. That's and awesome. uh, my girlfriend Randy's been with me actually every like she stayed every single night in the hospital with me while I was like. You know, just, I mean, it was yeah, pretty just, cool. Just jacked so, I mean, I've had, like, I've had quite a bit of support. You know, I, I haven't even really had to go on the Internet to feel to feel all warm and fuzzy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to stay off there anyways. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you never know. But, no, I mean, I, I mean, I see a lot of stuff, like, on Twitter and Facebook. People are writing me and, you know, make, you know just telling me get well and they're praying for me and stuff all the time. And, right. And it definitely makes you feel better. But Well, yeah. I'll let you know from my end, buddy. I, I'm a... I'm a believer, and I know that you're 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 young, and you know you you can't take the enthusiasm away from you that you wanted to go do something and you tried it. But you know what? Like I told you on the text I sent you, dude, you're you win races, dude. You're a winner. You know how to win, and winners know how to overcome you know injuries, and that's what builds you know builds champions, man. People, you know, that's what separates the the winners from the losers, and you're a winner, so I know you can do this, man. Just just stay strong. <laughs> I mean, I basically the way I think about it is, it's I just dug myself a little bit of a hole. It, it's like you know, I, I I did a backflip because I wanted to do a backflip personally, and you know, I think it's just going to be a you know, I'm hoping it's just a bump in the road for me. You know, I'm just going to do everything I can, you know, physical therapy and stuff like that to get you know get everything working back in my foot. But you know, as soon as I can get that, I think uh, you know, it just depends on you know where I'm at, you know, on the calendar. You know, when I'm back 100%, is, you know, all that really matters. You know, I mean, I just hopefully it happens quicker than later because I just really want to be back on a bike. So it, it, it sucks. You know, I hate, like, dude, it, it gets, like, sometimes that it's, like, wash races and stuff, and it really gets at me, like, I'm, like, you know, laying in my hospital bed in my living room. <laughs> but, like, you know, that's when I first got out of the hospital or when I was in the hospital, it was tough, like, mentally. Like, hey, uh, you know, I was going through a lot of stuff. I bet, I bet. Uh, switching gears a little bit, what'd you make of your teammate Stewie's return to Unadilla and uh, subsequent uh, pullout? Uh, thoughts on that? Um, I, I don't really know. I think he just had a lot of pressure to to go ride some outdoors because he didn't do anything in Supercross. And right. I mean, I don't know. I think like you know, he wants to be outdoors and you know try to make some fans happy, but. You know, sometimes you gotta like listen to your body. I think. Cause I just think right. he probably wasn't even totally healed up, and 
and ready to go yet. Like he, he was, you know, like everybody thought he just quit racing. He was just, he really just wasn't even healed up. It was like he kind of had to like cheat to get a dog. I think he, I think he kind of had to cheat to get a doctor's note just to get out there to get ready for outdoors. Right, right. No, I don't. Yeah. I think. I mean, I'm. I'm guessing he wasn't quite healed up, and that's why he pulled out. Yeah, I think. So I don't think he pulled out because everybody was too fast for him. <laughs> uh, question. Yeah, I from, that's the case. Question from the chat room for Kenny here: Is it true that Mike Craig used to hire people to boink his wife? Yep. Okay, fantastic. Yep. <laughs> These are things. Just to let you know, uh, never paid me a penny. I never boinked his wife. But that'd be a good question for Brooks. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Anyways, hey, yeah, I mean, Hill, let's face it, too, like, not to... Uh, I was not, kidding, Larry. That was a joke. Not to over-dramatize uh, anything, but, uh, I mean, people wrote you off this year. You know what I mean? Ah, Hill's done. He's not going to do nothing. And, you know, you were the early half-season surprise story of the Supercrosses, and you were back in a big way. So this is nothing that you can't overcome. You know what I mean? Like, you've kind of been down before and shown that you had it. So. Hey, Hill, well, so... I, I kind of think, like, my whole life I've just kind of... Not really gave it, or every not everything has never just really been aligned for me. I think this first year was like this was like the first year I really showed, you know, how good I was because I've always been really fast in the off season. I've always been really solid coming into the years, and then mm-hmm. something like I just do something gay, like or I just <laughs> yeah. not, or I just don't stay focused, or something happens. Like right. you know, the first year that was what happened. I was was wasn't really focused enough and. You know, I won a race that year. Yeah, yeah. And the next year, I was just hurt. And then this year, I, you know, I felt you know, like I had everything kind of in line. And I even got a late start on it this year. I really wasn't even really riding until November, I think it was. I wasn't really, like, because I got a bike right for Bercy, and Bercy was during, you know, Halloween. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. got a late start last this last year, and I felt, you know, awesome. I think right. even last year, I, I think I even was had too much training. I think I felt like I was, like, you know, I even came in. I could have, you know, even backed it down a little bit last year. Hey, are you still hanging out? Season. Are you are you and J Law still pretty tight? Do you guys still talk quite a bit? Or yeah, actually, he he flew out here for a little bit, and he was he came out here, hung out with you me think, and my mom. Think, and stuff. He's think, funny. Do you think Jason gets a a bad rap from a lot of people for no reason? He's just being himself and doing what he did. I think what it comes. I mean, I think Jason's just doesn't really like riding. I think people have just kind of made Jason not like riding. I think it's just like he's kind of just got like so much, he's got so much of a bad rap and bad reputation and, you know, almost bad vibe like in the sport. I think people have kind of like driven Jason to not like riding because if things aren't going perfect and he can't win or he doesn't feel like he can like demolish everybody going into the race, I think he kind of just, I mean, he gets over it or something. I think it's like because he just, I don't know. I I feel like that's because because no matter how good, no matter what he does, he feels like he's I think he's going to get critiqued. Just like, and I've never even asked him this. This is just how I feel about it. I just feel like people, like people have made him not like riding. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm a I'm like one of these guys that thinks At like this point. if Jason if Jason Lawrence, Jason Lawrence is just the normal everyday guy if he wasn't racing a motorcycle. Yeah, he does what he does. If he yeah. parties a little bit, he parties a little. But you know what? I would say that. 70% of the kids in America that are his age 
do what he does. But he has a spotlight on him, and he has so much pressure on him. And a lot of people don't understand how much pressure he really has on him, how many people that he employs, how much money that comes out of his pocket to pay for stuff. And they just keep coming down on him and coming down on him. I just wish that people would leave him alone and let him do what he wants. If he wants to race, race. If he wants to go do whatever he wants to do in life, let him do that. And all these people that are in our industry that are kissing his ass when he's winning titles, that are his boys, his buddy, let's go to dinner. But when he's not, when he's struggling in his career, his phone doesn't even ring. And these are the people bad-mouthing him. That's the thing I hate about this industry. Like for you instance, you, when you were, when you last year when you were killing it, your phone was probably blowing off the hook. Hey buddy, hey bro, hey buddy. You know what? But when you're laid up, oh that guy was an idiot. Why do you even do that? That guy's stupid. They don't call you. You know that's the thing I don't like about. This industry. Uh, yeah, I, I feel you. I mean, it's like yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody wanted to be, you know, part of Jason's. You know, success when he was doing when he was doing good. You know, everybody. Oh, we miss you know we misunderstood you, and it was only it was just because me and him had fun riding. Like, I think that was what drove us to do good that year because we weren't really that like. I mean, actually, Jason was focused coming into the year, and I was pretty focused. But you know, we were just two. You know, we were just two kids that were right. You know, going to the track every day, having fun riding their dirt bikes, and we had Ryan Hughes kind of babysitting us. Yeah, you, you know, said I think it right it was there. Deal because we weren't we weren't training that hard. Right. We were just training a little bit, and we had Ryan Hughes like, you know, guiding us on our, you know, kind of making our riding days, uh, you know, a little bit scheduled and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all it really was. It's just me and him had fun, and we had Rhino babysitting us. It was kind of how, I, and that you know, Jason was was focused on. You know, make it. You know, he, he kind of thrived off it, and I thrived off of it, and that's kind of how we got fast. That's how I feel. Maybe, uh, maybe you can come on the show, Hill, and, and talk about it. What do you think? If, if you're, if you call in sick, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's a Kenny Watson show, I'm well, calling. Yeah, if Kenny starts his own show next year and figures out how to turn a computer on, Jason will be like the co-host, probably. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be, <laughs> funny. be funny. No, I think the kid's funny. I think he's a good dude. I think some of the stuff he's done, he's put himself in that position. On the other hand, uh, some of the stuff, yeah, I guess gets piled on, like Kenny said, no doubt about it. I wish. I'm sure that guy just has bad timing too, dude. If you heard some of the stories, man, I think he just has bad timing. He yeah. Uses yeah. The funniest stuff happens. I mean, I think you know, like some people just have bad timing well, and I, luck in life. Like here's here's a way I, I think look at he it could too. Be one of them. Here's the way I look at it too. Like like I speed, I speed all the time on freeways, residential roads. I've never really got a speed ticket, speeding ticket in a long, long time. I got a buddy of mine. You're fucked. <laughs> you're so fucked. You're getting. One no, I'm gonna off. knock on wood. My buddy of mine though gets speeding tickets all the time. And you know what I mean? Like he's just—he's a magnet yeah. for it, dude. He always gets speeding tickets. His license is how much money? Who knows? You know what I mean? All this shit. But like, I speed all the time. It's just one of those things. You get caught, I guess. I don't know if I'm making any and sense. There's, there's some people who just look guilty too. And Jason sometimes, like when he's at the dirt bike track, he sometimes just looks guilty. Yeah, uh, well, I think he makes some bad decisions you know? for sure. Yeah, you know, I think I think after too, after like you know an on track like scuffle, Jason just looks like the guilty one. Right. Nobody yeah, really. Re- yeah, nobody really. <laughs> nobody really reports on Ryan Dungey's dad uh, busting into his truck, wanting to beat him down. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for not doing. Yeah. Much. No. I mean nobody. Yeah. But you know, it's just whatever. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, whatever. I mean, I can understand where Dungey's dad comes from too. His kids trying to win a title and 
Jason Lawrence just got out of jail and, and his eyes starting shit, you know. Yeah. It, well, you didn't help that hill with your re, your retweeting. <laughs> I just thought it was funny, man. Oh, I, I didn't realize too. I had so many followers that were going to be pissed off about oh, that. I thought it was funny, too. I kind of more thought I was, like, retweeting it and, like, Dang would see it and, like, laugh because, you know, it was... Because we just, you know, inside, you know, yeah. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. No, I, hey, I <laughs> yeah, like your tweets. Then, then, then I found out the power of Twitter, I say. I like your trouble. tweets. They're pretty funny a lot of times. Hey, Josh, I, I, like I got your tweet today about starting to train again, 30-minute motos. I, I, I appreciate Yeah, that was that. funny. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, I know that you're going through, you know, you're recovering from your injury, um, and this has been a big problem in the industry, you know, just not in our industry, but in life with the, with the medicine and the, the, you know, the people getting addicted to the pain medicine and all that. With injuries like yours, I know that you have to be in a lot of pain still with nerve problems. What do you, uh, are you taking any kind of precaution or having people, like, hold on to your medicine or, you, you know what I'm trying to get at? I'm I'm not trying to say that. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. No, you're I'm, gonna be yeah, I'm, with, I'm pissed off all the time because my mom and my roommate control my medicine. And, like, I'm always hurting and, like, come on, just give me one more of those. Nope. Right. And then, like, I'm in, like, and then, like, my doctor's been backing me off. I've been getting pretty pissed off lately, actually. <laughs> That's good, then. <laughs> let's, uh, let's no, like, but, like, everybody, like, no, I, my medicine's been totally, like, they control, how, like, how I get it, so I'm not getting extra and getting hooked on it. Are, are you on something right now, as we're speaking? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm on all kinds of stuff right oh, now. Okay, all right. Let's, uh, let's take I'm a on. I'm on, like, a laundry list of stuff right now, but, like, it's not even, but, that, like, if, if, but dude, I have so much, like, nerve pain and right. stuff going on that it really, like, you have to. It's not like I'm yeah. taking it for for recreational use, dude. I don't even yeah. my head. Like I feel like I don't even like feel it anymore. Like right now, though. Right. As a I guy. Even, I mean, as you a, know, like yeah, it's like if you probably if you guys took what I'm what I have right now, you'd probably be like looped. But right. It's like right now, it doesn't bug me. Um, I, as a guy that was eating like two or three Viking a day when I had a herniated disc. I know the I know the feeling. Um, well, you're talking to a guy that you used to eat 60 bacon in a day. Yeah, I know. So, uh, well, Watson, I didn't want to say I'm that, but yeah. I'm just giving you a heads up, brother. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, you're just all like constipated and sweating and stuff. Yeah, I would take a poo and I'd feel like I'd be like going to the bathroom. <laughs> feel like you just had a kid. Yeah, and, and I would look down and it'd be the size of a BB coming out, and I was like, that's Man, awesome. I feel like I just dropped a brick and it would be a BB. That's great. That's awesome. You're all bleeding and wait. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna hey, call. was that warp tour days? Yeah, it was. I'm going to call Lindsay and see if he's going to come back on the show. You should call Lindsay. Family always tells me warped to her stories. Yeah. Uh, Those guys used to go steal my pills. Papa Metro, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, you're on the air. Oh, hey, yeah. This is Andy. Uh, wish Josh the best. Uh, I know it's kind of, it's got to be kind of scary with that. I've never even heard of that company compartmental syndrome, whatever that deal is. And, yeah. uh, man, that's got to be spooky for you. I heard you say on the other telecast something about you can't feel your ankle or whatever. Yeah, I still have, like, very – I don't really I'm, – I'm getting it back, but I, I, uh, I've i got it down to my ankle now. I've got starting to get feeling down, like, all the way into my ankle. But, like, on my uh, foot, you, like, if you – like, to touch it, I really don't have much of a sense of, like, feeling it, like, to touch it. But wow. I'm starting to get feeling like like I'm really starting to work my calf muscles and my uh, my ankle, trying to get everything back working. How so, small uh, did your calf muscles shrink? Um, you know, it's still a little swollen actually right now. Like my calf muscles still a little swollen, but oh, uh, really? it, 
Yeah, it's because I actually the compartment syndrome was actually up in my up by my calf, and it was swollen up probably like you know, I'd say bigger like than a foot, like way bigger than a like a foot was huge, and they had to cut it open to let all the uh, the swelling out, and so it was cut all the way down to my muscles. Like you could see all my insides, like all my muscles yeah. inside my leg. Yeah, and then they then they had a skin graft to put it back together. So, I mean, right. it, it was pretty, I mean, it was the weirdest thing because it was like I got out of surgery, everything was cool, and then uh, I'm like, man, I like kind of start waking up, and the next, it, my, my, I couldn't move my ankle, or my ankle was just getting stiffer and stiffer and stiffer, and like, I, you know, I'm freaking out, I didn't know what was going on, they're all oh, it's compartment syndrome, uh-huh. took a look at it, it's compartment syndrome, we're going to have to cut this open, and they cut, you know, and then, you know, it was like I just got out of surgery, and as soon as I woke up, like, I was all, I can't, my ankle's messed up, and I had to go, boom, right back into surgery. And then, uh, yeah. it was weird, cause I got out, and, I, you know, I got out of the hospital, and then I uh, found out I got this other thing in my other foot called complex regional pain syndrome. And <laughs> oh, just, uh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just struggling, you know, just trying to get over that stuff, but, it, you know, is uh intensely take you know hitting it with physical therapy so i guess the only thing that heals this stuff and you know is it so? right on well now uh oh hey. shit i forgot what i was right hey. anyways andy uh andy, wish you best of luck dude andy when you, where you, i appreciate it andy where are you calling from Sackdown. Sackdown? Okay. Yeah. Right on. You sound a little medicated, just, too, actually, I'm, Andy. I'm a Josh fan, so anyways, take care. All right. Thanks, thanks buddy. Lot. I really I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right, but All right, Josh. Good luck. Thanks Pulp, a lot. Pulpo Mech Show, where, where callers uh, call in medicated themselves, I think. <laughs> Let's try another call. Pulpo Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? What's going on, Matt? This is Nick from Bakersfield again. Hey, Nick. What's happening? You, you got a question uh, for Josh Hill? Same old, same old. Actually, I was calling to tell him about some. I don't know his doctors or not, but uh, I've told him. But like I said earlier, when I got, I compound fractured my leg and I had a bunch of nerve damage going on. They put me on a drug called uh, neurotinin. And yep. it, deadens the, it deadens the nerve endings. And, yeah, uh, no, that's that's the drug. That, that's like the only thing. I'm on like a, a bunch of different stuff, testing it out, like that are like lighter than neurotin. But yeah. I'm on, but that's the one drug they get. This helps the nerve pain. It's like so much. It was like night. Oh. Yeah, I Cause, cause, sleep. Yeah, I you can like take as much. Because I was in the hospital and I found out that Neurotin was working for me. Because I was, they were feeding me. You know, I was on, I was on Percocets and and then they, I was on. Uh, you know, at first I was on. Uh, I figured Dilaudin or something really gnarly. And they had to get me off of it because I was tripping out. And then they got me on <laughs> morphine, and they were giving me morphine trying to like. You know, stop the pain, and it didn't do anything for me. Like it, you know, they could give me morphine, and you know, I'd be all out of it. But it didn't. But I was still in like so much pain because it didn't even really affect the nerve pain. Right. And I'm sure it did a little bit, but yeah. Until I got until yeah. I got on that, um, they they just <laughs> until I got on the neurotin, it, I was really hurting. You know what's I crazy? Yeah. You know, I, I think that every night. I think that a lot of uh, riders they've been in the hospital so many times, and 
they they know what their body needs and what they do, and they can tell the doctors exactly what they need. And I think a lot of the doctors that don't know, like if you go to an emergency room and your your leg is broken, and they're going to go, yeah, when you get an X-ray, you're going to go, yeah, well, my leg's broken here, and this is the spot, and they're like, well, there's a crack there. No, that's where I broke it before. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're reading the X-ray <laughs> chart to the doctors, yeah. and they're saying, well, oh, we're going to put you on Demerol. No, Demerol don't work. I need morphine. Well, how do you? I just telling you what I need, and that's right. that's how hey, crazy the whole thing is. Hey, thanks, Nick. Hey, no yeah, problem. Thank you. Pulp Show, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Chris. Chris, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? I wanted to ask Josh about how he felt, like, talk about some good times. I remember he and uh, being at, like, Lake Whitney or Mosier Valley back in the day when it was Mosier, like, having some epic battles with uh, Brock Tickle in the B-Class back in the day, what his thoughts were on that. Because those were fun times for him. You know, those weren't that fun at times for me. I didn't, I didn't like amateur racing at all because I felt like, uh, I don't know, I never really liked it. The tracks were, the tracks never really that good, and the, and the motos were always short, and I, I didn't like it actually. I was always stressed at amateur nationals. Like I was I never really, like, having really that much fun and messing around on golf carts because yeah, dude, I, was, like, I remember too serious. Like, I wanted, around. I wanted to do good. Like I always like was, I was stressed. I wouldn't. I would say 08 was my my, you know, the good times, you know, for me. Yeah. Like if you want to like take like the, you know, my, I don't know. I guess that was like probably my my the most time I took just for fun in a year. All right, Chris. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, yeah. Chris, for bringing them down. That's awesome. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, man. Hey, this, I'm kidding. Ride around on pit bikes in between motos, like just jumping like crazy little pit bike tracks, cheating his, laughing his face off. I remember like thinking, like, man, that kid loves riding dirt bikes. So right. it's like, I did have some of that. Yeah, some of the races where you could ride pit bikes, I like, I like that because I just go out and uh, cause we'd always get there early to get a good parking spot, or you'd get stuck out in the backfield, and right. I'd always pit bike jumps and stuff. Yeah, that was that's, that that stuff was fun. Like later in my teen years, like everybody's running around in the golf carts, I was always like stressing. I like stressing it because I wanted to win or I wanted to ride. Right. And I was a bit stressing. Uh, Paul Show, you're on the air with Josh Hill. Who's this? Jeff. Jeff, what's happening? Where are you calling from? Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. Must be nice. <laughs> Weather's been kick ass. I lived in Newport for a while. I thought I was pretty cool. It's not as good. Whatever, dude. That's the yuppie, that's the yuppie area, Mathis. Whatever. Dude. I was bald. Hey, um, I wrote you an email a while back regarding you know these riders with the the painkiller problems and and how they have pro- trouble getting off them and stuff like that. Wrote wrote who? Me or Watson or Hill? Uh, I think I wrote it to both you and Watson. I think I cc'd Watson on it. Oh, okay. Um, but right. What's anyway, that mean? Regardless, what's um, what's cc mean? It means you. He means you attached an email to both of us, Kenny. Well, I don't know about. I don't know how to do that. If you're gonna get your own yeah, show, you're gonna, need to, you're, you're gonna get your own oh. show, Kenny. You're gonna have to learn how to. I gotta go to that. I was thinking about taking a class. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyways, what I was gonna say is there's a lot of there's a lot of things. You know, writers go through programs and things like that. And I, I broke my back in three places, and I put my head through my sternum and broke it in half. So, needless to say, I was on medication for a long time. And when it came time to get off them, you know, everybody knows how tough that can be if you take them for a long time. But there's a drug called Suboxone, which isn't anything like methadone. And what it does is it tricks your body into letting it adjust to being normal again without going through the horrendous things that you go through. And yeah, but then guys, you get addicted to Suboxone then. Huh? Then you get addicted to Suboxone. I mean, I no, know it's, it's non-addictive. Yeah, but what's what's in it? It, it does the same thing it, that you need... 
No, it's not. It's it's uh, venefrine or venosephrine. Austin, you can look it up online. But what it does is it tricks your body into thinking that you still have it, and then while you take it for a week. Uh, your body readjusts to being normal, then you stop taking it, and everything's. I learned. Uh, I've learned a whole much more tonight about. Yeah, but pills. you know what? When you eat suboxone, uh, you don't eat it. You put it under your tongue. Yeah, I know. When you put whatever you do, how you ever ingest it, or you put it under your tongue, or you shoot it, whatever you do, the bottom line is your body sick. still. <laughs> your body, you could still eat a, a painkiller. It's, no, it, it'll make you sick. It reverses the it reverses the effect of the painkiller. Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you. What are you a doctor, Kenny? No, but I've known many of my friends that have tried. You stayed at Holiday Inn Express last night. No, I went through and it worked great. Like, but I was just trying amazing. to pass on the info. It sounds like it sounds like the miracle. The miracle, miracle recovery. For everything. I I swear to God, I went. I mean, it, I mean that sounds is, sweet. It if that's really around. Yeah. It's like sounds like there's a lot of hey, people uh, that need that. Jeff, send me send me the email again. I'll forward it to Hill. Think, he, he can look I think at everybody's it. Everybody's like going up the wrong tree though. They're like uh, about all the medic the medication like you know. Uh, uh, Getting addicted to it—that's—that's that's not going to be my problem. I can guarantee well, you. No, no that's I not agree. Be my problem. So I, did, I, did so I think I think if anybody's like emailing this to get those stories to me, it's like right. going the wrong way. I heard like you were already addicted, addicted to him, dude. That was thanks. Ch- thanks for the call, Jeff. Uh, hey Hill, I heard yeah. you were already addicted to him. It's already in the chat room over there on. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, every time I get here, people say that, but dude, I don't even. I'm telling you, like, that's not. Right. That's not me. I've seen way too many people go down the tube with that shit. So that's not me. What about EPO? Are you addicted to EPO? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> HGH? I don't even know what that is. HGH? HGH? Uh, no. Me and Mathis are addicted My roommates to might be, though. My roommates are addicted to going to the gym and protein shakes. Uh, so maybe they are. Yeah, they're done. Kenny's gonna... <laughs> I think if anybody gets up at like six thirty before six o'clock to go to the gym, they're on HGH or something. They have to be like, why else are you getting up so early? Yeah, I dude, I've been on this deal now where I've been trying to work out at night and I can't sleep at night. So now I've, everyone's telling me that I need to work out in the morning. So I need to work out before I go to work and I have to be at work at at nine. So that means I got to get up at like seven thirty and it's not working out too good. Yeah, it's bullshit. This yeah, yeah, Kenny. Like, wh- Kenny, you haven't Just try to work out before you eat dinner. I would say. Yeah, Kenny. So I used to go through that stuff when I was like growing up, because but dude, waking up's way overrated, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, Kenny's, like, Kenny's been pushing his weight loss on me. Like Kenny, I noticed you've stopped lately. Maybe you have stopped working out. Is that no, it? No, I haven't. But I told you I wasn't going to give you shit no more. Okay. If you want to roll around your house, and that's fine. Right. But you know what? I, I care about you as a person. Dude. I want to see you healthy. I just don't want to see you fall over from a heart attack. Okay. You know. Thank you. Hey, did you guys? Hey, Mathis, did you see all the Twitter? <laughs> like, there is a bunch of pictures of you floating around on Twitter last week. Um, yeah, I saw uh, my, my, Riding street bikes My buddy, Han- my buddy Hanny did Riding it My buddy Hanny did <laughs> that it was sick. And then uh, And then like And then like some <laughs> other- You guys were in the same pants though Like you gotta admit It kinda looked like you from behind Um Well he had well, pants on Hold on, let me finish Let me finish So Hanny did that And ha 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 It was funny Then a couple other people did it dude Like I don't know if they did it Cause of Hanny Or if they thought it was funnier But one guy Not Hanny Really looked like me like maybe I looked at a couple of them and I, right. I thought Hanny's is pretty good. Right, right, yeah. I think you just don't want to give Hanny any credit. No, no, no. I don't care. No, I thought I thought this other guy. <laughs> a bit looking like you. I thought this other guy's was closer to me, um, but I mean, hey, whatever. You know what? If it gets Hanny on the show, like if he wants to make crack on me and get on get him on the show, hey, I don't care. It's, Great. It's, it's gonna have to be better than that. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Did hate you, dude. Whatever. Like you know what? 
F the dude. I've written so much good about him. Like, I don't know what. When have you written good about him? Because they won and you had to? No. No, I've written. Because you weren't going to write good about Hanson if he was, like, not, like, in 09. You weren't going to write good about Hanson. Because he didn't ride good, Hill. Because <laughs> he rode like poop. So how yeah, you gonna... but you? But you go out of the way to write bad. Though. That's the thing. Like, no. Where most people could drop it, and instead of just writing how Hanson sucks really, really bad, you could have just dropped it. I suppose and, like, so. Like Hanson had an off. Yeah. Well, I definitely, I definitely. You, you make jokes at other people's expenses. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. All but, the time. At the, but at the same. But, but, but when. But when other people's expenses are like their last chance ride. It gets a little gets a little touchy. Yeah, I know. I agree, but I, I make fun so. of myself as well many times. Yeah, but yourself doesn't expense. You know, you know like you're not ex- you're, yourself doesn't expense somebody. You know, a couple hundred grand a year if by bad by bad press. You know. Ah, uh, uh, come on, Hill. You think, and you and think, and a roof over their head. Do you think people yeah. really really look at my column and be like, I'm not going to hire that guy because Mathis says he's crap? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, like, you start a trend. (laughs) I like to give myself a trend of people thinking that it only takes a whisper in this in this sport for somebody to be addicted to pills or not training hard or their girlfriend's got them messed up in the head. Like, it doesn't take much. I I agree. I I definitely agree with you on that. There's no doubt about (laughs) it. But again, when you're making when you're professional, I I had to sort that out because I thought after this show is over, I'm going to like I'm going to go on vital and there's going to be a whole thing about how I'm how I'm addicted to pills. I know because sort that out that 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 shouldn't be like associated with me. I know my mom here make, you know, distributing my pills evenly, making sure I'm not. (laughs) I'm like, mom, it's 10 minutes early. Can I get it? I'm in pain. Your buddy Kenny Watson's the first one who brought that up. By the way, I didn't bring that. No, up. I, 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 I didn't no, bring it up. Oh, this callers brought that up. You don't have to blame it on you guys. Callers brought that up. Hey, That's I'm not, not trying me. to blame. I'm not trying to, dude. I was just, I was saying as a friend, not as anything else. Like just for yeah. you to be careful. I'm not saying you're addicted, but dude, this—that's the path it takes because you're, you need him, dude. You had a seriously injury, and it happens. It's not, it's no. not, it's not like, it's not like hey. me, like taking him recreationally. Like I had my wisdom teeth and I went to Amsterdam and I had Vicodin with me and I was didn't drink or do any drugs for like eight years and all of a sudden everyone's getting wasted and I'm like man I hate those pills they make me feel good I ate one I started to eat one a week then it ended up being 60 a day for two years and he couldn't poop. Yeah. He couldn't I, I poop. I couldn't poop. And I was on warp tour with Manly and Twitch and Evans and Morrison stuck in a bus for for three months. I needed them. And I needed them. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I've seen it happen to way too many people. Like, yeah. I, I just, I mean, I live in Southern California, and I swear it's like an epidemic here. People getting hooked on pills. Well, we uh, we were planning so, on doing a show all about it because uh, we, yeah, talked, we, yeah. talked, we talked to Ron Ron about it. But believe, believe me, that's something I don't want to, that's, no. that's nothing I want to be a part of because I've just seen it change so many people and ruin people. No, no, I'm being serious. And, dude, I, it sucks. Like, I, I believe me, it sucks like the first few days and you, when your strip of Percocets runs out and, you know, you're in a lot of pain, it sucks. Like, the first week, I mean, it no, sucks. No, but, Hill, like, Hill, I was Dr. Being... Alexander, my doctor, like, I'm sure I'm going to run out of here. Run, like, I can't even believe I have painkillers at this point. No, I, I'm being serious. We were really going to do a show about it. Kenny talked to Ron Ron and a few other people, and we were going to do a show on how, in our industry, it's it's a quiet problem. You know? Well, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I wanted to be loud and, and say that that's not <laughs> a, a problem affecting me right now in my life. 
Can he say it? I found a voice. I found a voice after you guys. Can, can he say, for everybody so, listening. For the record, Kenny. <laughs> for the record. Kenny? I really want that. He, hey, Kenny's trying to type in the chat room right now. You should see the focus on him as he as he goes one. Each, 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 I don't want to. I want to. I want to have to talk to talk because you know and talks about getting their eyes and somebody being like, well, you know. I'm just typing to some guy that's talking. It's on vital. About, they they show me a couple pages of printed out Vital MX about how I'm addicted to pain pills. I don't here's to here's another problem we have in our sport. Getting back to you and what you and I were talking about is these douchebag uh, managers, agents, uh, people like that that actually read Vital and believe it. That, the agents don't. The people that work no, for companies. No, no, no. But people, agents who read it, who are you know talking about other riders. Like, do you think Roger Goodell, who's a commissioner of the NFL, you think he goes on NFL.com message boards and goes, oh, man, you know, we got a big drug problem because this guy said that or, uh, Terrell Owens was doing a mound of coke last night with him off the back of a hooker. Like, in our sport, people yeah. will be like, it's, oh, my God, it's true. Like that's where our, our sport is jacked. Yeah, but yeah, but the, the, the commissioner and well, the AMA is not going to get come at you about it. No, but okay, what? But other teams and team managers are. Yeah, so, but and then and then but then that's the same thing. I'm sure if there was all over the internet that somebody was doing something, that somebody from the team would come at that guy. I bet. I believe everything I read, dude. Everything. I read <laughs> yeah, all I don't, that shit. Yeah, I don't, I'm tired of talking about all this negativity. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm over it. Like, I'm, well, over, I'm over, like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> the yo, message talk- board people are bad or good. Like, some of them are good or some of them are just dorks. Good point. Uh, hey, you're right. Check it out. Let's talk positive. For message board. As soon as you can get up <laughs> and you're moving around and you can walk, I would like to invite you for a weekend in Vegas by the pool, hanging out, and just doing what we do is have a good time. And relaxing. That'd be fun. I'm 21 now, dude. I spent my 21st birthday in, in a hostel, but I think it'd be cool to do something fun. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm invited, but can I come, Kenny? No. Okay. Hill doesn't even really like you. <laughs> hey, Hill, do you have the? New- I, I, I'm cool with you, but I don't know if like you. I mean, right? Are you really gonna like attract a bunch of chicks over? Uh, nope. And Watson at least knows how to talk. Like Watson can talk to him. And I'm not gonna attract hey, him over, but Watson's- and I think I don't even know if, what. Yeah, I don't know. Watson, Watson. Watson, like chicks are attracted to Watson. I've been in a bunch of hotel lobbies. Watson has to kind of fight him off. Yeah, well, he's got cheeseburger tattoo on his armpit, and that doesn't help. <laughs> it's a conversation piece. It is. But it hey, is. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen you in a hotel lobbies probably just as much as Watson. And I've just, you know, there's Watson. Just and there's, yeah, he's got, chi- he's got yeah, chicks. No, he no. has Wigan, Wigan around him, and Steve Cox. <laughs> What? That's. I'll, I'll I'll be rapping at the at the bar with the chicks and and he'll be rapping in the lobby with uh with Jason Wagon yeah, and yeah. Steve Cox. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what, Kenny? So what? Maybe I love but, the I mean, sport. I'm not saying that's. I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm just saying the weekend right. in Vegas. I'm calling Watson. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and I I uh. think you're right. I think that's a good call. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm definitely fatter than Watson. But I don't think I have a big of a head. Like Watson's head is ginormous. I have a seven and five. Watson does that. Just five makes him look stocky. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Watson looks like he could fight. Hey, Hill. I can't though. Hill, do you have the new? Hey, trip? Watson, you could beat up Mathis, right? No, no, no. Coach Mathis is a hockey player, dude. Mathis has me Shut almost up, by. Dude, a, come on. Mathis probably has me by a hundred pounds right now. You, so you do you think, think you could beat up Hanson? Who me? Yeah. I think, well, just because Hanson, he's like one of those okay, guys. Okay, no, no, hold on, hold on. Do you think you could beat up Hanson? Do I? Kenny Watson? Yeah. 
I, I can't say that. I don't know. I, I think it'd be. So, more, so I do think, you think that? Do you think that? Uh, Mathis. <laughs> the Mathis could beat up Hanson. See, I'm past that point in my life saying who could beat up who. But <laughs> but I would have to say if, they, if it was a street fight. Hey, I just had if, to throw some shit. I'm sorry. If it was a, it's all right, dude. I'd love you, man. If it was a street fight, <laughs> if it was a street fight, I would have street to say fight. total street fight. Like you I guys would have just to, walked out of a bar. If it was a street fight, I would have to say that it would be fucking close. But if it was between if, between you and you and Hanny or between you and Mathis, me and Josh. Because Josh, I think so you're, if, you're saying Mathis has got you handled. I think if he got me on the ground, I'd be in trouble. There we go. Thank you, dude. He's a hot dude. I don't care how fat he is. The guy grew up playing hockey. If, if, if I was, if I was, if I had to pick a fight, I'd pick a fight with Mathis before I'd pick a fight with you, just because you look meaner. Well, that's fine because I'm not mean. I'm a lover. That's I know, why you I, people say I, I can't listen, pull chicks. Listen, I have a listen, heart of gold. I, like, I actually, if I was on a hillside, if we, if I was at like if if we were going to Steel City and I was up on one of those hills, uh huh. Maybe I'd pick a fight with with you before Mathis because I would be scared of Mathis rolling over me, like catching speed and rolling over. Listen, in, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. No, 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 no. It's fine. Listen, <laughs> in, in, in 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 any measurable you want to, if you want to measure height, weight. <laughs> Length of arms, length of penis, any way you want to measure it, I I beat Watson. Any way you want to measure it, any measurable, I got him covered. I don't think and Nick's if, bigger. If this is boxing, I would be the favorite guy. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. The, when you get down to it, though, I don't think your dick's bigger than mine. I guarantee you, it is. It's huge. It's huge. It's massive. Do you I bet it looks bigger though, because like you got those big old thighs and your. Can you see it? Can you see your cock? Little though? cargo shirt. Yeah, I can. You could like you could look down and see your. <laughs> yes, dick absolutely. Your I swear to God, I could. Do your I balls? Do your balls like fucking hit the ground? Do you, no. do, you have, do you have saggy ball sack? No, I don't. Uh, no, I'm just saying, uh, Hill, if you're going to measure us like in a boxing ring, I got Kenny beat reach, height, weight, strength, um, whatever, thigh size, cankle size, whatever you want to measure it, I got, I got Watson beat. But the thing is, I don't think Mathis, like, Mathis got called out by, uh, uh, what's that team manager's name? Michael Young. Michael I Young, and he backed down. I didn't back down. How did I back down? <laughs> Michael Young was going to kick his ass. Yeah, I, I really think Watson... Dude, have you been in any fights before? Me? Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. You've been in fights? When was the last yeah. time you got in a fight? Oh, God, yeah, a long time ago for sure. In Canada? Um... He's Canadian. You got in America? No, yeah, I got in a fight in America for sure. Um, but I always really? had to be careful because um, I wasn't legal in America for a long time. And so if I got any sort oh, of police... So that's, that's why your fighting ways went away? Well, if I got any sort of police troubles, things could go wrong, could go sideways. So I, But I, I fought in New Orleans uh, late 90s. Did you win? Yeah, I dropped the guy. Hey, but the thing is you got to remember... Hill. I got him in a headlock. I got him in a headlock, and I like threw him down. Like you got to um, remember, dude. The dudes, Canada, Canada dudes are tough. Guys from Canada are tough. I mean, I don't know if you know that, but dudes from Canada can fight for some reason. I, That's all they have is fighting. I've heard that. And but my, I've heard that everybody. And dudes that, that play hockey. I have this theory that Canada, that like maybe that they're just not. They just like really like stage fights. Good, so people think right. they're tough. No. So I, like I would fight. I would maybe box just, Hanny. Like, maybe they're just buddies because it's Canada and everybody's happy up there. I would box Hanny, you know, like headgear and gloves, and then the winner, like he has to do the box show. Box or UFC fight? Uh, whichever. I would fight him, and then if I won, he has to do the show and do it like he has to be normal. He can't just hang up. 
Okay, I bet we could. Dude, I'm sure you could arrange that. And if and if I, if he won, I don't know. I guess I would never ever mention his name again. Maybe I don't know. I I would never write about him. I don't know what could be the the um. You all you have to say, Josh Hansen rules. Yeah. Hey, you would probably be, you guys would probably be friends then, because he'd probably feel all good, and then you guys would probably just be buddies. Hill was trying to set up a boxing match in the L and M Lounge, and Brooks walks in. Who Brooks is a scrapper, we all know. And Larry's like, "No, no, nobody's fighting anybody. Be quiet. Shut up. No, <laughs> nobody's fighting anybody." <laughs> Jacksonville, right before opening ceremonies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to get, and I was we, trying to make a, trying to get like get a fight going between Hanson. Yeah, yeah. You were trying to make it happen. That was pretty funny. Hey, you know what? Hanson would kick my ass because I would never. I would. I would never fight him. I would let him beat me up. I would never swing on Josh at I all, ever. I uh, I wouldn't oh, swing on him either. I like Josh. A lot of people don't know though. Like a lot of people think Josh is like the skinny, wiry sissy. Josh Hansen is one of the, I would say, out of five guys that I know. That doesn't back down to anybody or any time. He will get his ass kicked if the guy's going to kick his ass, right. but he will stand there and throw. He'll, he'll, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got to say will. about that. I'm not saying that he's this tough guy, fighter guy, yeah. but he's not scared. Right. He's not Listen, scared. I, get, yeah, I, get, yeah, I think, he'll, I think Han- Hanny will get you into fights pretty easy, though, because he's not scared. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And then you got to be like, oh, shit, here it goes again. Yeah, but he won't. And then you got to be like, either got to like, you got to like, you have to like know that like split decision, like, can I stop this or do I have to fight now? <laughs> yeah, but Hanny <laughs> Could I stop this, or you have to really? Yeah, but he'll really stand do. behind you. He'll he'll stand back to back with you, dude. If he yeah, yeah, he, will. he won't start a fight it's, and run. Hanny's, Hanny's a pretty good dude, really. He is a good dude. I got I, I, I got no problems with Hanny. I got anybody I race with. He's probably one of my favorites. Hey, man. listen, listen, Hill. He's I mean, the, I love he's races, the guy. That's just like a different deal. He's the guy that on camera I've never thrown a personal insult at Hanny yeah, in fireman, my writing. Fireman's calling Hanny a pussy. I and think, and I Hanny's think. the one who called me a douchebag. Said he wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire. Uh, you know, call me fat. Like he's the one who's escalated to personal insults for the record. Uh, you know what I mean? That's that's yeah, handsome. I'm just saying though. I keep my stuff to on the track stuff. You know? I know. But whatever. I mean, we could go around and around. I got don't no, keep I, your shit on on the track stuff. Come on. With Hanny, I have. Okay, well, maybe with Hanson. I know some stuff. You took it off the track when you wrote hey. that interview in Cycle News about him in the back. Not at all. That was off Not at all. Track. That was hey. from, from that, talking to JGR guys. I mean, that, that was, was off the track talking about his money and what he did with it. And, you know, you made, yeah. his, gra- you made his grandma cry and his grandpa cry. <laughs> I did make his grandma cry. That You're was right. bull crap. <laughs> Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> Listen, there's stuff I know right now about Josh that if I was a vindictive guy, um, I could go and write this and ruin him as far as his personal life and things that are going on, and I would never do that. F- that's not cool. Like, I mean, I'm just he not going to do it. What? I don't know anything about him that would ruin him right now. You don't think? He's pretty good right now. Well, no, I just, I mean, not stuff I mean, recently, but things that's going that are going on in his life, like just some stuff that I know from different people. And all right, let's fucking close this up. I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, write let's it. Stop this right now. Right. Stop. Yeah. I agree. We talked about pain pills, fighting, boning chicks. <laughs> yeah. We talked about everything we should do. Dick, dick size. So that's awesome. That's what the show's about. Like, dick we just, size. We just keep value. Yeah. Contract these. This is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Matthew Sustaini has a bigger cock than me. Uh, but, yeah, but I guarantee you, I yeah. use my cock have you more seen than you. It? And you have you seen it? Kenny's cock? Full hard. Like no, no, no. I've, I've definitely never seen that hill. No, and I've never, never. seen his How do you meat. Know? I've never seen his meat either. Uh, I don't know. I was just speculating. I mean, dude, I mean, there's two There's two sides. There's flesh and water. I mean, there, there's flesh or blood penis. I mean, dude, you can't judge it. Good either. point, Hill. Yeah. Good point. You can't fly. Hey, some guy t- t- went on the chat room and said Watson has an innie. 
<laughs> dude, I can't help but that my mom didn't cut the skin off of it when I was a kid. I got an anteater, dude. You know? You really? Yeah. <laughs> you got an anteater? I have a beautiful penis, funny. I think. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I, I make love to my penis every night. It's beautiful. Um. <laughs> Uh, anyways, this show has totally gone downhill. That's awesome. Hey, dude. Button called in earlier, by the way, Hill, so Who just cares? let you know. All right. Uh, well, to make sure I tell Button I got back got back with you guys. Uh, hey, do you know if there's still people listening? Like, how many people listen to your show? Uh, I don't... 5,000 last show. <laughs> really? Yeah. Kenny, come on. All right, 30. <laughs> No, there's still people in the chat room. There's still people listening. I don't have all the stats right now, but we we get we get pretty good numbers. Because I was just kind of curious, like no. like you sometimes you guys just like you guys are just carrying on. Like, yeah, like right now. Yeah, like right now. Dude, this has been our longest show. Because you guys sometimes feel like you're just lonely and carry it on. Look at someone still calling. Sometimes you feel like you're vibing like the chat room is blowing up and you guys are on a roll. Hey, Hill, check this out. People are still calling to talk to you. Let's go. We'll take the last caller of the night. Okay, perfect. Pulp and show. you're on the air. Who's this? All right, it's Greg again. you got to help me set this up, Josh. we got the end-all, be-all to end this Mathis Haney deal. They fight, they throw down. Handy wins. Steve has to get a tattoo, tramp stamp style. It says Josh Hansen rules. Yep, I, I love that. Pretty cool. I love that. He had to get a Hansen tattoo on his back. Steve wins. Handy's got to do the show. Well, Thirty minutes. Be, can't hang up. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Dude, there's no Thanks. way I'm getting a Handy <laughs> rules tattoo. How about just a well, what if what if I pull a groin or a hammy? Like like you never know. Hey, that's well, then, that's. I mean, are you really are you playing like you're up pulling a groin or a hammy? Your ass crack. No, Greg, that's a dumb idea. That's an awesome idea, no, Greg. No, that's the best idea. idea. I'm hanging up on Greg. I don't like that idea at all. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll do something. I ain't getting a handy tramp stamp. That's awesome. That would be the best. I mean, that that makes it a bet. Because uh, he won't come on your show. I mean, he, he's like, you won't get a handy tramp stamp. He won't come on your show. He fight settles it. Maybe, maybe. Hey, Hale, um, uh, good luck on your recovery, man. Um, I'm, I, like I said before, they counted you out before, and, and you know, and, and you did something last year. You came back, and I think you can do it again. So, uh, in all seriousness, um, yeah, good luck, and you got a long road ahead of you. But, uh, man, you can do it for sure. We'll I, see you in I Supercross. Yeah. It, man. I, I pick on you probably more than I pick on anybody when I do this stuff. So, dude, don't worry hope about you it. Hope you just messing with you. I'm cool. Don't yeah, Hilly, don't worry. Hey, do you have the new Trailer right. Park Boys, uh, the Big Dirty? Uh, the new the movie. Yeah, the big dirty. Which I don't know. No, liquor day. Sorry, sorry, liquor day. Liquor day. day. Yeah, just say I don't think it's called that here. Yeah, I got that one. It's oh, okay. Good. All right. You know Dan. You know Dan Worley. Yeah, I know Dan. He brought it to me when I was in the hospital. Oh yeah, dude. I was gonna send you a copy, but uh, clearly yeah, I'm, I'm said, too late. He brought it to me when I was in the hospital. Uh, that's why cool. Worley's a better Canadian than I am. It was funny too because he like snuck in and like after visiting hours and brought and then like. I was like, I forget what was, I was supposed to go into surgery, and then like, but I was like super hungry and thirsty because I waited all day to go to surgery, but they kept pushing it to like nine o'clock at night, and Worley showed up, and uh, he ended up bringing me Subway and uh, that movie. It's pretty cool, and I didn't have yeah. to go to. I ended up going to surgery the next night, so I got to eat my Subway. So, nice, so. good, good job, Worls. Yeah. Yeah. Good. 
Cool. Thank you, man. Right on. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, Hill, don't forget, the, uh, first time. don't forget the invitation, my friend. As soon as you're up and going, get All up right. here and we'll do it. We'll have one good hurrah before you get get gnarl. All right. Sounds good. I'm, I'm down for that. Sounds All right, Josh. If, if you need anything, give us a call, man. Thanks for uh, coming on the All call. All right. All right. Later, bye. All right. Talk to you guys later. See ya. Well, I'm glad we called Josh Hill. Yeah. Good call on that, Kenny. Sorry for everybody in the chat room that we were just rambling. But yeah, that was, it happens. We got a little crazy there with the talk. But, uh, okay, we're going to end this show, Pulp MX Show, brought to you by JGRMX, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, discount, type in X-Code, X-Pro 2010, T-R-E-M-X.com, uh, type in Pulp MX Show, all caps, get a discount there. We skipped X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. We skip Kenny's Corner. Those will be back next week as well. Kenny's going to try to get Jason Ellis on the show for next week or Mark Pellegrino or Jason Lawrence or Josh Hansen. And, and we, don't forget, we got a countdown to Kenny's final shows. That's it. It's going to be very exciting. Kenny's going to be tearful. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Bye. You know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. You're so wise. But like a miniature Buddha. Covered in hair. <laughs>